Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... Mr. Shot Tower is back in your life on this Monday, February 26, 2024. Hello again, everyone. I sure hope you're doing well. Welcome to a brand new edition of the program. It is great to be here on a lovely, lovely Monday afternoon in New York City. And my, oh my, do we have a lot to discuss, my friends. And what a buzz. What a buzz. Today, in the studio, in the office, there is so much to discuss. There is so much going on. It is a great time to be alive. It's a great time to be a fight fan because uh, a lot has happened since we last spoke. Uh, On Thursday, PFL announced that uh, Francis Ngannou would fight the winner of their main event that was scheduled for Saturday in Riyadh, uh, Henan Ferreira, or is it Ferreira? One R is... Alex Pereira, who is in studio on Wednesday. Two R's is Fejera. So it's like a when it's two R's, one R is a R. This is what I've learned. Shout out to the Brazilian beast, Guilherme Cruz, for that. Anyway, so they announced that on uh, on Thursday. We had the PFL Bellator event on Saturday. We had UFC Mexico City on Saturday night. That was a fascinating main card and a fun card throughout. Um, just a ton going on. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff as well. So let's get right into it. As always, we are presented by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Stay tuned because uh, later in the program, I'll tell you more about them and the great stuff that they have going on. We appreciate their support. As always, much love to our good friends over at DraftKings. Now, back into the show, uh, we'll check in with the guys regarding how they did this past weekend. Uh, we'll, We'll see how the parlay boys, are they even still intact I don't know the answer to this question. I do not know. It was like an old school UFC fight night on Saturday. And when I say old school, I mean the Fox Sports era. We don't get a lot of 10 p.m. main card Eastern starts here for the uh, for the fight nights. Back in the day, back in the Fox Sports days, every single fight night had a 10 p.m. start. It was brutal. Uh, it was, I mean, and it would go to like one thirty. They they just wanted to eat up as much programming time as possible. Now we get the odd 7 to 10, 4 to 7. It's tremendous. I, I love it. I mean, sure, we can complain about the Apex all day long, but as far as the timing is concerned, way more favorable to us on the East Coast and to the European, the overseas fans. So this felt like an old school one. Also, it was in a, a big arena, so there were just some elements of that. So I didn't check in with the guys, and I'm looking forward to hearing how they did. Now... My friends, there's a bit of a takeover going on on today's program. Yes, we have four guests from the world of boxing who are joining us all in studio. Now, these aren't your, you know, your, your, your average guests. These are four of the biggest names in the sport right now. We found out Wednesday night 
that the highly anticipated Devin Haney versus Ryan Garcia fight is in fact going to be taking place on April 20th, but not in Las Vegas, where most of us thought it would happen, not in California, where both men have lived for a good portion of their lives, but actually right here in New York City at the Barclays Center, to be exact, in Brooklyn. How incredible is this? It's been a while since Golden Boy, who are promoting the event on DAZN, DAZN pay-per-view April 20th. It's been a while since they held an event here in Brooklyn. It's been a while since there have been a big event in Brooklyn, it seems like. Um, Pre-pandemic? There hasn't been a time. No, Gervonta fought in Brooklyn uh, like two years ago. But still, I mean, there hasn't been a ton. And there was once a time where PBC was holding events here all the time. Obviously, uh, UFC has held several as well. So this is big for the scene, for the region. Anyway, in studio today, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, Oscar De La Hoya, Eddie Hearn. Golly. We have security back there. It's like, you remember the opening shot where, where, where Lennox Lewis and Mike Tyson faced off right before they went toe-to-toe in Memphis back in the day, 2002? This is like that. It's like the line of security. I mean... All four of these guys have issues. It's going to be tremendous theater. I can't wait. So first it will be Devin Haney at around 1.30. Then it will be Ryan Garcia at 2.30. Then it will be Oscar at 3. Then it will be Eddie Hearn at 3.30. And there's a ton going on in the world of boxing, not only pertaining to this fight, but also regarding Canelo's future, Terrence Crawford's future, PBC's future, just all kinds of stuff. So I can't wait. They're all going to join us in studio today. It's going to be madness. It's going to be absolute madness. But before we get into all of that, buckle up. It will be a fun day. And what a day we had on Wednesday with the likes of Alex Pereira in studio and Polino. And how about those two guys saying that they were done with their travels and then I see them in Mexico City. These guys are world travelers. I see them in Mexico City, front row, living the dream. Polino with the freaking Lucha Libre mask. Looked fantastic as a luchador. Shout out to Rey Mysterio as well. Seemed to be loving life over there. Also, we had Elimination Chamber. We had the great KSW event, Ryzen. Just so much going on. But let me ask the guys um, in the back, GC New York Rick, this question. Because I actually, you know, usually I'll start the show and we'll talk for 25 minutes and I'll wax poetic on this, that, and the other, and then I'll go to them. But I actually want to go to them right off the bat. And I'll start with you, GC. Biggest story of the weekend. What's the biggest story of the weekend? This past weekend, you could go in several different directions, right? You can go Francis, you can go PFL Bellator, PFL, you know, doesn't have a strong showing. Five to one, they lose on the main card. Uh, you can go, obviously, UFC in Mexico and, and, and those different permutations. You could go off the grid and have a, have a contender for that as well. What are you going for as far as the time? If you're in the office on a Monday and you're at the water cooler and Joe yeah. from accounting says to you, hey, what was the big story in combat? What are you saying to him? I actually was just at the water cooler and oh. our, our guy Miles was like, oh, wow. What was the biggest story in the combat weekend? <laughs> I'm between uh, Brian Ortega and the comeback against Yair, the comeback period, uh, you know, to see him have that layoff and, and come back and get a, a huge win over Yair Rodriguez. Uh, also, the the two, like, Mexican stars, Yair Rodriguez and, and Brendan Moreno, both falling short in the main and co-main event. But I'm actually going to go with... With the return of Francis. Wow. And Anon Ferreira winning in 21 seconds against Ryan Bader and essentially locking up a fight where he'll be paid millions of dollars uh, and fight Francis Ngannou in his return to MMA. Supposedly. I really was... I. That's the thing, supposedly. I really was beginning to doubt if, if he was just going to stay in boxing for the rest of his career, but 
It seems like there are plans in place. He was there at the fight. Uh, wish we had gotten him in the cage, uh, but if this comes to fruition, this is the biggest story of the weekend for me. Okay, so I, I have multiple things to say on those two things, the Ortega win and the Francis win. But first, let me give Rick a chance to weigh in. Biggest story of the weekend. Clarissa Shields won. <laughs> Another win by the quote, baby. Um, <laughs> whoa! All she does is win. Um, it's, it's, the, it's the PFL and Bellator era beginning for me. It's, wow. it's, we, get, we get to see the first glimpse of what the new second promotion, for all intents and purposes, or co-leader, if you ask Don Davis, in MMA is. Um, and I think that's important. I think that setting the tone and establishing what this is going to be and getting off to a start after, you know, it seemed like the, se- the, the, the end of the PFL season seems like ages ago, seems like a lifetime ago. And in that time since they've acquired Bellator. This um, feels like the beginning of of something. Now, you know, I'm I'm not intentionally not giving my grade for it yet because I imagine we'll speak more about it. But to me, that is the most significant thing with the longest lasting effects is that the PFL Bellator era kicked off, and we're we've now seen what that will look like and and got a glimpse of what that will look like moving forward. Okay, so obviously there's no wrong answer here. All you know, tremendous stories, big stories, stories worth talking about debating, dissecting. I'll actually go off the grid and say sure. for the for the sport on the whole, as far as like what was the biggest story, I actually think the biggest story happened on Sunday afternoon in Madrid at the mm-hmm. Santiago Bernabeu. I think Ilya Taporia, and we have the footage right here and we could run it as I'm talking about it. Ilya Taporia being welcomed, showered with praise and love an ovation, 85,000 people at the Bernabeu prior to the Sevilla-Real Madrid match. There he is shaking hands. You see his buddy Sergio Ramos jumping in there, who now plays for Sevilla. He was in the front row when he fought Josh Emmett back in June. This moment right here for the sport, a moment like this, to me, felt unfathomable five, six years ago. This is one of the most storied, celebrated, decorated clubs, sporting clubs, regardless of sport, on the planet, having a moment like that at the beginning of a big match for a UFC champion, a guy who just won the belt a week ago, not a UFC champion who's defended it five, six times, just won the belt a week ago. And I know that the UFC and La Liga, which is where Real Madrid plays, I know they have some sort of partnership. Great. That doesn't mean they have to do something like this. It obviously helps. It doesn't hurt. But to do that only tells me that they're very serious about going to Spain, that they're serious about doing something in conjunction with Real Madrid and the Bernabeu. That w- and, and then I saw, I, okay, so, so that's gigantic. I mean, look at that. And, you know, you're on the clock, Premier League. You got to do something. Know, I, know, I know Leon Edwards had a little nice moment at Aston Villa, but that was like, you know, three title fights in. We need something at the Etihad for Tom Aspinall. We need more for Leon. We need more. I mean, if La Liga is doing that at a Real Madrid match, we need more from the top league in the world. But point is, that's gigantic, not only for Ilya, but the sport in a territory that has never hosted a UFC event before. They, they haven't really developed that many great um, local stars. There's been a couple of guys here and there over the years from Spain, but nothing like this that would warrant something like this. That is gigantic. And so then that leads me to what... GC just said about the co-main event on Saturday, because the co-main event to me was 
fascinating and the biggest and, and most interesting fight of the weekend, and that was Brian Ortega versus Yair Rodriguez. <clears throat> Brian Ortega wins, and we'll get into the, the win in a moment. But I saw some people saying like, oh my God, what a disaster for the promotion, what a disaster for UFC's debut in Spain, X, Y, and Z. Let that clip that we just showed be a reminder. Ilya Tapuria could fight anyone whenever they go to Spain. He could fight me. He could fight those two guys in the back together. He could fight a broomstick. He could fight this guy right here and sell that place out. And yes, I know the 85,000 people weren't there for Ilya. They were there to watch the match. But you see the ovation. You see the media that is covering him there. You see the attention that this is receiving. You see the people backing him. It doesn't matter if you... Obviously, from a storyline standpoint, from a beef standpoint, from all that, Yair versus Ilya would have been tremendous. Can't do it right now, maybe down the line. It doesn't matter if it's Max. It doesn't matter if it's Brian. It doesn't matter if it's Volk. It doesn't matter if it's Mofsar. It doesn't matter if it's Josh Emmett too, Bryce Mitchell, name him. It doesn't matter. He is that big of a deal and only getting bigger if he can defend the title successfully a few times. So initially I was thinking like, ah, this is a bit of a bummer. But then you see something like that and then you take a step back and you see the, um, the reaction to him winning over the past week, the reception when he landed at the airport and whatnot, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter at this point. He is reaching that status where if they book him to fight in Spain, and in particular in that stadium, I don't think the opponent matters. They can do no wrong at this point with him, in my opinion. Guys, agree or disagree? Agree. Strong agree. I mean, he's the man of the moment right now. Like, he he feels like he has all the momentum. Uh, you know, we continue, and everybody continues to kind of talk about Conor McGregor, but this is, this is the tra- trajectory. This is how you get to that. Um, is by uh, taking advantage of these opportunities, people talking about you, the the world kind of paying attention. And then when you have that attention, submitting your best moments. And so if he can continue to do that, if the next fight looks as good as the last fight and he can parlay that to the next one and the next one and the next one, the sky's the limit for the guy. He's got the world within his grasp right now. Like it, it seems like he can do no wrong. And if he continues to submit the performances he has, Man, I'm I'm excited about what the future holds for him. 100%. And, uh, I mean, his next fight has to be in Spain. I think that's that's inarguable. Like, it, it's got to be in Spain. And you're talking about a, a bro- he could fight a broom, whoever. Max Holloway is not a bad person to fight. I mean, that guy has star power on his own. I think that fight would just be monumental. I mean, as, as big as it gets, I feel like that's all I can say when it comes to Ilya Taporia lately. Yeah, no, I... I, I... Agree 100%. I just wonder if Max wins and looks great against Justin Gaethje, why not just stay at 55? Although you can make a case Max versus Ilya is a bigger fight on a worldwide level than, if, than him versus Islam like in Las Vegas or wherever they do that. I don't know. You know if I, Max is in that spot and has those choices, I think there's an easy answer, right? Like I think Ilya is the answer. I, I think it is too. I, I actually think it is too. Like, as, I wonder who's more famous on a worldwide level right now, Islam or Ilya? No, Islam's got some big cachet, but in front of a stadium in Spain, the opportunity to play spoiler for the UFC's new pet project, like, yeah. man, that's that's something. And in a division that you've ruled for the longest time until Alexander Volkanovsky came along, that's that's a tempting offer for somebody like a Max Holloway to be able to do. Um, I don't think there's a bad answer there, right? Like, you're talking about the two champions in, in no. two prominent weight classes. Like, you're in a good—if Max Holloway could pull this off, he's in a really good spot. But I, I think you have to go with the Ilya fight. It is also interesting. I think Islam tweeted this morning in response to Ilya mentioning his name and saying that 
he's going to fight Justin Gaethje on June eighth. Obviously, you know those plans aren't aren't set in stone or anything. But June eighth. Yeah, I think that's what is. That's what he said. Yeah, that's less than he, two months. He did say that a while ago. That's less well, than two months after UFC 300. Oh yeah, Come maybe on. it wasn't today. Maybe it wasn't today. But uh, I know there was some back and forth between Ilya and uh, Islam. But uh, June eighth seems rather quick. Um, yeah, don't don't take me on that. I, I thought it was today. I, I had to have seen it on some sort of aggregator site. But what, Who, me? What? He said it recently, though. That he, you're, he you're not pulling that out. No, no, no. It was like a month ago, maybe, he said that. So, Yes, which once Justin was uh, was booked for April 13th, like I, I, I guess anything can happen, but I just don't see him. I don't see that fight at UFC 300 ending in two minutes and just being like, like those yeah, guys are going to need no. some time. You know what I mean? I think a decent amount of time. <laughs> They're going to need some time. But let us talk about Brian Ortega because what a, what a journey that was on Saturday, right? Okay, so so the two biggest stories coming out of Saturday night in Mexico City were Brandon Royville beats Brandon Moreno in a hotly contested, very close matchup. Uh, in the end, I thought the right guy won. Brandon Royville wins. And, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a trickle-down effect there regarding UFC 301 because I think a lot of us thought, all right, Moreno wins. You do Moreno versus Pantoja to 301. That is pay-per-view worthy. Not sure if Royville versus um, Pantoja 2, especially considering they just fought in December, is pay-per-view worthy. That's fine. Let's just pause on that one for a moment. Co-main event to me was the bigger fight. Yair and Ortega. So much at stake here because of the stuff that Yair was saying. And because the division is in focus, because there's a new king, all that stuff, you're on fire all week. Ortega seems to be in great spirits. Back for the first time since 2022 when they fought on Long Island and the fight ended unceremoniously because Ortega gets hurt. He's there with his kids. Seems to be in really great form. Buffer is announcing him in the cage. And I'm watching this and he's going, he's jumping up and down. And then all of a sudden, like you see him wince and you're like, did something just happen to Brian Ortega? Did you guys notice right away as well? I remember texting you guys. I'm like, I think the dude just hurt himself. I didn't know exactly what had happened, but it definitely seemed like something was bothering him, right? It's, yeah. It, I, mean, I mean, we've since know we since know that like they they showed a great replay of it. Dude rolled his ankle pretty bad, like in in the warm up, and for by all accounts from people that were there and and watching on TV, he looked like he was a little bit uh, shell shocked. From that moment, and admitted as much in the in the post fight press conference as well. It was wild. It was like, what? Why do weird things always seem to happen to this guy <laughs> yeah. in Mexico? Remember the uh, year in Jeremy Stevens' fight ended yeah. in seconds with the eye poke and whatnot. And so I thought that he was in trouble. It seemed like something was bothering him. And then you see him like jump up, and you're like, uh, is 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 his ankle going to snap? What's going to happen here? And then Yair looks amazing in the first round. Right? He looks fantastic. You're like, oh, he's going to do it. It's all coming together for Yair. And then he ends up losing. It was a shocking turn of event. I thought I thought Ortega was done. The ankle oh, yeah. and the Dropped shots he was bad. taking, right? Dropped bad, and then it looked like Yair was going to finish the fight at any moment. Uh, I mean, it was an insane comeback. It was it was really great. I mean, the bounce back in round two, and then to get the finish in round three. I mean, it was an incredible performance by Brian Ortega. But yeah, the the ankle. I didn't notice it until the the broadcast pointed it out. Um, but yeah, it looked like he was in some pretty serious pain. And good on them for showing it. I love that they did that. Yeah. Um, that's sometimes stuff that they might want to like sweep under the rug. No, I love that they showed it. it, it Agreed. It, it felt... When they showed that, I was like, wow. They, they got it instantly. Before yes. the fights, the bell rang. They they had this replay, and I was like, wow, this is elite production right here. This yes. is what you hope to see. This is great. This is transparent. I, I love everything about it. And so Ortega, and there was so much there. Ortega wins. He submits him. Great submission. Yep. We see later on... 
um, Henry Gracie. Henry Gracie posting the clip of them working yeah. on that exact arm triangle choke, <laughs> almost in the exact same position. And uh, th- those videos are always very fun. Henry's always on top of that stuff. And he seems to have held on just a little bit long. He did say afterwards that he was having problems with his hearing, with his yeah. eardrums, couldn't tell. It was very loud in there. There seems to be a lot of love between those two. I, I was going to say, it's very clear that it wasn't intentional because yeah. of how much love he has for Yair. Yeah, I, I didn't view it as like a, a Babalu Sobral, Chuck Liddell yeah. situation where someone was trying to like really hold on to hurt the guy. Agreed. I think he was just, you know, in a different dimension, perhaps, you know, clutching on for, for dear life. And then what about that moment afterwards where he tells Mark Goddard not to raise his hand because, as he put it in his video with Henner, like, I did the job, I got the win, that's that. I've never seen that before. Like, he was almost unsure how to celebrate. Well, even if you look back to the last time they fought and if you look to the face-off after the weigh-in, there's clearly just a lot of respect and love and admiration between the two guys, almost to the point where it's like, you know, they, they maybe would have liked to avoid each other if they could have, but recognize that they're in a, a an important position in both of their careers. And they just respect each other, and he doesn't want to, you know, make it a, a moment where Yair has to be out of the spotlight and wants to bring him into it. So I have a lot of respect for what Ortega's, uh, you know, how Ortega's handled that. And in, in when the roles were reversed in Long Island, Yair trying to do the same thing for, for Ortega. So I, I think it's just a bit of mutual respect, love, and admiration between the two, and I'm happy to see it. Uh, those are, it's, it's lost a little bit sometimes in the right. sport, and, and it was nice to see that. You know, it's interesting, Maine and Komen, you say, oh, you know, the uh, the Mexican guy didn't win, but... Both Brandon Royville and Ortega yeah. have ties to Mexico. Uh, maybe not born in Mexico, but it, w- it was kind of weird that they were trying to remind the the audience, like, hey, like I'm sort of one of you as well. So it wasn't all that bad. Um, and considering that performance and considering everything he said afterwards and he really opened up about his trials and tribulations over the last couple of years, Ortega has always been one to wear his heart on his sleeve. Is Ortega the guy? Like, should it be Ortega? Should it, you know... They just announced Noche UFC will be 306. So that rules out September for the Spain card. Maybe August, but it could very well be October. Then we're talking about, you know, Abu Dhabi territory. November is MSG. We are approaching a length of time where you may feel comfortable if you're Volk's team. I really don't know which direction they're going to go in. Ortega's in the mix, obviously. Holloway, win or lose, but certainly if he wins would be in the mix. Volk should be in the mix if it's in a in a in a long amount of time, not if it's in like four months. I really don't know. Do you do you guys think that Ortega should trump either one of those guys? Should he if we were gonna give the number one contender slot to Yair if he won, why don't we give it to Ortega? Well, I mean, we do this all the time. Come on. We know no, that I know, but why? the stakes for one is not the same as the stakes for the other. Yair has built the fight. Uh, to the point here, how about this? Explicitly, when given the opportunity to to make the claim and say, I want to fight Ilya, Brian Ortega said, hey, I'm not going to give you guys a show in the cage. And then in the post-fight interview, kind of alluded to Spain and said, if Volk doesn't want the fight, I'm open to going to Spain, but isn't saying Ilya Taporia. So I don't think that, you know, that is enough of a sign to me to say, oh, this should supersede Volkanovsky or even a Holloway uh, type name. So... No, I don't think I don't think it the just because Yair was set up for that. Yair was clearly angling for it and and made his intentions clear. I don't think that it necessarily means that. And I do think from the, you know, what do we call a quote unquote bigger fight perspective, both Max and and Alex are bigger names for Ilya. 
Really interesting. What do you think, GC? Yeah, I think it should be Max. Uh, if we're not going to give regardless Vulcan, of what happens, regardless of what happens, yeah. yeah I mean, if you look at his, uh, he's in his the last however many years at featherweight, he's only lost to Alexander Volkanovsky. I mean, he's he's knocked off top contender after top contender. I really think that. This is just an opportunity to put an incredible fight on uh, for UFC 300, go up a weight class. I, I don't think what he's done at 45 should be dinged because of that. If we're not going to give Volk the, the immediate rematch, I think it should go to Holloway. All right, fine. I, I thought I thought it was just such an amazing performance. I mean, we'll see. It was. It was an amazing performance. And, and by the way— back in the heart was— tremendous stuff that doesn't necessarily mean that ortega can't fight for a title next or one more right like you can still finish business with volkanovsky or get the holloway fight and then ortega can still slide in as the next contender no problem all ortega three are, Mozart? Yeah, he hasn't or, fought, the only thing is he hasn't fought a lot right ortega or okay. is a great fight yeah it Turn is it is there's your next contender fight the one thing i'll say about ortega hasn't fought a lot he's that seems to not affect him for whatever reason layoff he seems to improve or or at least be as good as he was before when he comes back. So I'm not as concerned about that aspect of it. Like, before the Korean zombie fight, he came back and looked like a completely different fighter. Upended his whole life, changed everything. Before this fight, you talked about the turmoil. Upended his whole life, came back and looked just as good and showed the grit that he had before. So, like, I'm not concerned about the layoff part of it um, when it comes to Ortega. Maybe he'll want himself to keep a little more active. Um but yeah, there's no bad options. Ilya Taporia's got a got a lot of people calling his name um, and a lot of good options for him to fight. I could see a scenario either Max Holloway loses on April 13th or looks great and stays at 155. Not enough time for Volk and his team and Ortega is next. You think Volk, you think Volk wouldn't do it tomorrow if asked? Oh, a 1000% I think he would do it, but maybe maybe there's people around him who say let's yeah. just take a breath here. Okay. You know? Maybe, maybe. I, I'm just saying, I don't think it's a crazy thought that they say, yeah. just chill out here, sit in the front row. You're next. You're next. Your next fight is for the belt. But we get this one done. We Maybe they need to do... By the way, you know, there's a lot at stake here, but the football season, the soccer season in Spain, it ends around May, and then it resumes in, I think, August. Don't quote me, but I think that's what it is. Maybe you have to do it in that period there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe Wait, you July? That... that- that July, I guess they're only going to do one pay-per-view in July this year with international Yeah, but I heard that July 20th, last I heard, again, all this could be very fluid, they can move it around easily, is that the late July one was Utah. Mm, mm. Like last year. Mm, yeah. Um, but Can't what's so interesting about the Bernabeu is it, there's a retractable roof. Yeah. So even if it's, you know, in July over there in Spain is boiling hot, you can combat that. Um, so this is all that's, very... That's always been Dana White's concern. Indoor, outdoor. Whenever he talks rain. about the stadium show, it's is it indoor or is it outdoor? Do we have to worry about the elements? And if you've got the roof, then it makes things possible. I was so impressed. I, I was really so impressed with uh, with both both guys throughout the week, but then the win, considering everything he had been through. Now, regarding the main event, Moreno loses. I thought if he would have won, he could have been next for Pantoja. Do you do Royville versus Pantoja as the main event of 301? Or, like, I, I, this this is the new 300 main event story. What the hell are they yeah. going to do with 301? <laughs> they had it right there. It was Alex Pereira. I don't think he'll turn around. That seems crazy. Almeida against Aspinall seems a little too soon, too. But maybe something is, uh, I don't know. M- maybe something can be done if he gets by. Is that enough? Could they do Royville versus Pantoja, too, and just try to load the uh, the rest of the card? 
Flyweight's been a division of rematches, right? A division of the the kind of the, the cream of the crop guys, the same names kind of running it back. And not for lack of trying to create contenders, right? We had Manel Cop as somebody who it seemed like was being groomed for a title opportunity and then missed weight. It seems like at a certain point, you just have to go with who's available. And I'll tell you two guys who are always available, Brandon Moreno and Brandon Royval. When it's time yeah. to fight, they're there. They will step up and they will fight every single time. And so you have to reward them to in a certain capacity when that's the the thing. It, Alessandre Pantoja could headline that Brazilian card and is looking for an opponent. You could do a lot worse than Brandon Royval. I don't think we got the best of him in that in that fight. And I think there would be a better performance if we had it this time. It's Look, it's not great. It's hard to convince people if he's already beat him twice and all of a sudden he's jumping in there for a third. But what what better option is there at this point? I mean, I guess it's. Uh, I don't think you can wait for the UFC 300 main event. No, it's it's you're rolling I, the dice there yeah. too much. And then, yeah, like there's a there's a very real world where there's no way Burr or, can make that turnaround. Or did you he, guys think, by the way, what if you, you th- what what if you book it though, and then you hope that you get. Alex Pereira to turn around, and if you don't, then you have that as the main event anyway. The main event you would have had, now you have that yes. main event anyway. You're saying announce Pereira? No, <laughs> announce, announce Pantoja and Royal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Say, this is the fight, and then you hope, like, Pereira turns around, clean win over Jamal Hill, hops in, now you've got the best of both worlds. Now you put that above and you're good. I don't, I don't, Man, I I don't hate I, that. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay, okay, what about Roy, this well, one? This will be, this will be uh, if... They fight then three of Pantoja's last five fights. I just don't think Roy. it. I just don't think it happens. What about this one from Shaheen in our chat here? Okay. Mohammed Mikhaev, if he wins That's on Saturday, sure. he's got a big fight against Alex Perez. He's only at eight and he's fighting seven. But I mean, it really does come down to what other options do you have? He falls short, by the way, of the record. I think he's like thirty days yeah, he's away. Like, yeah, gonna... yeah, he's, he's not going to be able to get it in time. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the rankings, like Amir Albazi, uh, like is that pay per view headline worthy, mm-hmm. or does it not really matter at this point? Well, he was supposed to be in that fight. You you get to skip out on the Moreno fight and just get a title shot anyway, even though Royval was the one that won it. I think he needed that fight against Moreno. I, I think he did too. I think if he won against yeah. Moreno, then it's a no-brainer to put him yeah. in there. Not talking Mikhaev against against if Mikhaev wins. Is that no? But we were worthy? saying Albazi doesn't feel. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, is Mikhaev? Yeah, I mean Mikhaev will have more buzz and and momentum if he wins. Yeah. Than Albazi at this point. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure, no doubt. Like if he can go oh, out, that Albazi for if sure. If he goes and gets a finish, that'll be like four finishes in a row for him. And now he's getting on the on the upper echelon of the rankings. Yeah, I mean, if if you're looking at the, does he have more than Royval though? That's the debate, right? Yeah, that is the. Debate. I feel like Royval beating Brandon Moreno says something to me. That's just that's hard to go at. right back to. We just saw it in December. I get it, and it wasn't it, it wasn't, wasn't competitive either. Right. We've seen it twice as well. Yeah, finished him in the first one. Uh, fifty forty five in the second one, and now we're gonna go right back to it. I, I just don't know. Did you guys think that Royville won the fight? Because I oh, know for there was sure. Some, okay, there were some people who said by the end he was putting it on him. Dude. I know. I mean, the, was, was the output was done. nuts. He second half of the I, fight, I, he completely took it away. I was I was actually laughing in like the fourth and fifth round. The the output that he was putting out, and I was just thinking about how he was like, ah, altitude's fake. It's just a <laughs> thing. It's just it's just a mindset. Because I mean, to him, it really did seem just like a mindset. Like he was putting out insane numbers at the end. I, it feels like we've never really seen Brandon Moreno like that, just getting completely outworked, especially in those later rounds. Here here's what it'll take for me. The performance was impressive enough that I'd be okay with the title opportunity. If Mahayev gets an insanely impressive, spectacular win and hops on the mic and calls for the title shot, I'm okay with that superseding it. 
ultimately that's what it's going to take for me. You need to have the performance of your life and you need to, you need to get on the mic and say, this is my title opportunity. I'll see you in Brazil. Royval did it. Royval did it. And I'm, I'm enough convinced that like, that seems like a, a pretty solid option. In front it's, of the raucous just... apex crowd. <laughs> Fuck. What, if, what if Alex Perez goes out there and chokes out oh, yeah. Ive in the first it's, round? It is a, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that would be nuts. But then he also the odds, had the issue the of Alex Perez yes. fought Pantoja a year and a half ago and got finished in 90 seconds. Uh, the odds are Mahayev like minus 350. Imagine this was the, this was the card that was supposed to be in Saudi Arabia. Mohaib would obviously be a big it was, star there. This, card is so- this was all set up for Cop, and then it was all set up for Moreno, yep. and neither guy got it, it was done. all set up for Albazi, too. I mean, that was essentially Al- a title, yeah, you're right. title eliminator you're right. for Albazi versus Moreno. Yep. Best late yeah, plans. Man. Flyweight just can't, flyweight just can't tough, escape man. the rematches. When was the last time Kai Kara France fought? The Albazi fight? Yeah. So like you can't really put him in over it. Albazi just like pulled out of a fight. June or something? That fe- June of last year. Yeah. Mateus Nicolau got oh. knocked out by Brendan Royval. Manel Cop, obviously the weight issues. And then Alex Perez is fighting Muhammad Mahayev at seven and eight. Yeah, it's a doozy. And that like it feels like that's what's gonna have to be the main event if you want Brazilian ties. I got uh, three one. <laughs> Alex Pereira could do it. If anybody can do it, that guy could that do be, it. If, if he somehow wins at three hundred, main events three oh one and wins there too. We've I mean, we've made so much and talked about how much he's accomplished in such a short amount of time. It's what he does. It's just what the dude let's, does. Let's let's throw it out there. He wins three three hundred. He goes and defends again at three hundred one, and then Incredible. for the tenth, his tenth and final UFC fight, he moves up to heavyweight. Wins the belt, <laughs> and then he retires. Hires off in the sunset. Ten, you get Who, ten who's, fights who's out of him. By the done. way, who's the opponent on May fourth? You know. <laughs> Who, it doesn't matter. Uh, Magomed on Goliath. Yeah. Nah, give That's, it to whatever. Khalil Roundtree. Give it. Sure, <laughs> sure. That's fine. That's Khalil fine. Roundtree. I love Khalil. But Let's like, do it. Come on. You can make the case for on Goliath, dude. Uh, Khalil Roundtree would be sick. I mean, it would be sick. It would be a sick fight. Oh, my God. That fight would be incredible. Yeah, I mean, it feels like someone is guaranteed to go out. But, I mean, you're talking about Magomed on Goliath, who lost the title fight by a draw, three in the rankings, and Khalil Roundtree at eight. All right, I just let's, feel like they would give it to Let's put a pin on the Saturday talk. We still have to talk about PFL, Bellator, John Jones, Francis Ngannou. For now, let us say hello to our first in-studio guest of the day. We've got royalty here. We've got arguably the best at 135 and 140. He'll be headlining on April 20th here in New York at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. The dream himself, Devin Haney, my man. How are, how are you? Good to see you, my brother. Good Back like it. I never left. Back it seemed like, like I was just was here. House. I was just here, house. right? You were just here, yeah, a couple of uh, months ago. I was supposed to see you in San Francisco. It fell through. They were trying to hold me down. Yeah. The man. Everything happens for a reason. It's all good. I was watching from afar. We just had your dad on like a week ago. Did you know that? No, I didn't know. On the show. He didn't tell you. No, he didn't he tell He came me. snazzy with the suit and everything. He was okay. in the back of a car. I don't know where he was. Okay. I think I did see a clip. I yeah. Is he here, by the way? Uh, He's not out there, no. I think he's on his way here, though. Okay. How are you, he's sir? He's on a ton of media. Too, yeah, he's so, a star, know. too. Yeah, man. He's a... uh, it's good to see you. You smell fantastic, by the way. Oh, thank I don't know you. if anyone told you that, but... I haven't heard that today, but I was wondering if they could smell me. Yeah, no, you, know? you smell fantastic. What is oh, it? Thank you. Do, you. do you want to tell um, us, sir? It's something that you just got to keep, you know... Okay, to, to yourself. yourself. Yeah. Okay, on the deal. You don't want people, like, Yeah, because it's like, you. all right, oh, he smells like that. Man. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow, so much to talk about. We don't have a lot of time, so let's get right into it. You're fighting April 20th in Brooklyn, right? Yes. I, I, I say right at the end because that location has been up for discussion, but I don't want to start there. I want to start post-Regis Progre. Okay. When you're looking for who's next, what's next, right? Mm-hmm. I saw you in 
Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. There's the talk of Tank. How do we end up with Ryan? Well, um, Ryan called me out, um, and then, um, you know, we went into discussions. Uh, then we fell out of discussions. You know, he said he went on, well, we know what happened. He went on a jog with Floyd. Right. <laughs> and then we— Is that real? I mean, I guess I can ask him, too, in an hour or so, but that's legit. I mean, I don't know. Okay, fine. We, right. we don't know. We don't know. Um, we don't know how real that is. Um, and I love Floyd, Floyd by the sure, way. Sure, it's sure. This is not at Floyd. This is at Ryan. But, um, yeah, um, he went on the jog, and then he, had, you know, he had a change of heart. So then the fight fell out. He was he was back in the nego- he was you know he was in negotiations with Rowley, yeah. Pitbull. I don't know really know what what was going on, and uh, I was looking at what was next, what could be next, and then that fight fell out. Pitbull and Rowley fight. Pitbull and Rowley agreed to fight. Here comes Ryan. Isn't that a weird thing? Because I would think that you would be the top choice. Why would it go from Pitbull Rowley? Falling well, through and then go back to you. We gotta ask Ryan. What was what did he talk about on the run? Right. We don't know. Okay. So once he comes back to you, how easy or hard was it to make the fight? Um, it was it was easy because I feel like if two guys want to want to make a fight happen, it's it's not hard. It's not it's not hard to be made. Um, you know, of course, it was just back and forth over the numbers and you know that part. You know, that's that always takes time, but. Other than that, it was really, it wasn't hard to be made. Good deal for you? Great deal, yeah. Best deal so far? Yeah. This is a golden boy fight. By far, by far. By far. Yeah. This is a golden boy fight, right? Yeah. What is... Co-promotion. That behind promotion. Right, but no matchroom. Um, no, no matchroom. Me, me and my dad, you know, we put this deal together. You guys did it yourself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me and my dad. But that's what that behind promotion is, is, is about, you know, uh... We want to make the, the, the biggest fights happen, and uh, we wanted to take you know, control of my career and be, be at the table. So uh, me and my dad, we put this fight together with uh, Oscar, and uh, you know, um, Eddie Hearn is supporting. He's, he, he's, he's coming to support and you know, uh, to cheer me on. Um, I love Oscar. I love Eddie, and uh, yeah. I think some people thought that maybe you were going to continue with Matchroom because your last fight was a co-promotion with them, right? Yeah, I mean, who's to say that I won't do, you know, co-promotions with them later on? Me and Eddie has, have a great relationship. Right. Um, he's He is a friend of mine. Over the years, we developed a friendship, and um, you know, now Devin Haney Promotions is, is, is taking the lead, and uh, it is what it is. Eddie is, Eddie's, you know, fully supporting it, and... Uh, He's, he'll be here today. Yes, to, he will. To, to talk yes. about it. Um, and so the relationship with Golden Boy, is it just for this fight or is there any sort of like multi-fight situation? No, um, it's, it's just for this fight. Okay. Um, but like I said, we don't know what the future holds. Um, it's so much opportunities, you know, for uh, Devaney Promotions and Devin Haney and, you know, future, you know, co-promotions. We'll see. Um, what do you make of the relationship between Ryan and Oscar? I don't know. It ain't, my, it ain't really my business. It ain't, it's... That's for them to. It was out. weird before the last fight, right? Before the Duarte Honestly, fight with the press. Somebody conference? just asked me about it. I don't really know much about really what was going on or what what was or wasn't. I don't. I don't really know too much about it. So, but again, it's not really my business. You know, whatever they got going on, that's between them. Okay. I got a great relationship with Oscar. I got a great relationship with with Eddie. It's not. It's not like me and Eddie versus Oscar and Ryan. It's not that. It's you know. Um, I'm I'm working with with Oscar right now, and 
Eddie is, is, is my friend. He's coming to, to, to support. Um, so, yeah. I know it just kind of started. Everything's kind of kicking off this week. You have the press conference tomorrow here in New York and then L.A. on Thursday, right? But so far, um, are you happy working with Golden Boy, Golden Boy in this, in this yeah. capacity? Yeah. yeah, I mean, so far, you know, um, I'm happy with the way that the, the, the deal is structured. Um, you know, it's, it's been a long time coming. And, uh, you know, what, what, you know, better fight to, to, you know, take control and take that lead and, and get what, you know, what I feel like I deserve um, than this one. This is the big one. This is for, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot at stake. Yes. When you say it's been a long time coming, what do you mean by that? Meaning, you know, um, you know, since I started my promotional company, company, you know, it's, we've been trying to, you know, get that respect and demand the, the, the respect at the negotiating table. Not just, you know, with the fight and, you know, me being a champion, but at the negotiating table to, to get those right percentages and to get the, 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 the numbers, right. the money yeah. that I deserve. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's finally that, that time. Okay, so when the fight gets announced, there's no location attached to the announcement, right? Yeah. And I think most people thought Vegas, if not Cali, right? You have your ties to Cali. He has his ties to Cali. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Oscar, I think Wednesday night tweets, Barclays Center. Yeah. Did not expect that for multiple reasons. A, your ties, his ties. Even Golden Boy hasn't been here in a while. Mm -hmm. How do we end up in Brooklyn? Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, Canelo's fighting two weeks before us two weeks or, after. I mean, two weeks after may 4th supposedly yes yeah. supposedly yes so they're not where they don't they don't want us fighting two weeks before and you know messing up his his gate mm. i'm saying that we will we won't but they just was leaving those those two weeks open to where you know it, the big events it doesn't happen like that back to back yeah. to back especially in boxing so um that's when new york came up I said, I heard about it the night before. They asked about it. I said, I'm for it. Um, and then it was announced. Was Cali discussed? Uh, crypto? No. The next best spot, the next best place was New York. And then, yeah, I agreed to it. I, I, I love New York. And it's, it's, it's the media capital of the world. I think we get so much eyeballs, so much promotion. Um, I love it. And and my dad always told me since I was a little kid, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Oh, it's huge. No, I love it. But then Ryan doesn't seem to be too happy about it. So what do Queen you think of Ryan, those tweets? Queen Ryan doesn't like it, but go cry about it. Can he do anything to change the location or is it a done deal? I mean, we signed a contract. It's, it's, yeah. it's here. This is, this, is, this is where it's going to be. And like I said, Queen Ryan can go cry about it. It's happening. April 20th. Did he know about it before it was announced? Did he... I, don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll obviously be able to ask him that, but it just seemed like he was digesting it. I, I think we see some uh, some tweets right over there. Can we put that back up with him saying, uh, this decision has nothing to do with NYC, but everything to do with business and what I believe is best for my career. This is an MGM Vegas fight, doing everything we can to bring this to Vegas and giving the fight what it deserves. When he says doing everything we can, what does that mean? I don't know. You got to ask. Okay. But ask. it's secure for, because there were some New York fans being like, oh, is it going to be taken away from us? Yeah, no. Nah, um, the fight is um, it's happening in Brooklyn. Have you seen, uh, I don't know if you guys follow each other on social media, but like over the weekend, he was like tweeting all kinds of stuff, talking about Sean O'Malley and UFC, <laughs> like all over the place. What do you make of where he's at right now? Because it's... Um, I try to just, you know, stay focused on on me and and, you know, the fight. Ryan Garcia could go say whatever he want to say. Um, 
He gonna come to fight on April 20th, and I'm gonna come to fight. Rather, whatever he says, whatever I say, it's not gonna change the 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 way that I prepare, the the, the mindset that I go in with. So, if he's fucked up mentally, he's fucked up mentally. If he's not, if he's playing mind games, if he's playing tricks, antics, we gotta think. This guy's an actor. He's a TikToker. He's a YouTuber. You know, I don't I don't take him serious. He said he had something in store, a surprise in store for the presser, a teammate or something. What do you what do you think he's talking about? He's a YouTuber, TikToker. This is what he does. We'll see. Buzz, hype, all that stuff. This is what he does. Um, both of you were involved in a little fracas at the Super Bowl, right before yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Legit, right? Yeah. I could even see on your dad's face, like, he got really mad. Nah, it was real, because it was like, I was just standing there, and then Ryan was, like, mumbling some stuff. <laughs> and then, like, I was like, what? Like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? And then he was like, "You guys were he like, was like, he was, he was like, you're not friends, we're not friends." I'm like, "Who the fuck said we was friends? Like, whoever said that we was friends? I never said I was your friend, but what are you talking about? Like, you acting, you just acting." There it is. And then, uh, then he pushed you. Yeah. Then he pushed me, and then I punched him. Did you punch him? Look, you can see. Oh, was it, it happened so? Your 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 punches are so fast that I think I missed it. Yeah. Well, he felt <laughs> it, and that's why he said you didn't hit me. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, yeah. Your dad though. It. Got really Actually, bad. my knuckle was kind of messed up a little bit. Like, not messed up, but like I had some scratches. It was bleeding a little bit. And him and your dad now going back and forth. Yeah. Do you like when your dad gets involved like that, or would you rather him not? No, nah, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of it. But these guys, you, it's funny because they go at my dad first. Yeah. <laughs> they go at like him Regis, first. Yeah. Right? He And Ryan did too, so. Here's your dad getting all fired up. I mean, look at that look on his face. That's a pissed off father right there. Yeah. He's not messing around. Who had more people there with him? Like, is that more your guys or his guys? Or is it a mix? I think it's just a mix. I don't know exactly how many. I mean, look at Bill up in there. He's ready to throw down. What set him off? We don't have the audio playing here. Do you remember what set him off? No, I don't remember. remember? No. Did you see him at all the rest of that weekend in Vegas? No, I didn't see him. Okay. I was looking for him, though. You were? Yeah. To do what? We got to see. Just to, f- to finish what you guys were talking about? Yeah. I, mean, I, I needed to tell him something. I to to... What do you want to tell a him? A secret. Okay. A secret. He'll be here soon if you want to tell him. I'm going to be waiting for him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for you, though, we just talked about his path to getting to you. How close were you to getting to Tank? Um, to the fight happening? Yeah. I mean, I can't say we was close at all. We, I mean, we, did, we, did, we haven't went into no type of negotiations. Is his team hasn't reached out to me or nothing to make a fight, so I can't say we got close to anything. I mean, we seen Turkey out of the street. Yeah. You know, Your Excellency in you know Saudi Arabia. You know, we we seen him. You know, say that he's that that's the fight that he would want to be made. That he would want to make. Tank's team hasn't reached out or anything like that. So, Tank said send him, he wanted two Ferraris or something like that. Right. Turkey said he'll send him two boxing gloves. what what was your experience like over there was that your first time oh amazing no um i've been there a few times sorry i'm muslim obviously so um you know i've I've been there i've been to hajj and you know went went out there to to pray and do do those things um great experience um one day on one day i want to you know get a spot there you know move there you know uh, meet my family or something you want to live there yeah wow yeah in Saudi? Yeah, Saudi, yeah. Uh, what was it? Inshallah, one day. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you met Turkey there too, right? Yeah, I met Turkey. Yeah. Legit boxing fan. Yeah, he's bro. He's he's a great guy. Hardcore. Yeah, and he really knows his boxing too. Right, right, right. Yeah. The history and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. So that that's a dream of yours, to fight there. 
Dream, a dream of mine, yeah. Um, hopefully next. Hopefully we, we can make it happen next. Who's the dream opponent? Um, well, you know, we know Tank wants two Ferraris, so that fight can't happen. <laughs> right. Maybe, uh, I don't know. We got to see. You know, um, our main focus is Ryan Garcia right now. Got to get past him. Once I get past him, then we'll see what, what opens up. No hydration clause? None no of hydration them. clause. Rematch? No rematch. There's no rematch no for rematch. either of you? No. Okay, so it's just a one and done. Like there is, there is a rematch, but it's like, like mutual. It has to be like mutual. Like, like we'll explore after the fight. But okay, but it's, it's not. It's not a rematch clause. No. Yeah, no. there's not something that someone say this has to be next. No. Nothing like that. No. Um, and uh, and it's at one forty, right? One forty. Yeah. Did you? You obviously you watched his last fight. Yes. Against what? What did you think of his performance? Um. I haven't really went to dissect it. I watched it a little bit when it was uh, when it happened. I was like in and out. Like I would watch it some and then you know go off, watch a little bit of it. Um, I see he learned uh, the shoulder roll. He, he he learned a new move. Yeah. Did he do it effectively? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, people were critical of his performance, and my retort to that was first time with Derek James, coming off his first loss. You know, sometimes you kind of have to get your feet wet. So I thought, no, you you disagree. I mean, you're the pro. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Confidence. Get his confidence rolling again. It sounds like you weren't. I've been with the same team, so I can't say. I can't speak for him. And you've you've not lost. Yeah. So I've been with the same team. But is there something to that? New trainer. You know, you're trying to get on the same page. You're trying to get your confidence back after. I don't know. I mean, I would hope Derek James didn't teach him that shoulder rule. You think he did? I don't know. No. Why? I don't think he did, right? Because it didn't look good? I don't know. Did it? What do you think? <laughs> You're the pro, not me. <laughs> well, you thought it looked awkward? Unimpressive. It wasn't his best move. It, and you could say it wasn't his best performance, I would, you know right? What? I would love for him to bring that shoulder roll. Against you? On April 20th. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got to say. How do you feel about the shoulder roll in general? Effective if done correctly. Yes, exactly. exactly. Right. Effective if, if done correctly. Uh, it can be very effective. But we've seen a lot of people do it ineffectively. And uh, it cost him. So it's a dangerous move. What did you think about his performance against Tank? Pre-shoulder um, roll. I thought that uh, he went in there, he jumped on Tank. That's that's what Ryan does. Like, he tries to go in there and try to overwhelm you, try to try to just jump on you and try to just, you know, um, overwhelm you. I think he's, that's what he's going to try to do to me. But uh, I think he's going to run into something um, early like he did with Tank. Okay. So you're feeling stoppage. Possibly, yeah. Well, if 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 he if he acts up, if he gets out of control, I think he'll run into something. Like I said. So what's fun about this matchup? For those who don't know, you guys have this history. You're three and three. You won the last matchup back when you were kids. Yes, yes. Our first fight, we were like ten years old. That's crazy. Yeah. What What were the circumstances there? Like, where did you Where did you fight? We fought in a tournament called the um, Junior Golden Gloves. Okay. Where was it? Uh, Mesquite. And it's uh, Mesquite, um, Nevada. Do you remember? The sequence of wins and losses. Like, who won the first? Who won the second? Nah, I don't really remember that part. Um, I don't really remember all the fights. Um, I remember the the first one, and I remember, like, the more more recent ones. The last one. I remember the last one, for sure. The one that you won. Yeah. Do you remember how it went? Like, you remember? Yeah, I remember I gave him an eight count. I gave him a standing eight count. Um, yeah, I beat the shit out of him. You did? Yeah. Were you guys cool? Like, your kids... 
We were rivals. Like, you know, we were kids, we were rivals. You know? Okay, so you didn't hang out after go for nah, pizza or something nah, like that? Nah, nah, nah. You weren't buddies. Nah. In, in your mind, I know you're young at that point, but in your mind, you're like, I'm probably going to see this guy at some point? No, nah, I mean, you just, you, it's, you're young, so you don't think that far ahead. You only think of what right now. Okay. I mean, there's so many guys that were so good in amateurs that just haven't even did nothing in the pros, turned pro, got beat early, or didn't even turn pro. So um, it's... It's, it would have been a bunch of guys that, that I had good fights with amateurs that would that should have been good pros and wasn't. So, no. But luckily, Ryan, you know, he he I made it to the top. He made it to the top. And uh, we, we settled the score. Game seven. Fight seven. Now, I like the way you put it. Uh, you obviously knew that you would be a star, make it. You had confidence. Did you think, maybe you not fight each other, but, like, did you think, oh, this guy's going to be someone? Like, could you see that in him? No, I mean, like I said, you cannot look that far ahead. You can't even, you know? even, even knowing what you know of him or knowing what you knew of it's him, just, no. It's hard to look it's that hard, far huh? ahead. It's hard to look that far ahead. Okay. You focus on the right then. You know, you're young. So yeah. You just focus on the right now. Does that, does that make it at all? Like, because that was so long ago and because you were so young, does that add anything to, like, you? I know the way you put it is game seven, but does it make it more personal for you? Yeah, because, nah, uh, nah, it's personal because... You know, Ryan said some things that, like, just rubbed me the wrong way that it's, like, no coming back from. Like, you know how, like, most fighters, we, after, you know, a hug and it's like, all right, you know, good fight, da-da-da, I didn't mean none of that, I said. Nah, he said some stuff about my religion that, like, he cannot come back from. And he knows what he said. Can I ask what he said? Nah, I don't, I don't even want to say it. You don't want to repeat knows, it. He, know, he knows what he said and he knows who he said it to. He didn't say it to me, he said it to somebody. And that got back to me, so it's like, now I got to make an example out of him. I, this is like, this is bigger than me. This is for Allah. This is for all the Muslims around the world. You spoke about my religion. You still spoke down on my religion. So now I'm going to make an example out of you. And and did he speak about this, like, in relation to you or just in general? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Recently? Yeah. Okay. And someone told you? Yeah. Who told you? Somebody. Okay. He know he 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 knows. Is it a good source? About? Like meaning like was it someone who was trying to stir the pot or legit like no, no, believe no, this no, person? No, 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 it's legit. No, it's it was Floyd, wasn't it? No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Love you, Floyd. What's up? Uh <laughs> so that that's what made it personal. Yeah. And how can I just ask how long ago this was? Very recent. Oh, very recent. Yeah. Post the Vegas. No, right before. Okay. So now there's no turning back. Before the job. Before the oh, before the jog with Floyd, <laughs> um, what, were you were you born Muslim or did you no, guys no convert? When did you convert? I cannot say exactly. Um, three four years ago. Okay. Yeah. And can I ask why? Um, I feel like I studied the religion for a long time. My dad was Muslim before me, and. We would go to the mosque all the time, but I didn't. I, I just didn't convert. I would just go pray with him, just go learn about the religion and everything. And then, um, I don't know. I just feel like Allah is a perfect planner, and He knows. You know, He He it's it's on His timing. Like I have no control. He controls everything. So it, I felt like it was time. Like I, it was just so much more discipline. It was just so much more like I understood it. It was a religion that I understood, and um, that's when I converted. Were you religious before? Um, no, nah, I wouldn't say like, nah, not really. Okay. And, and you're, like you said, your dad was, so obviously yeah. made sense for the family. Um, okay. So now we understand the, the stakes here and we understand that it is happening in New York. We understand that, you know, you have this sort of like 
friendly business relationship with Matchroom, but they're not involved as promoters. I think we got a lot accomplished here in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Um, do you think that him, you know, he's talking about Sean O'Malley. Did you see those tweets? Yeah. Do you think he could beat Sean? Fuck no. No, in MMA? No. Could Sean fight him in boxing? No. Neither? No, I mean, Sean, Sean is MMA. That's where he's dominated, and that's where Ryan's dominated in boxing. What about that guy right there? He was an MMA guy. Yeah, but it's different. You know, the heavyweight, is, the heavyweight division is just different, you know? He's a freak. He's a freak. <laughs> when he, you know what I'm saying? He one punch, and I was on your show, and he yes. actually posted yes. it, where I said that I think that he had no chance against um, Fury. Yeah. Don't play. That was the editor that did that. I didn't. I wasn't trying to dunk or anything. Just for the record. Yeah, no, no it's, it's, all good. it's all love. Yeah. Um, Do you think he has a chance against AJ? Don't say it again. <laughs> nah. Um, I think he has that neutralizer. He's very strong. He's a freak. Like yes. he's literally a freak. Um, so you just can't count him out. Okay. But I think AJ is going to win. Yes. But he's just somebody you cannot count out. Styles make fights too, right? Hundred percent. You can make a case that AJ is maybe a worse matchup for him than Tyson was. Well, it just depends. I don't think the best Tyson showed up. I think he, right. you know, um, underestimated him. He had no film to really watch. At least AJ has 10 rounds of, or I let me put 10. 10, yeah. Yeah, 10 rounds of film to actually watch and dissect. And uh, AJ has a good team. You know, he has Ben Davidson. He's, ben Davidson is actually one of my coaches. Yes. Uh, That's a fascinating relationship because, like, he gives you, like, scouting stuff, right? How do you know that? Bro, I mean, I, I, it's, it's Team Haney, you know? Yeah. I, I, that, that's amazing. So what does he do? He breaks films down, film down? Yeah, and so him and, him and Lee Wiley, they, 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 they do film study, um, and they literally dissect every opponent. Even me, they dissect me. Like, that's amazing. The habits that I do, the things that I do. So, um, but they're not, they're not in your corner. Well, because they, they, they can't come over right now. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but if they if if they could, then they would be. Oh, okay. No, like they're they're like. Do they great, watch your sparring and all everything. that? I send them all my sparring. It's amazing. Watch me do my pad work. You know, they 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 they're with me every step of the way. They're just, they're just not there, you know, physically. But um, bro, they're a great asset to my team. And uh, you you've seen how much better um AJ, AJ has yeah. gotten since he's been with them. Like yeah. it's night and day. He made a mistake by leaving him, Ben changed or like got Tyson back on track in my opinion. I think And then so. they parted ways. I think so. I'm not really sure why. I think he made a mistake, especially um AJ and uh Fury fights. Those guys are genius. Right. Yeah. Um there's it's a crazy day in boxing. I don't know what you've been doing media and whatnot, but there's a report out of ESPN that Canelo and PBC are now split. Yeah. You saw this? Yeah. And that he might go back to matchroom and zone. Mm -hmm. What do you make of all of this? It's Canelo, he do what he want. Yeah. He's just a man. He's not happy with... What do you make of the state of PBC? What What about it? Well, you know, they, they were on Showtime. Showtime's no more. Now the Amazon deal. I mean, it's just boxing. You yeah. Know, um, not if it lasts forever. So, um, you know, these these companies go in and out. These these networks and all that. We had HBO. Right. Then we got the zone. I mean, you know, Showtime's been around. Now we got... Amazon Prime, it's, it's boxing. What, what can you do? But that's a that's a big. We fish had Triller. We had Triller at yeah. a point. Yeah. It's just a big fish to lose. They just got him no, back for sure. And like, Showtime is just OGs. They, right. And they know how to market fights. Is is it's, it's it's what they do. But um, you know, I hate to see him go. I hate to see HBO. I heard HBO will come back eventually. You think so? I think so. It would be amazing. 
they were the the real OGs. Yeah, real OGs. Like when you turn on HBO Boxing, it's like this is something. Yeah, this no, means something. You know, it had like it had like. Yeah. And you know, class. The, we need we we need them all to come back. Us fighters, because that's the more right. You know, more money, more more networks, more options. So um, I pray they all come back. As you're a boxing fan, right? Yeah. As a fan, who would you like to see him fight next? You know, there's Berlanga out there who won on Saturday. Oh, Canelo. Yeah, um, Munguia. I think him and Mike Munguia is a firefight. Uh, we know we know what Munguia is going to do. He's going to go straight at him. But I see, I see Canelo. Um, you know, just being too much, stopping him eventually, like just catching up to him and just stopping. Of course, him. you say Munguia. You're a Golden Boy guy now. <laughs> I like it. Oscar's Smart. my man. Yeah. Um, but the Benavides fight is That's the fight the, one. I mean, the world wants to see. Yeah. Um, Would you like Crawford against them? Or is that too big of a jump? No, nah, I mean, we make, they make weight classes for a reason. And right. Crawford is my boy. Like, I fuck with Crawford. So, will he get paid crazy? Absolutely. But will it make sense? I just think that we make weight classes. They make weight classes for a reason. And Crawford is number one pound for pound for me. But to me. But... Canelo's just big. Mm. How how far away are we, for, speaking of weight classes, uh, of seeing you at 147? I think soon, sooner than what a lot of people think. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. is it possible after this one? Possibly, possibly. Uh, I want to make the biggest fights happen for the most amount of money. You know, um, I did, you know, I came out of dispute, I did that, you know, but now I'm, I'm into making big fights, you know, um, so we just got to see. You don't care about the belts necessarily, just the fights. No, I mean, I love the belts. You know, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the belts. Sure. I'm still champion right now. So, uh, but, uh, you know, things just got to make sense. 147, like it would me be. me and Ryan, it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, you versus Terrence at 147 would make sense. It makes sense. But fucking Terrence is, is to go straight into 147 and go straight at Terrence. Too is, much. It's crazy. I believe in you. I believe in me too. So what? It just makes sense. You got to make, you know, it, it it just doesn't make sense. Okay. To just go straight into a Terrence Crawford fight. Terrence Crawford, listen, that's my boy. He go, he go, go ahead, go, okay. he go, go out and I'm going to come in. Oh, oh, okay. That's what you would prefer. So you'd actually prefer, would it be fair to say not to fight him? Just because you have- that's my brother. I'm not, you know, I'm a fighter. I fight anybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of the throwback fighters. I'm that guy that says that he will fight anybody and really mean it. These guys say that, but they don't, they don't mean it. They just say it because no. it sounds good. I'm, I'm one of those guys, so um, I'll fight anybody. And dare I say, Ryan is one of those guys too. I, I, I know you may not see eye to eye, but no, no, you got it. You definitely that's one thing you have to take your hat off to him. Even though I don't fuck with the guy, but he is a guy that's fighting the guys. He's fighting who? Yes. Who else has fought? You know, me and Tank besides Gamboa. Yeah. No. He seems to seek the biggest fight. He's not yeah. trying, and that used to be the knock on him. Oh, he's just a yeah. pretty. We boy. gotta see though. We gotta see if he shows up to this fight. Cause you don't think he shows up? I don't know. He's looking shaky. You're worried, aren't you? A little bit. I mean, I'll get a good sense here later today. And but like, before that, aren't you kind of worried? Like, what the fuck is up with this guy? Right. Uh, there's a lot of tweets and stuff, and there's a lot going on. But uh, I, he always shows up. Okay. He always shows up. Are are you plan? Are you expecting anything crazy at the presser tomorrow? You expecting him to try to get under your skin, to try to pull any rabbits out of his He's hat? He's a TikToker. He thinks yeah. this shit is a game. He thinks that this is, you know, fake. It's not, this, this is fake. This is not real. He's, he's in a fantasy. And that's what I'm going to show him on April 20th, that this shit is for real. I'm not here to play. I'm not here to none of that. I'm a real fighter. I'm not one of these guys that's about to play the game with you. You'll see. 
Well, I can't wait. Uh, April 20th, uh, Barclays Center, right here in New York. Another big fight back in Brooklyn. It's been a while. You know that? It's been a long-ass time since there's been a big fight in Brooklyn. What was the last fight? A tank fought there a couple of years ago. Okay. Remember that? But it wasn't as big as this. This would be the biggest fight ever at, at Arguably. the Arguably. Yeah. No, oh, for yeah. sure. It's going yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's to do the highest numbers. For sure, yes. Yeah. Was there ever talk of uh, MSG? No. No one. Oh, no, no. I know no, it was either or. It was either, it was either or, or. But uh, Barclays. Barclays wins. The BK. You going to spend time in the BK before you uh, you leave? Uh, no, I don't plan. That's how it's cool people say it, the BK. I don't know if you the knew BK. that. BK. Yeah, the 718. Burger King. That too, that too. <laughs> uh, Burger King, King Ryan. Oh, you call them Queen. Queen Rye. That's Queen Rye, that's right. Uh, I can't wait. In about 24 minutes from now, uh, Ryan's going to be here, so we have to get Devin out. Queen you... Rye. Yes. Miss Rye. That's right. Miss Rye. Okay. Uh, I don't want you guys crossing paths here, because I'll get in trouble. All right, let me hurry up. I was told. I was told not to. So uh, we'll say goodbye to him. Here's my conversation with Alex Pereira from last Wednesday. I'll be right back right after this. Don't go anywhere. Ryan Garcia coming right up. All right. That was my conversation with Plinio and Alex from Wednesday. What a great chat that was. Gosh, Alex is likable. Did you guys see my darts game against uh, Alex? And I know there's some people in the YouTube chat. Shout out to the YouTube chat who said I'm afraid to lose. To Haney in uh, in the darts. No, it's a tight schedule, guys. Okay, maybe Eddie, maybe Eddie wants that smoke. Um, no, I just noticed that you guys caught my uh, pants. I like to keep it cool with the pants, and you just caught my pants up there. Uh, I was hoping to hide that. I just like to keep. I don't know why. I like to have the high socks and the pants pulled up. Anyone else like to do that, or just me? Always. What's the scene back there? Anything going on, or are they gone? Um, oh no, they're out of here, man. It was like. They roll deep, they come in, they get out. How many, how many people was part of that crew? There had to have been 15 people. I mean, it's like a, it's like a circus walking down the hallway. There's, this is, there's, they had a whole documentary crew. Guy with like an insane rig. They had the, uh, the boom mic. Ah, sick. Uh, security, like serious, serious security. Some intimidating dudes. Did they, did they go up? Um, hi, Frank Mysterio. Your thoughts on the epic matchup? <laughs> you know uh, yeah, it was, it was in and out, man. Um, but we were good, right? Because because he came in one thirty-five. I was told thirty minutes, two thirty, two oh five. We're done. Yep. And now we've got the Ryan Express coming in at around two thirty, followed by Oscar, followed by Eddie. This is fascinating stuff. Fascinating, man. I can't wait. By the way, I couldn't stop staring at his 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 teeth. He's Richard got... Milley on the wrist too. Four hundred K for the watch. Is that legit? You love yeah, looking that up. I mean, it is Richard Miller, red too, to match the saint on the hoodie. Oh my god! It's good stuff, man. And, and the he had the, yeah, the bracelet. A bracelet. All right, so that's Subtle. still to come. Yeah, that is still to come. Um, we spoke about Mexico City. Let's talk about PFL. So PFL on Thursday had this announcement on Sports Center where Francis Ngannou was on, saying that he would fight the winner of Henan. Fajera and Ryan Bader. And when I checked in on this, even though Francis was involved in the breaking news segment, when I checked in on it, my impression was that he wasn't a thousand percent on board, which I thought was interesting. And I was like, well, he was in the segment. I know he's attending the event. All right, let's see. Then we get to the fight itself, and we'll talk about the fight and the card in a moment, but let's talk about the main event. Main event, I thought, couldn't have gone better for PFL. I thought 
the more sellable fight is Fajera versus Nganu because of how he looks. He's six foot eight. He's knocking people out. Bader to me never felt like a real heavyweight. There's a big difference fighting the likes of um, Fyodor at the end of his career and fighting Francis Ngannou. And it works out great. He beats him and knocks him out in like 21 seconds. And then I'm like, all right, he's right there. They're going to get the face off. We don't get the face off. So now I start to wonder, is he actually, that's why when, when GC brought it up, I agree with him and I agreed with him that that was a massive story, but is he actually on board? Now, what I'm being told is the plan is they want him to fight this year in MMA, obviously. If he loses to AJ, they want the fight to be late summer. If he beats AJ, they want the fight to be in December. I still feel like there are people who don't believe he ever fights for PFL or an MMA. And I'm not going to say I'm one of those people, but after he was sitting right there and didn't go into the cage, perhaps there was a miscommunication. Perhaps he had to go. Perhaps he wasn't told. Perhaps he needed to be somewhere else. Who knows? Maybe in the next couple of weeks we ask him that question if we're, if we're speaking to him. But it did give me great pause and make me wonder, if he beats AJ, like, this train is so far past the MMA station, how do you get him to come back to fight Problema? I don't think that Problema is a horrible option anymore. I think that if you show enough highlights and the face-off and all that stuff, it is sellable. It's not like you're just throwing out some, you know, no-name washed-up heavyweight or someone that is just getting decisions that the people don't care about, like, these are some nice highlights that he's racking up. I just felt like him not going into the cage to do the face-off gave me great pause. Did either of you feel that way? Yeah. It felt like it was sitting right there for them to do the face-off, and him not doing it told me something. Right? He, he, like, he didn't just stay in the crowd, too. He just dipped. He was just going. They also are showing him every four seconds when John Jones is talking and then Problema wins and he's not anywhere to be seen other than leaving the arena. So, yeah, I would have picked it if I would have thought that this would have been significant and I would have said that would have been one of the bigger moments of the weekend if I actually had any confidence that Francis Ngannou cared about this. Do you but think he doesn't care about it? Or is it just giving you some kind of It's doubt? giving me pause. Yeah. It's making me hesitate. I, I believe This is what I'll say about Francis Ngannou, and I believe I said this last week on one of the MMA fighting shows. Francis Ngannou appears to be a man of his word, right? I believe Francis Ngannou when he says something, and he seemed to post it about like, okay, these are the next guys. If, if he has told somebody that he will do it, then I believe he will do it. Is it going to be next? Are there going to be boxing fights between then? Is there going to be a rematch with this person? Is he going to fight Tyson Fury? That is too unknown. It remains to be seen. We don't know how any of this is going to play out. But if he has said to somebody at PFL or anywhere else that he is going to fight the winner of that fight, I believe it. I believe that he's a man of his word and he will keep his his word. Uh, but it doesn't get me excited when the biggest star in the company leaves the arena when they've just said that this fight is for all the marbles. This fight is going to be the next challenger, and he just walks away. It, do, it doesn't help. I, I think it hurts PFL more so than it does anything about the, the fight itself. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt the fight as much as it hurts the PFL brand, in my opinion. It is. I mean, it is understandable. You're fighting Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. And let's be honest. Absolutely. The vast majority of MMA fans don't know who Hennifer... Fajera is. And, and by the way, shout yeah. out to the fans out there who you, you gave me a good chuckle who were saying after the event, uh, you know, watch Ariel go on the show on Monday, say that this event was bigger than UFC 300 or that this is big. Like, no, I know what that was. That was 
PFL acquiring Bellator and doing their best in a pretty short amount of time to put together a PFL versus Bellator card. Best laid plans often go awry. And in the end, we only got one true champion versus champion fight. Uh, the Impa versus Johnny Eblen fight was champion versus champion, but different weight classes. The heavyweight fight was the only true one. There were a bunch of injuries. People weren't available. The weight classes didn't match up. A lot of bad luck went along the way. I don't think it was a disaster. I don't think it was bigger than Mexico City. I don't think it was obviously not as big as 300. You're, you're kidding yourselves, and I know that it's a joke. But I don't think it was a disaster, and especially given the result, I don't think it was a disaster. And what I mean by that is... Bellator went 5-1. and one. People said, oh, what a disaster for PFL. Did you forget that PFL bought Bellator? It's all the same. It's the same company. So now they can go out and say, this is the company that beat us 5-1. to one, And oh, by the way, to the company that we're trying to sell the TV rights to here in the United States, you're getting a superior brand. You're getting better than what the PFL is. Like, you could spin it any which way you want. It's not like they are Bellator versus Ryzen, and then they go their separate ways. It's all the same company. It doesn't matter. And who out there was saying that PFL was better than Bellator before all this. We've sat on this show and said, go through the roster, go through the champions. PFL is better in every single weight class. Every Bellator single weight class. Bellator is better. Excuse me. Bellator is better in every single weight class. Excuse me. Bellator champ versus PFL champ. Bellator roster versus PFL roster. Bellator was better on paper in every single category, every single weight class. This was not a revelation. And I would say if there was one fight there that I thought, mm, the Bellator guy's in trouble, was the main event. I thought it was a very entertaining card. I thought the Eblen fight was super entertaining. Kind of wish there were two more rounds. It was dicey for Eblen. We've never really seen him in that kind of trouble. Spirited stuff from Impagasangane. Big win for AJ McKee. Like, what was so bad about it? I, I think it's like, it's a fascinating thing to watch fans and media just openly shit on PFL and almost like not want them to be a player, not want them to have moments. Now, I don't know what it is, but you see them just shitting all over them, all over the timeline. And I'm watching the event, and I'm like, there's certainly things that you can fix. The audio was messed up. The lighting wasn't great. The John Jones thing was a little bit clunky, but how do you not take that opportunity with John Jones being there in attendance? The Francis thing didn't really play out as they wanted. But as far as like the results and the fights, and even the look with the with the throne and the flags and all that, like... I thought it was a pretty damn entertaining pacing. Saturday afternoon card. What's that? The pacing was huge. The Big improvement of pacing. I, I know there were five-round fights on the PFL championship, but the pacing of this card was so much better. And I even saw, like, everyone was ripping on it at the beginning. You know, we had to wait through a 30-minute pre-show, and then there was another 19, 20 minutes before we got to the first fight. But once the fights kicked off, they, they kept it rolling, man. There was really not a ton of downtime in between fights, which, which was nice to see. Because last time I was watching PFL was in November during the championships, and it was just like, please, for the love of God, can we just get to the end of this? This is taking so long. I cannot believe this thing is still going. It was like, it was like a five-hour main card in November. This was like two and a half. Did you enjoy it? I yeah, I, I mean, I was fine with it. It was it was a decent pack of fights for for a Saturday afternoon. I thought the Eblen uh, Impa fight was the best one, uh, and then it was it was kind of shocking to see the twenty one second knockout in the main event. I uh, think it would be great. I mean, the size of Hanan Ferreira, I feel like that's the better outcome um, than Ryan Bader, who we've we've sort of seen his body of work. Hanan Ferreira is sort of this unknown, massive dude that gets twenty second knockouts. Rick, you want to say 
I came in thinking that this resembled on paper a Bellator card, right? That it was just a good Bellator card. That if you if you put your hand over the the side of the the PFL of it and just said these are the opponents that are going to be facing these Bellator fighters on a Bellator card, it was in significantly better product than that. And I walked away thinking actually this was a decent first effort. It seemed like there was some some changes made and some motion and momentum toward improving some of the things. And I actually thought it was an enjoyable fight card. Agree with you to a certain extent that like PFL losing the matchup to Bellator doesn't matter. They own both those companies. Yeah, who cares? It does, it does not matter. There is a there is a part of it, a secondary, an ancillary part of it that does matter, which is you are you are by not combining the brands, by not combining the talent pool of Bellator and PFL, you are presenting a product in PFL in these tournaments that becomes a lesser product. You're now tiering your own product. You are now saying the fighters who win these PFL tournaments are probably not good enough to even beat the brand champions in the other tournament in the other side that we own. And that to me is a little bit of a miscalculation. I think that the brand should be combined and always and, and I thought that in the beginning and I still think that now that I think that ultimately you are you are hurting the PFL tournament brand by keeping the Bellator fighter separate. Because ultimately, everybody now knows, okay, these guys aren't going to beat UFC champions, and now they're not even going to be Bellator champions. You're not even co-leader within your promotion as PFL. And so I think that hurts. I don't think, it, I don't think the one night of losing 5-1 to one hurts. I don't think that the stakes were, were enough for that. But I do think that you are now lessening the impact of what, a, what it means to be a PFL tournament winner. Because you're allowing this other element to say, these fighters that we also have on our roster are probably better than the fighters that are going to be in this tournament. Yeah, I'm actually with you on that. I I like it. I like the PFL versus Bellator sort of as the first kickoff event, but letting it go too long. Meaning you don't want to see this again next year? No, no. I think you should combine the brands. Because I I actually think Rick has a point. Like, you are lessening. Because, I mean, outside of the... Impa, Evelyn fight, and then the Fajera knockout. The Bellator fighters essentially made it look easy. Like, uh, especially uh, the AJ McKee fight, the Vadim Nemkov, and the Jason Jackson fight. All three of those were just yeah. easy work for them. So, the Bellator guys yeah. are better. They're yeah, just they, better. Exactly. But, so but this is my point. Why, why pit PFL gloves? Why pit them against each other if they're better? Oh, no. we, we all knew this. We all knew this. I think but it's don't do it. Pro- it's a promotional do thing. It. Maybe they have a three-year deal or whatever uh, amount of year deal with Saudi Arabia and say, hey, every February we're going to have this Super Bowl-like card. I think we probably see it for the next, I don't know, two years, meaning this year and next year. At some point, as you know, Rick, at some point they always merge, right? WC merged. To. Pride merge, Pride never even got off the ground when they were bought by Zipper. Yeah. Remember, the original plan was to have Pride run as a That's separate right. entity. Yeah. Strike Force, it was a year and a half, and then they were done. Eventually, they will all they will merge because they'll need the talent, they'll need the people. For now, though, I it's don't hate it. It's usually the company that has the more talent acquiring the company that has the less sure in this case the roles are reversed yeah yeah it's it's a great point they need this they need these fighters johnny eblin patchy mix aj mckee should have headlined this card against who i personally don't need the champ versus champ gimmick i think i i'm I'm, i think I, i think i'm making my point clear is it it was a drubbing what was fun what did we see yeah it's fun on paper and also it's, it yeah, didn't work out. Imagine we got Cyborg Pacheco, 
Okay, now we're talking. You know, they just had bad luck. I think they just had bad luck, honestly. Um, there's, there's an element to that. Uh, well, by the way, their last card wasn't that long ago. It was in late November. And that this feels is, like a lifetime. I know, but it just like from a, from a timing standpoint, it was three months ago. That's yeah, a quick turnaround. The world turn is a different place. And, and, yes, I know that, but actually from days, from a day's standpoint, from a calendar standpoint. And, and by the way, they made this announcement regarding the season, and that's in two months. And there's some of the names competing on this. That's a quick turnaround. By the way, what'd you make of... Uh, it's hurting it. Uh, Jason Jackson, Cedric Dumbay, you in? Mm, that's too soon for Dumbay. Don't like it. Yeah, man. That, <laughs> Jason Jackson's not a, not really, a guy you He's really fight turned in into Europe. a great fighter. Shout out to him. First of all, even if he never did anything else, when you beat Amosov, like, yeah. you're, you're a dude. Like, you're legit. Um, he's looked incredible. I don't think Cedric Dumbay is ready for that. And I say that as, as the foremost Cedric Dumbay uh, advocate. That's, that's too soon to be fighting a guy who's that high caliber. I, I, I'm, I don't think he's ready for that. It's smart by, uh, don't get me wrong, it's, it's a very smart call out by Jason Jackson because if you can get that fight, that feels like uh, uh, one of the bigger fights you can get in the promotion. But I think that's way too soon for Dumbay. I, I would hope that they, they give him somebody. I, loved, I love that Jackson said it. Yeah, I love that too. Uh, but as a from Doombay's perspective, I don't like it. From Jackson's right. perspective, I love it. And from the promotion, I would hope that they would, you know, have have him slow rolled a little bit more. Um, but I think the most important thing, and, and Shaheen mentioned this last week, and, and I want to reiterate it. It's very clear that there's effort in this, right? This is not just a coasting. The PFL right. has not acquired Bellator and is just going like we're just going to sit on it and. I can appreciate, even though I am I am being critical of the format, I didn't like the champion versus champion format, I don't like that the rosters are emerged. Ultimately, we what, what we saw, though, is a promotion, an organization that is trying. An organization that is saying, we are trying to put our best foot forward. And you mentioned it. Maybe they couldn't have gotten Pacheco and Cyborg done, but that's not for lack of, of trying to get these fights made. Or Cyborg versus Kayla, or whatever the, the way it was supposed to go. And they didn't have the divisions for Patchy Mix. There was some unfortunate circumstances. But the promotion is trying to put their best foot forward and trying to be a competitive product. And I can appreciate that. And I think that's a, that's a valuable effort uh, put forth by them. That, that's ultimately what my takeaway was. It's clear that they care. And it's clear that they're trying, um, and I and I hope that continues, and I hope that they're able to build something, because um, that was my takeaway. I came in with pretty low expectations, and they and it exceeded it. I, I thought it was a decent night for them. Yes, and anyone who's a fan of MMA should be a fan of other options for the fighters, and even as a viewer, it's fun to have other options. Your level of interest on a scale of one to ten in seeing Francis versus Fajera. Out of MMA options, because obviously yeah, yeah. no UFC fighters are on the table, I have to say that I'm I'm more interested than, than most of the other ones. Like I'm not interested in like a I know Verdum or like some of these like free agent heavyweights. I'd that rather are out see there. this. I'd would I would rather see this. Yeah, this is a giant. Like he's kind of what Francis used to be in the UFC. Yes, before Francis became Francis, Francis was just this big chiseled out of stone dude who's coming in there to to throw hands with people and KO them. That's what he is. I'm all for that. I'm I'm totally open to that. I don't idea mind it at all. I'm fighting. Yeah. Don't mind it at all. Um I, I think the visuals will be fun. Yes. He's on a roll. You've got the uh the highlights and whatnot. I, I that's what I said. I think it there, couldn't have worked out better for them given the options. There's no grand slam that is not a UFC opponent for a Francis Ngannou MMA fight, right? There's nobody out there that we're going, I need to see it. I'm clamoring, I'm dying other than opponents that are in the AUSC. So why not have a young, 
hungry guy who just got an insane KO over Ryan Bader to throw hands with Francis. You can do a lot worse than this. I'm I'm in on this fight. Isn't it annoying, though, that it seems like we've gotten more flirtation from Francis and John Jones since he left the UFC than we ever got before he was in the UFC? It got hot and heavy toward the end of the UFC run, but yeah, I mean... Never in person. They keep, they seem to always be in the same place. <laughs> well, they, always they, at also PFL kinda, they also seem kind of cordial when they're in the I same know. place. It, does, it never seems like it's really like boiling over. It always seems like they're more interested in patting each other on the belly and, and cracking a few jokes. Um, it's such a bummer. And by the way, can I just yeah. say, shocked to see... John do an interview with Chael. I got it. Well, to see do an interview with Chael, but also like he was in a tough spot there, man. Like Chael or John? John. Yeah. Chael, no, Chael's going to roll with the punches, but John's in a tough spot there where look, he's here, he's at the event, but when he comes in, he's have he has to stand there and kind of be the representation of the UFC preventing the big fight from happening. Yeah. And he has to sit there and kind of like, you know, delicately answer the questions. All things considered, I thought he did great, but it was very clear he was uncomfortable and trying to get out of there. Um, That's tough because they're talking about co-promotion. Yeah. He's there like half selling the event, but he's a company guy. He has guy. to kind of talk about he's excited about the event and talk about Francis. And then Sean O'Connell's like going straight to camera and being like, it, to be clear, it's the not the PFL who's preventing this fight from happening. Right. It is the UFC. And John's just standing there like, that's my boss. It's a, it's a rough spot. I thought all things considered, John did pretty well in that in that spot. But it yeah. does sort of feel like can't you know can't Turkey say yo UFC like make this fight? If if ever there was a time that here's, it could happen, it's the current climate. Here's a hundred milli. Yeah, it's the current climate that could make it happen. If there's enough money on the table, that maybe the UFC's co promotion. You thing. imagine? I mean, if listen, if they could get Frank Warren and Eddie Hearn, and I know, I know that it's not. Frank Warren and Eddie Hearn stand to benefit from working together way more than the UFC stands yes. to benefit from this. I'm not an idiot. The UFC the, is so far ahead of everyone. The promotions are unequal. Right. Whereas with Frank and, and Eddie, you're at least coming to, toward a common playing field. But with this, it's UFC up here. But and, if they and, just say, here's an upfront, and <laughs> you guys get 70% of the pie, and they, like, I think I, if I'm PFL, I do that. I think the better way. To approach it, not to give Turkey or anybody advice, would just to be make it a third party thing. We we want to purchase John Jones for this fight. Not necessarily it's a UFC event, not right. necessarily it's a Francis event. We want to do this event. We want Francis and John. We will purchase them so that it's not UFC necessarily having to give PFL the rub or PFL benefiting in any way from UFC. It is champion versus champion in an independent setting, in an independent thing, and we are we are taking the talent. We are we are offering to present this if you give us the talent. I think that's probably a, a better way to do it so that the UFC doesn't have to worry about, hey, we're elevating PFL. The final Ariel and the Bad Guy post show that we did for ESPN in 2018, when Chell and I had that fun six month run before the uh, the on your calendars. backs, building yes. ESPN Plus. You on said your it. Backs. You said it. Um, when when it when it turned to 2019, and then the UFC took over the post shows. It was the event that was moved from Vegas to Inglewood when the weird drug test came up for John Jones Gustafson 2. Is that for real? That's the final one, yeah. That was only that long ago? I thought that was like 15 years ago. Nah, 2018. Wow. December of 2018. And so Chael and I went to uh, we went to LA, but we did the post show at the ESPN LA studios across the street from the then Staples Center now Crypto.com Arena. Even though the event was in Inglewood, I don't know why we didn't just do the event or the post show there at the arena. Uh, we did it in that little room. 
John Jones beats Gustafson, and we did the post show, and John Jones joined us live. Do you remember this? And it's do, me yeah. and Chael. This is the this is the time when uh, we did the whole thing, like no one knows, no one will ever yeah. know. You know that whole thing. Um, the genesis of that, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And John comes on, and I'm not sure. I don't recall if Chael actually asked him a question yet, or if John just knew he was there, and he said something to the effect of like, "I'm not answering any questions from yeah. Chael." Do you remember this live on I the do, air? Yeah. And Chael, to his credit, like Chael just sat back and he just, just sat back. Yeah, like, he didn't throw his pan yeah. out and walk out of the room. Are we now living in a in a in a world where Chael and John are buddy buddy and John doesn't like me? I was the icebreaker. Oh, I was wow. the guy. Wow, I is didn't that, think about is this. Is that what's happening? That he's closer now. He's with closer Chael to than Chael, with you. who has said the most heinous, mm. mean things about him. Now he's buddy. That you know gives what me it hope. is though. That gives me hope. Everybody eventually softens on Chael. That's Even true. Anderson Silva, like it's true. It's because he's he's so consistent with his gimmick. Like he, you just at a certain point it breaks you down. You just you just he, he becomes too likable. I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that John yeah. said yes to just be standing there and was kind of laughing about it. You know, was kind of like having a good time with it. Yeah, My he's overall... doing the chail. He's doing the chail impression, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, John appeared to be in great spirits. He seemed to be he in a great out. mood. He seemed uh, he seemed happy to be there. And I think it's probably good to get some time away from the grind of like next fight up. You like Tom Aspinall questions. Tom right. Aspinall. Like I think he's probably just enjoying some time away, healing up. And so, okay, we don't know when he's going to come back. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. All that stuff. But uh, it does it does like it's one big tease just seeing them all there. And so the that best gives heavyweight me hope. fights in MMA are not being made at the moment, and that's unfortunate. And they're being made in boxing. That is true. You're right. Who'd have thought? Yeah. By the way, what can a role I, reversal. Can I give can I give a shout out to uh I want to give a shout out to the 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 PFL announced team and in particular Sean O'Connell. I don't think people realize he's how hard it is to go from athlete to play by play guy. I, I do not think MMA fan I, I had would, a conversation. I would take that one step back, by the way. I don't think people realize like how different the role of play-by-play versus co- like color analyst, uh, color commentary or analyst is. No one does. There's there's big differences between those two roles, and he and play-by-play is is the heavy lift in there. He's incredible, man. He's next level. For those that don't know, play-by-play is if you're a basketball fan, Mike Breen is the play-by-play guy. Um, Mike Tirico in in uh, football is the play-by-play guy. Joe Buck, play-by-play guy. Uh, Kevin Burkhart, baseball, play-by-play guy. Those, you know, John Anik, play-by-play guy. Mike Goldberg, play-by-play guy. Jim Lampley, Morinell, the guy who is kind of the host but also has so much going on in terms of directing traffic, getting you from point A to point B, giving you the color, all that stuff. The color analyst, and I know that was confusing because I said color, but the point, like the color analyst is the guy who's breaking things down. X's and O's, giving you analysis, all that stuff and more. More often than not, that guy or or that woman is a former athlete um, in fighting a former fighter. Joe Rogan is really like the super exception to the rule. He came in at a different time, and credit to him has withstood that time and is respected and revered, and people don't feel like he's just like a token celebrity sitting there. Um, in boxing, you'll see a lot of times there'll be a third man who's not a fighter, more of a media personality, be that sort of like storyline guy. In MMA, less so, maybe some other promotions, but UFC doesn't do that, obviously. They tend to have two of the color, basically. Yeah. They tend to have, you know, two former athletes in that spot. Sean O'Connell's a former fighter who 
dabbled a little bit in the second and third chair, the analyst role, and then went straight to the play-by-play role, which is just absurd. Like, I can't think of many guys. Pat Summerall did it. Pat Summerall was a former kicker that ended up becoming one of the great play-by-play guys in uh, NFL history with John Madden. It's extremely rare. Yeah. And so he deserves a lot of credit. Not, I thought putting not just ch- the rarity, but he's good objectively against anybody. He's yeah. not even just good for like the guy making the hardest transition. He's just good. He's just really good at the job. It's impressive. Super impressive. And I thought Ch- Chael actually has told me that he doesn't love being in the booth. He likes being at the desk. I thought he was so much better there. Because when, when Chael's in like cell mode, when he's being Mr. Promoter Guy, like it can all be just a lot. When he's actually breaking things down and, and reacting to the fights live, I thought he was great. I thought uh, Dan Hardy, obviously great. Uh, Randy Couture, Chael and Randy, given their history, was great. Like, they have a pretty damn good roster of people. And even the way they used Thompson and McCarthy, I thought, was good compared to how, you know, Bellator did it. It didn't, as, as GC said, it didn't slow down. It didn't, like, they were going fight after fight. Like, we don't need, this is one thing that drives me nuts. I know the UFC does, like, a 60-second thing. Like, we don't need... 15 minutes of fill. We don't need a full like five minute video package. We don't need all that stuff. Once you're there, once you've bought the pay-per-view, once you've got me to sit down, once I'm already locked in, I don't need it. If you want to give me like a quick two minutes on why this fight is is important or what are the stakes or who are these people, awesome. But we there, there was too much fill time in those PFL and Bellator cards. It was nice to see it come together. And 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 by the way, maybe it's because they're eight hours ahead and it was getting late into the night that they had mm-hmm. to speed it up. I don't know. I guess we'll see as they, you know, kick things off in uh, in March and April. But overall, I thought it was a pretty darn good night. The points where it usually dragged were points that it was spinning forward, right? It was talking to John Jones about Francis Ngannou. It was talking about Francis Ngannou fighting a new, a new opponent. It wasn't what you're saying. It wasn't the usual like, hey, we're going to spend five minutes, six minutes on this package of fights that you're just about to see and can, and we can get to anyway. So I, enjoy, I enjoyed the broadcast quite a bit. I thought it was, it was really well done from top to bottom. Was it a step back for Johnny Eblen? No. I don't think so. Because I don't think... There are some people, and MMA fighting has some of them, who think that Johnny Eblen is the best middleweight in the world. I, I wonder, you know, today where that stands. I'm, maybe we'll get updated rankings and we'll find out. But I don't think there's a lot of those people out there. I think they're, they're maybe a vocal minority, and a lot of people will look to the UFC for the top middleweight. This, to me, just felt like an off night, and he said as much on Instagram. And I also think it should be stated that Impa Kasanganai is a quite a different fighter than he was when he was in the UFC and a tough night and a really big, talented fighter um, that it's not going to just be easy to walk in there and look great against. So I think it, it was a combination of Johnny Eblen just not being at his best and Impa Kasanganai being a lot better than people will remember from his UFC run being on the end of that viral KO. Obviously, that's that's hard to shake and eliminate from people's mind. Um and that's what happened. He fought a, a really good fighter who looked tremendous last year and put together like a story tale kind of run, a uh, story tale, a fairy tale kind of run. Um, ran into that, who's a guy who's coming down from a higher weight class and had an off night. And I think in his next performance, we'll get a real gauge of where Johnny Eblen is at. Uh, but no, I don't think I don't think he loses a ton as long as he can correct uh, what happened here, to, uh, what happened there on Saturday night. And 
change it for the next fight. I don't think I don't think it hurt too much. Does he beat DDP? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's still still a work in progress. I but I'm but to be fair, I'm not one of the people who would have believed that. Oh, really? Before Saturday. Did you think he did you think he would have beaten Sean Strickland or Izzy? See, Izzy is an interesting one, right? right? Because you know that Izzy has a certain style that you that people are hoping to see that might be able to kind of counter that. So that's where that's where that one becomes interesting stylistically. But I I don't I did not think he was the best middleweight in the world prior to this, and I still don't. But I do think that the potential is there, and I do think if if he can look good against his next opponent, that I'm more willing to have the conversation. Ultimately, I'd need to see him against those guys before I can make any determination. It's very hard. It's very hard. Like. I want Patchy Mix to be in the conversation as the best bantamweight, but I have to see him fight the best bantamweights. Now, what about this one? Because you're the perfect guy to ask this question to. Sure. I love this. Clarissa Shields. <laughs> Clarissa Shields. Yeah. Talk ha- to me. Has an aura, is one of the yes. greatest female boxers of all time. The greatest. If not the greatest. Undefeated. Two-time Olympic gold medalist. Pound for pound great. Undisputed in multiple weight classes. Undisputed in multiple weight classes, trailblazer, all that stuff and more. For whatever reason, probably monetary challenge, something to do, she does these MMA fights for PFL, and she all of a sudden becomes extremely ordinary. She's a prelim fighter, and it's extremely ordinary. And I think, even though this may not necessarily be fair to her, I think the world of her, she's incredible. She's unbelievable. When she fights, I watch in boxing. I think that it takes away that aura from boxing. It ruins the aura that she has built. Mm. Other than the quote-unquote bag, I think it affects her legacy. It affects her aura when I see her struggling against lesser-known fighters on the prelims of a PFL card. It's not prelims of a UFC. It's not main card of a UFC. It's not even main card of a PFL. It takes away. I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze on this anymore. There's, there is probably some truth to that. I, I, I am viewing it through the lens of she's doing something very difficult, and she is viewing it through the lens and of. And she deserves she praise for that. Such. She deserves praise for being up in her prime as the best female boxer, in my opinion, or if not one of the best, depending on where you fall in that equation. Top pound-for-pound pound female boxer who's trying MMA. And there are not men who would do that. There's not other people you will find who will do that. But you're right to say that the results matter as well, right? It can't just be, okay, praise, praise, praise for her continuing to try it, continuing to try it. Ultimately, we we hope to see results from it as well. And she is not doing well against lower level competition. And there might be a point where it just not it is not worth the squeeze. If the money is good, I support it and hope she continues to do what she needs to do. Um, but you're right. There probably is something being lost there to a certain degree. Like if she cannot come in here and beat this level of competition in MMA, what is the long-term goal of it anyway? Right. We're not building towards something. So maybe better to focus in all on the boxing, but I think she's still in the stage where she can be commended for trying something that nobody else would do. But nobody else would. Once it reaches the point of, oh wait, Clarissa Shields is on this card on the prelims as opposed to, oh shit, Clarissa Shields. Yeah. Is cr- like then You're it right. just becomes ho hum. Then it just You're becomes, right. and that's a problem because she's a main event fighter. She's a headliner. She's one of the best in boxing. Again, she deserves so much credit. Please don't take this the wrong way. She's doing what everyone out there in the world of boxing refuses to do in their prime 
cross over and do something completely different. But it's just such a hard sport when you're factoring in the ground game, when you're unable to train, you know, seven days a week like the MMA fighters. I just don't know if it's worth it anymore. She has not adapted to it as quickly as you would hope, right? Like she has not looked the way you would hope that like when she is having her moments in there, when she is unloading punches, you can see it, right? Mm-hmm. You can see oh, Clarissa yeah. she Shields. Goes to the bo- you can body see and stuff. Yes. what the difference is. Yes. But the results are not such that she's taking people out and she's stringing together three. If she had come in there and strung together three first round KOs, it'd be a different story. But she is struggling, as you would when you are somebody who is primarily a boxer and the best at what you do and coming into the hardest uh, combat sport there is because of how varied it is and because you know that these opponents want to grapple her and want to take her to the ground. If she had a better aptitude for it, if she was coming in there and just absolutely starching everybody she fought, I think that it would be a different conversation. But I think you're ultimately correct. As somebody who thinks she's incredible and loves her, I think you're ultimately correct that there, there is a point where what is what are we getting out of this? What is she getting out of this? If ultimately it's a money play and she's getting enough money, then great, keep it going. But if not, then I don't know what the... F- Does Clarissa Shields have, have one of the futures of an all-time prospect in MMA? I think ultimately now at this point we can say no. And so what, what, would, be the, what would be the point? One big difference between her and Holly Holm, who obviously is a uh, boxing Hall of Famer who had great success in boxing, Holly Holm was a kickboxer as well. And so that was almost the bridge to get to MMA. Obviously, it didn't necessarily help her with the ground game stuff, but it was it was a bridge to get to MMA to understand how to mix up, you know, the kicks, footwork, and just deal with things other than punches. And so maybe that was... And also, Holly Holmes on the end of the boxing right. and going into MMA and giving it her full effort and started an MMA career. Holly Holm has now had an extremely lengthy and storied MMA career. I don't see that future for Clarissa. Maybe maybe I'm you know, maybe I'm speaking out of turn. Maybe that is what she's going for. I I I'm not seeing the makings of that. Um but that was her full focus. And now Clarissa is still in her prime as one of the best if not the best female boxer. So it's it's just hard. Like she's doing what no, what's never been done and so we're seeing the, the the struggle of that, the difficulties of that. And you know how impressive it is for someone who is so great and so dominant to humble yourself? Yeah. To go, like... It, it, you could see the emotion. When she's talking about it after, she's like, man, this was tough. Yes. And I didn't want to go to the gym. Like, she is not wanting to 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 go through this grind because she could go box and dominate and be as dominant as she is, but she's taking a humble path. I respect the hell. I, all I can say is I respect the hell. I, I'm not trying to. Sh- I just. I no, just, I know you're not. You know, know what I mean? Because I know people like to like clown on her because she gives you so little to clown on in boxing. You know what I mean? She's yeah. so good in boxing. There's so few holes. This might be a crazy thing to say, but just stick with me. This might be the greatest like humbling of a great since Jordan went to baseball. I mean, that's that's a good comparison. That's the best comparison I could think of. She's obviously not Michael Jordan on a worldwide level and on a fame level, but like... No, but what you're saying is right. People yeah. who are at the top of their craft in sports aren't going to do something else. Someone who's a great, uh, I don't know, uh, someone who's a great football player isn't going to say, hey, I'm going to do baseball now. Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson were those They're guys the, going up. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not... Someone who's a great speed skater isn't saying... I'm going to go play in the NHL now. It's just completely different. Those two cats did it, and she's off the top of my head. There might be some someone else 
And I know Francis is going over to boxing and is having success uh, there. The reverse is easy. The reverse is the reverse easier. Reverse is yeah. easy. Yeah. No, uh, sorry. Let me not say easy. That's pretty disrespectful. The reverse is easier, right? If we're talking about going from the singular discipline to the larger multivariate discipline, that is going to be harder than if you come from the larger discipline and then right. go to the singular. That's that's always how that's going to be. You might not have success. To you can't predict that Francis is going to be able to knock down Tyson Fury, but to actually get into the arena is an easier prospect than going the reverse. Uh, but that's a great comparison. Like Jordan in his prime is just going out trying to take wax at 95 mile per hour fastballs is hard. And, every, and it reminds me of this in that everyone mocked him. Yeah. Uh, Jordan stopped talking to Sports Illustrated because they put him on the cover, you know, swinging and missing and held a grudge against them forever because he felt like they were clowning on him. And so I can feel the same type of like reaction to Clarissa because she gives you so little to clown on in the world of boxing. I'm just wondering, and, and maybe this is all an afterthought, and maybe no one cares in the end when she goes to, you know, the Boxing Hall of Fame when she gets inducted, which she will, and all that stuff. People will be like, oh, remember that she did like three or four MMA fights good on her. What was her record again? Oh, two and one, three and one, yeah. two and two. Who cares? It's just wild to see her so dominant and so elite and, and headlining cards and all that stuff. And then in this world, she's on the prelims and, you know, someone's laying on her and she's just barely squeaking out wins. I get it. Uh, who are the boxing opponents there for her? You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's coming down to a fighting while you have your time. She has her window. She's fighting, and it's just like there's not there's not those can't miss opponents out there for her. Yeah, um, it, it's got to hurt you as so you know like Katie Taylor would never. Katie Taylor would also never win a fight against Clarissa Shields. How about that? Oh no no I'm talking about Katie Taylor would never even put herself in this position. Yeah. Because she also is like losing boxing matches. That no, 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 no. I, I, sorry. Not... I meant Katie Taylor would never let herself be uh, laid on and uh, struggle. Like <laughs> she, uh... she wouldn't. She's boxing. Nah, she would losing. knock him out. She would knock him out. Uh, actually, Amanda Serrano has made the transition, but this was well, well before she became Amanda Serrano. Yes, she, she is today. Exactly. But uh, you know, also she d she did very well and and had an aptitude for it. But the bigger fights were for boxing. Uh, yeah. yeah, were in boxing for her. Um, all right. So speaking of uh, a boxer transitioning over to MMA in a matter of moments, and uh, let me know in the uh, the chat here, guys, uh, how this affects the rest of the timeline, because later on we're going to be joined by Eddie Hearn, and prior to that we're going to be joined by Oscar De La Hoya, but uh, in a matter of seconds, for the first time, we're going to be joined in studio by... I don't know if he's giving me a thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, by the great Ryan Garcia. We were just talking to Devin Haney about Ryan Garcia, so let's not waste any time. And... Welcome him in. Is he there? Is it in fact him? I cannot wait to address all the bullshit he just said. Hello, Ryan. How you doing? Good to see you, my man. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. I'll get out. It's been a while. It's of been a course, while. Of course. Man, it's hard to get in touch with you. It's easier to get in touch with the freaking president of the United States these days. I'm sorry, brother. No, it's, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You seem you? upset. He's an idiot. I just watched a little bit of what he said. He's a dumbass. I never okay, you want to get right into it? I never disrespected his religion. I want that to be clear right now. First of all, I would never do that. Second of all, I can show you the DMs. I said, Merry Christmas. He took that as disrespect. Did I know that Muslims don't celebrate Christmas? No. I'm, I'm, That's what he's referring to? Yes, he's an idiot. This is a conversation between you two? Yes, and I, and I stand up for, you know, I don't believe in religion. I believe in Christ. I follow Christ. Sure, I love sure. Jesus, and I, I like to be led in the Spirit. So if I say... Hey, I feel uh, Christ is going to provide me victory. That's not disrespectful to you. No, no. I have a Muslim photographer. He's right there. He's dope as heck. Everybody, we love each other. I don't hate nobody. 
Don't try to start that narrative. I told you, don't bring religion into this. I don't know why you're doing this. I already told him in the DMs, let's not make this a religious thing. This is since the interview yeah. or? No, no, this was oh, like a, while a while ago. ago. He said you spoke to someone else and it got back to him from that person. Who's I he referring never, to? I, I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. Put I it tried. all out there. First of all, I don't care. I don't hide nothing. I'll address anything I say because I don't have no bad heart in anything. So, shit, if you feel like I disrespected you, please let me know. If I didn't, do it. Okay. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up. It's great to see you. Thank you for coming in. No, thank you. Yes. Now let's get back to Yes, yes, yes. I also got him something, though, when he's like, Uh, because I don't know how good his cut man is. Okay. So I got something that could clean his blood. What is that? Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No Um, tampon. Fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, By the way, your hair looks fantastic. Did you put uh, lotion? Uh, What is going on here? Bro, Bro, I love the Jergens for my skin and stuff. I saw you do a whole thing where you put it in your hair. Yes. What's up with that? I get Jergens and. You put um, moisturizer. I have it all in my hair. Body lotion. Yes. As gel. Yes. I've been doing that for now about three months. Three months. Who told you to do this? Um, just like one day, um, I didn't have any gel and <laughs> I figured that. I'm and it works. I mean, it looks good, but what kind of feedback did you get when you showed us the tutorial on your uh, Instagram? They were like, yo, this dude's weird, but I was like, okay, I'm weird, but try it. And then it works. And then now who's weird? You know, okay. I'm just an outside the box thinker. That's sure. Um, okay. So there's so much to talk to you about. I know we don't have a ton of time, so I'm going to get right into it. Yeah. All right. Like stay, I'll stay here longer though. You'll stay here. All right. I cool. mean, if it's going good. Okay, we'll see. All right, that's a lot of pressure on me. First time in the studio, right? I know, it looks good. I appreciate it. Like some studios don't look as cool like in person. This one does. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, So, Oscar Duarte, you beat that guy. You move on. Okay. All good. Some people criticize your performance. I was just having a conversation with Devin. I don't know if you heard that part of the conversation where I said, I think that you deserved a little bit of leeway. First time with Derek James, uh, coming off the tank fight. I thought it was a solid performance. I thought I did great. Um, I don't even see that where I did anything wrong. That dude was strong, and he hit hard. And it wasn't like he didn't know what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Um, that was a more dangerous fight than Regis Progress. Everybody knows that. Regis Progress is a good fighter, but he um, he, he started boxing late, and you can tell. You know, he, he's just not he's not at that level. So for me, I, I felt like I fought a harder person, which which is more scarier when they can knock you out cold like that. So for me, I felt like I fought good. People criticize the shoulder row because, you know, I'm Mexican. Uh, it looks like I shouldn't be using the shoulder row. But again, I do what I feel like I need to do. Um, he was putting a lot of pressure. I could feel the tide changing, so I had to switch it up. I wanted to stop the pressure. So I went into the shoulder row, didn't really get hit. I got hit maybe three times in the shoulder row. So if I'm not getting hit, you guys can make fun of it all you want. If it works, I love it. How would you feel with Derek? Amazing. We have great... Um, we have a great thing going on, and uh, you know he's a great coach. Um, he's more than a coach; he's like a philosopher, a father, um, and just you know, just a great trainer. You think you'll stick with him now? You feel yeah, like you yeah, found I, a home? I'm going to end my career with him. You think so? Yeah. Okay. So after that fight, it feels like you have options, right? There was some talk of Roly. There was some talk of Isak Cruz. How do we end up with Devin? Can you tell us? The timeline, because it did seem for a minute it was Devin, right. and then it went the other way, and then it came back to Devin. Well, what went down was I made a poll on Twitter. Okay. Who do you want me to fight next, Devin Haney or Rollies? Devin Haney slightly won. So Slightly? Yeah, it was like 54, 47 or something like that. Okay. And um, I like to be a man of my word and, and give the people what they want, so I told my team, let's get the Devin fight going on. Fast forward a couple weeks or maybe the week later, uh, I'm out in Vegas. I'm hanging out with Floyd. 
I'm going on runs. Floyd's like, bro, that's not the move. Get the belt from Rollies first and then fight Haney. I said, yeah, but I already gave people my word. I don't usually do that. Like, I already committed to this. He said, things could change, blah, blah, blah. He's somebody I look up to. Now you know where I'm going along with this. And that's when I go, hey, I'm going to fight Rollies now. And then that fell through because I was trying to make a— I was keeping my options open. Maybe Rollies, maybe Cruz. Both of them are fire for a pay-per-view. Um, Rollies took that as disrespectful and said, you know, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. They used my name all the way up to the day they announced it. Boop, boop, boop. All of a sudden, they're fighting. And they were telling me literally the day of and the day before, I'm going to get this done, don't worry. Floyd and, and all of that team. Like, Ryan, when I say this, I'm going to make it happen. Floyd says that Rollies didn't want to do it, and that's why it didn't happen. But, um, I mean, Rollies messed up, in my opinion. What do you mean? He went from the main event to now the co-main event, making a significantly lower amount of money. And just, uh, he played himself. So. so then you go to Devin. How hard was it to make that fight? It was a hard. You know, Devin, he's looking for a big fight, and he's looking for um, a good payout. So it wasn't hard. I knew he was going to come back. I even told him, you'll be back. Remember, he was all, don't ever talk to me again, blah, blah, blah. I said, you'll be back, Mr. 30K pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the A-side in this fight? I don't have to prove myself. I mean, uh, some things are just so noticeable that you don't have, like, look it. Make your guys' opinions on it, but I know the truth. I'm the bigger draw, better marketer, and have way more upside than him. And him, he has belts, that's it. But I'm the A-side. Boxing, when A-side means the bigger draw. Not necessarily, you know, what people say, oh, the better boxer is the A-side. No, it doesn't always work that way. Like, And he's not the better boxer, point blank, period. I'll make that very clear. He's not. And I'm going to show you guys, like, he's not like that. I fought him many times in the amateurs. This dude's not like that. So it's interesting. You have this relationship with Floyd. How would you describe, like, the state of your relationship with Floyd at the moment? We're good. We're cool. I think he's a little mad at me for, you know, saying some things that maybe he would thought. I, he didn't tell me to keep things as a secret, so I kind of just started talking shit. Like, I seen the video of Devin Haney getting his ass knocked out by Tank Davis. I personally seen the video. I think he got mad that I said that. But I personally seen the video. Oh, thank you. Devin God. Haney is knocked out almost cold by Tank Davis. I seen it with my own eyes. Adrian Broner did hop in the ring. Dan, Haney, I'm going to give it to him. You were probably only 19 years old at that point, but you got your ass rocked and you know it. Did Floyd show you that? Yes. Okay. I have the video. So I, I saw an interview with you recently. Well, I don't have the video. He has the video. You, he showed, yeah, yeah. You saw it with your eyes. Uh, I saw an interview with you recently on the PBD podcast. Yes. And you said that, you know, all the uh, hydration clause stuff, all that stuff came from Floyd who advised Tank. Yes. So... Why are you friends or friendly with Floyd when he was putting you against the eight ball in your previous fight? Because I don't hold nothing against nobody. Okay. Are we cool now? All right, cool. Very forgiving person, if you want. I mean, he thought that was his strategy. He did it. Um, kudos, they won, I guess. To me personally, even if I won that fight in his position, I wouldn't be happy. I looked like a straw fighting him. You're happy that you fought that guy? That's crazy. And the fact that you were still holding on for dear life in the second round in the beginning is even crazier. Because he told me, when I drop you like Luke Campbell, I'm going to get your ass out of there. When he dropped me, did he not? He didn't even take a step forward. Hmm. What does that tell you? Fuck, this dude's like that. 
kudos to him. He he got the victory, but I feel like I won um, not a physical victory, but a spiritual victory, and I helped out the sport. I got everything lit up. Now everybody's fighting. Next fight was Crawford and Spence. So I really lit the the sport on fire after that. Was it hard to, to digest that loss in the aftermath? No, nah, I was chilling. I made $30 million. I wasn't at my best. I didn't really care. Um, I was just happy that I got it done finally, and, you know, um, I knew... Like, I had a peace in my heart. That must have came from God because I didn't have no worries. I said, I know I'm, I know I'm way better than that, and it, it'll just play itself out. I had a lot of things going on in my personal life at mm. that time as well. So just everything that had to be was, you know, I feel like it just it played out how it was meant to play out. Does it have to happen again? No. Well, as in he'll never play me like that negotiation-wise ever again. But do you feel like you need to fight again oh, yes. with no restrictions, with none of that? 100%. And, and do you think he's interested in that at oh. some point down the line? If he wants to make $100 million in one night. Right. I mean, if you don't want to, you don't have to. But I, I think I'm the only guy that could do that with him. Do you regret agreeing to that stuff? Mm-mm. No. Because I showed the sport that, yeah, you can make your assumptions about me, but I'm really like that. Mm. Yeah, I, I look like a guy that you want to paint a picture and perceive as soft, but I'm the only one that actually did it, though. You guys talk about it. I did it. I went and lost that weight. I killed myself to make that weight. I walked in the ring as a dead man walking and lifted myself up high and did not care. And it was the biggest fight of my life. And I came out to came out to a worship song at the biggest fight of my life. Your guys are not like, I'm really like that. I go and commit, I go. So that's what, that was the big statement for me. When you walked out, in your mind, did you say to yourself? The I said, in the back room, I was like, oh, this is not my night. Mm, you felt it? Yeah, because when I was hitting the mitts, nothing was coming off sharp. And I was like, okay. Did that, did that mess with you mentally? Mm, I mean, what can I do? I, I'm in that position. I'm like, okay, I'm weak for a reason, obviously. Right. Obviously, I'm dehydrated. And yeah. I want to get, regain 10 pounds, which water weight carries like seven of it in itself. So I had no strength. I was literally handicapped. This is not an excuse. This is the truth. When it's the truth, it's not an excuse. He literally handicapped me in every single way. That's crazy. Will you ever agree to terms like that again? No. Shame on me, remember? You know? Right, right, right. Fool me once. Yeah, yeah. So this time there's no restrictions, right? No hydration, no nothing. No rematch as well. No rematch clause for either. No, no. Straight up. Straight up. For the 140-pound title. Right. This is a straight fight. Is this the best? Will you make more money in this fight than in I the— I think so. Really? Yeah. Heat? The way I'm promoting and going hard, yeah, I think I make more. Okay. And the, the type of split I have, I'm going to make more. And so this is a Golden Boy promotion. Yes. Matchroom is not involved. I don't think so. I, I don't think so as yeah, well. Yeah. I have to say, it was fascinating theater going into your last fight between you, oh, Bernard, yeah. and I mean, yeah. that, I've never seen anything like that. You're at the dais. They're standing behind you. Oscar's walking in. Yeah. It was crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm a pro wrestling fan. It felt like, I don't know if you know the reference, like Stone Cold Steve Austin against Vince McMahon in the late 90s. I didn't know. It was like you versus the boss. He's walking into the arena on Saturday, and it's like, I don't know, who is he rooting for? What's going on? He didn't go, oh, I, I chose him not to go into my back. Yes, he, he put that out there. Yeah, I did. That he was, why? I just don't want that energy around me. You're hating? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Bro, but we're cool now. We're okay, cool now. You are cool now? Yes. How big of a distraction was that on fight week? wasn't a distraction at all. I w- I'm not paying attention to dudes that are like, you're just like the But com- this isn't dudes. This is your guy. This is your promoter. I don't know. 
I couldn't tell him the difference between him and the next guy next door. If really? If you're hating, you're hating. I don't give a fuck if you're Obama. If you're hating, you're hating. How did, <laughs> why did you feel like he was hating? Uh, just because, look it, when you don't do what people want you to do at times, they take you as like a brat, this and that, and you know, and the beef we had after the tank fight kind of resonated. I don't want to get too into it because we're cool now. I don't want to rehash old wounds for him. I get it. Um, we're cool as heck. We text all the time. Shout out Oscar. He's cool. Can I ask, how did you get to be cool again? Like, what happened to bridge the gap? Well, I just don't like non-peaceful situations. I can't live in that for too long. So I just put um, Oscar in a group chat with, with part of my team. And I said, look, it, there's a lot of people that don't like you, Oscar. And uh, it's causing me issues, including this person in this group text. Basically, if you guys don't hash it out, I won't work for none of you guys. Mm. So either fix the issue or beat it like Michael Jackson. Yes. Yeah, and that's what happened. And then everything started working out. So they fixed the issue, and as and a result... we fixed the issue. Okay, was that recently? Yes. Was there a part of you in your mind that thought, like, you'll never fight with him again or for him again or with him promoting you again? Like, had you reached that point in your mind mentally? Yeah, I mean, many times. I'm like, why would I want to fight for a guy that is hating on me? Right. <laughs> I mean, like... He's been doing it since I was a kid, though. Like, I don't understand this. I'm your biggest fighter, and, like, every chance he gets, he's like, Ryan sucks. <laughs> like, bro, what are you talking Does about? Does he really say that? In so many you words. You could find right, 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 right. I mean, I don't have to prove it. I sure. Know, I know what H- it How many fights you have left with him? I'm not sure. Okay. All I know is I'm happy now. I'm willing to fight for Golden Boy, make that dough for both of us, and, you know, do good business. What about you and Bernard? No, we are not cool at all. I don't know what's up with Bernard. What happened? I don't know. The dude is crazy. <laughs> like, he literally looked at me and just talked shit out of nowhere. I thought nothing. Like, I don't have no beef with him. He's mad because I called him out on being a yes man to Oscar and saying, bro, if you were a real one like you say you are, you would have called him out on his bullshit a long time ago. And he was mad that I wrote that. Did you speak behind the scenes in, uh, when you were in Texas? Mm-mm. No. Have you talked since then? Mm-mm. Will that be an issue going into no, April? What, what's Barnard going to do to me? No, I don't know. But just like, no. who wants that negative energy? You know who how much wants shit these? I got on my plate? You I think know. Bernard's the last of my... Well, I don't know. That's literally the last... Okay. Like he's, he's, a part, he's a legend. He's a part of the team. He's a part of Golden Boy. He's standing there at the dais. That's all good. Bro. It's all good. I, like, I'm not even going to notice that he's there. Okay. I don't care. But if he wants to squash the beef, let's do it. I'm okay, okay with it. Speaking of beef, why is Shia LaBeouf beefing with me? Yeah, what's going on? He just started beefing with me this morning. I hate Ryan Garcia. Out of nowhere. Yes, because he keeps on, he's running with the narrative that I literally had a baby and an hour later I got a divorce. Are you guys like, like, come on, bro. You got to be dumb to believe that. This is Instagram. I don't care about the time correlation. I just did it because I'm like... Why wait? There's right. never going to be a good time to say I'm going through a divorce. Right. If I would have waited a year later, you just had a baby a year ago. Why? It's the same thing. So, And he's judging me. I'm not even judging you. I don't even know what's gone in your past, but I probably could expect that it's not good. Does he have any connection to you or your people? No. Like, why is he weighing in on your life? The dude didn't even ask him about me. He said, who's your favorite fighter? He's like, Javante Davis, you know, Shakur, all those dudes. Um... Uh, those guys are all fire, they pro- except that guy, Ryan Garcia. I hate Ryan Garcia. Damn. Then comes back and keeps going in on me. I'm like, bro, what is going on? I love Transformers. Yeah, that was a good movie. It's a great movie. Um, Fury was good, too. 
how how are things in your in your personal life? Do you feel like the the storm has passed? Do you feel like you're in a good oh, yeah. spot? The storm's passed. I've done like I'm doing great things, and you know things are prospering for me, and it's been amazing. Honestly. I saw you post something just like a couple of days ago. Like people are trying to get you and your your ex wife to hate on each other. Yeah. what's well, going on? They think that they're trying to pin us against each other. We don't hate each other. She loves me. I love her. We have a great co-parent, you know, thing going on. What's the issue here? We didn't work out. We, we had problems for a long time. It has nothing to do with that moment. Don't, I try to tell people, stop being prisoners of the time. You really think I, out of nowhere, I decide, I woke up one morning, divorce. This is the problem with people. Like, they're just like, they run with shit just to fuck with me. Like, I don't have no issues with nobody. Everybody, lo- like, that are in part of my circle, including my first baby mother, she likes me too. No beef with anybody. How long were you and your your wife here, or your ex-wife, soon-to-be ex-wife, how, how long were you guys together? We, I mean, we've been together, we were together since I was like 20, 21. Okay. And then um, we, we broke up, obviously, many times, and, and when I... I had gotten married, and after a year, I wanted a divorce. We almost went through a divorce. It's like it, it's been a thing. Yeah, yeah. How many uh, kids you have now? I have three. Three. Yeah. Is that is that a lot to handle? No, I want twenty. You want twenty? I want twenty Why? kids. I don't just I don't know. How many? How many? How many? Because you can't have twenty with the same girl. It'd be a lot for no, her. No, that would be. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just doing it. Okay, you're not, I don't want to go into detail. <laughs> all right, I'm just saying. It's just like I mean, the poor lady is. So it's a lot to handle. You Look, know. Yeah, I didn't say all that. Like, sure, sure, sure. I was just do a ballpark number. Be- Basically, what you're trying to say is George Foreman had a bunch of kids. He did, yes, and they were all like Georgina. George. Were, yes, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But. Uh, but what you're saying is you love being a dad. Of course, you love having kids. Oh, you love, love being it. around kids. I, my daughters, they love me. Do Do you want any of your kids to become fighters? Just Henry. Why is that? He's a dog already. How old? He's uh like ten weeks, eleven weeks. Oh, ten weeks. <laughs> no, but you can tell. A, I can tell. Really? He's a monster. But knowing the fight game and how crazy it is. But he has me. I know the whole game. Okay. I'm I'm learning the ropes, but I, I catch on quick. Yeah. Imagine me just from, like I'm already making him do sit ups. Really? Yeah. At ten weeks? Yes, I pick up his legs. <laughs> like, come on, you're at twenty. Let's go. Sit down. Twenty more. Do you feel like you have figured the fight game out yet, or you're yeah, still learning? I, I got it on lock. You feel like that? I know. I know. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm finally coming into my prime with understanding, wisdom, everything, power, strength. I feel like this is a funny statement, but I feel like I just hit puberty. Like literally. As a fighter. I, as a man, as, as a, a fighter, like I feel like like different. Like it's just different now. You're bi- how, how big are you? I'm like 165. Okay. 60. Is this usually what you walk around yeah, at? Yeah, okay. But this is now a lot of muscle though because I feel like I'm, ju- I'm just getting stronger. It's scary. I saw you with Nate. Was, oh, yeah, that was a great time. Yeah. What would you guys do? Can't say. No, I can't. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. We smoke weed. It yeah. was great. I mean, that's no surprise. Everyone yeah, knows yeah but thing. it was amazing. Like he's. Funny. How did you link up? Our friend Andrew Capacetti. Okay. He's hilarious. He used to work for TMZ. He's now with Inside Fighting. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's um he's hilarious, man. Yeah, he's. Was a, that your first time hanging with Nate? Yeah. We had a great time. He has a lot of wisdom when it comes to the fight game, too. People don't think he's as smart. as He's actually brilliant when it comes to the fight game. No, he's actually a genius. Did he Did he share any of that wisdom with you? No, we were just cracking jokes. Okay. but Just messing around. Yeah, but it was a fun time. Um, okay, so back to this journey because, okay, the fight gets made, and then I'm thinking Vegas, I'm thinking Cali. Thank you. And then I My see the tweet. Ahead. Now, I'll, I'll say, I'm, uh, you know, selfishly, oh, it's great. It's in Brooklyn. We live here. This is awesome. How do we end up in... 
Brooklyn at the Barclays. And it seems based on your tweets, like you don't love this idea. I don't, but look it, I don't mind finding NYC. If I got to run it here, I'm running it here. Um, business wise makes way more sense in Vegas. Taxes wise makes way more sense in Vegas. Uh, you know, New York taxes are, are intense. <laughs> um, but again, you know, wherever it's going to be landed, it's going to land. And I'm okay with it. I'm just saying, I'm giving my preference out. And I'm saying this fight, you know, should be in Vegas. It's the new mecca of boxing. It used to be New York back in the day when you had, you know, Ali, yeah. Frazier, et cetera. Obviously, it switched over to Vegas. So I love MGM. I have a great relationship with MGM. And, you know, I they're part of a lot of my business outside of boxing so it just made sense so you know i made some calls and, and, and i'm figuring it out but if not barclays it is is there a chance it gets moved yeah there's a chance but again i don't want to get too much into it just know the zone pay-per-view yeah, april 20th worldwide ryan garcia is coming um devin said when he was sitting here that there, there's basically a timeline where you can have an event before a Canelo event in Vegas because they don't want to sort of overlap and crowd the market space. Have you been told keep that? It real, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I, I, I believe in my heart of hearts that my fight with Devin is is bigger than any fight Canelo could do, except against maybe Benavides. Other than that, we will bring in way more money to Vegas. We'll bring in way more high rollers into Vegas. It'll be vibes, culture, everything will be up. He could not match this energy. This fight is has it. We have a lot of history. So I made those points. At the end of the day, I just feel like, you know, the bigger fight should be the priority in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Respect to Canelo. I think he's still the face of boxing. But this this young king is coming, and I'm coming strong. What do you make of all these reports today that he has split with PBC? Canelo does whatever he wants. He, he's, a, he's a boss. You know? Right. Simple. That's it. Um, over the weekend as well, there were a lot of tweets from you. One was about Sugar Sean O'Malley. Oh, yeah. Bring that motherfucker on. <laughs> I'll beat his ass in MMA. Guaranteed. In MMA? Yeah, I'm a natural. You don't understand. I'm a natural in- wrestler. I just beat my security that's a wrestler. I beat him. I'm strong, and I got crazy conditioning. So most people in your position would want him to come over to boxing. No, but I want to, that's already been done. Yeah. I know I'm going to knock him out in boxing. That's not even fair. What is fair is to test myself in MMA because I know if I put my mind to it and I trained every day and I had Nate helping me, even Alex Pereira, all of them, and I really locked in, he will not beat me. I will come with everything I have and I will destroy Sean O'Malley. In the UFC? In the UFC, have have, so have I've already sent text messages to Dana. Yes. I have I've already got people that are connected to Dana to ask him, let's do this. I'll come to UFC, pay me a bag, I'm there. I'm down to do it. Any I'll response? No. Not yet. Well, you know, Dana and Oscar have a bit of a, a I history. I don't know there. anything about that. All I know is Dana hit me back. Okay. I'm trying to beat Sean O'Malley's ass. Ooh, that kind of run. Yeah. Dana hit me back. I'm trying to beat Sean Mullis' ass. Ooh. It's not Make bad. A song now. It's not bad. So he's fighting in uh, two weeks in Miami against Cheeto Vera of Ecuador. Is he? You should pull up. I am. In the three- would they let me in the ring? Oh, I don't know about the ring. I, I think they would definitely let you. Like, That'll be hard, though. Yeah. Just go to his face. Like, I'll beat your ass in this shit. You versus Sean O'Malley would be insane. Would it do good numbers for UFC? Probably. Yes, massive. But you feel confident that you can hang. You know, he's not typically a ground fighter, but obviously. Perfect. He's a- Wow. Do you have beef with him? 
No, I mean, he'd been calling me out for a while. You know? Okay. He called me out first, let's be that on the record. Second, he tried to claim my theme song, Superstar. I came out with that way before you even thought of it. I actually came out with Lupe Fiasco myself. Don't, don't let people <laughs> gas you up, brother. I came up with that. You did not. You're just a walking Conor McGregor Jr. Really? Bro, everything was based off that. Now he's coming into his own, though. But it was all, it was all Connor for he got the tattoo in his middle of his chest. The only difference is he painted his hair rainbow. Champ now, doing big things. Congratulations to him. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not hating on him. I think he's actually really beast. I, I, I mean, personally, I like how he fights. Right. I'm like, damn, he's actually really dope. Like, when he knocks people out, it's sick. Like, he just has that to him. But as far as him beating me, I, I don't believe he will. Um, and so, in in your mind, if all goes well on April twentieth for you, that's like I'm down for that. Like wow. if it just next, yeah, next. Just give me like three, four months of just MMA training. I'll go beat his ass. Did you mention this to Nate? No. Okay. But I told Nate to train me a little bit. Yeah, that'd be incredible. Yeah. You would go train with Nate in uh, Stockton. I train with everybody. I even I would even ask Connor to let me train with them for a little bit. Yes. Every month will be a new a new coach. The Honor, Alex Pereira, Nate, and just somebody else. That would be sick. Ilya Tapuria, you know this guy? Who? Uh, Ilya Tapuria, he's the new featherweight champion oh, the, uh, from the, Spain. The Brazilian. Yeah, from Spain. I'm sorry. They just brought him out at a Real Madrid match yesterday in front of 85,000 people. He got a huge ovation. This guy's going to be the next big thing. Oh, wow. Not, I mean, 145, so it could work for you. Right. I mean, maybe one day. I haven't even looked at him. Yeah. I know he knocked somebody out recently. Uh, Alex Volkanovsky. And that's big, right? Yes, that's gigantic. So, so that's, I mean, all of his league. It's an opportunity. Um, they're telling me I that, would make him go into boxing, though. That would be cool. Yeah. Why him in boxing and you in MMA for you Sean? You've never seen him fucking grapple? I ain't going right. against that right that's now. Right, that's fuck? right. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, they're telling me we have to wrap in a couple minutes. No, no. Yes. Let's go 10 more minutes. Ten, I, this is the champ. 10 more minutes. We got, we got like okay. All right. I'm uh, just trying. I don't want to piss anyone off. Um, no, I'm going to be pissed. I, I like talking. All right. I appreciate that. It was hard. You know, I haven't talked to you since pre-tank fight. That's crazy. So, so you left me on scene a couple of times. My bad. Bro. Why? Were we beefing? No. Were you mad at me? We can't beef. I don't know. That's why I didn't understand. Bro, you know, we're cool. We've been cool. Yeah, for a while. Literally. That's why I could bring this up, I think. That's what I'm going to bring okay. up to you. I get worried when I see the tweets sometimes. Yeah, I get it. It's like all over the place. Yeah, but it, it, are, you, are you tweeting through it? Like, what is going on? Because like no, this weekend, I was happy that we were going to finally talk. Because yeah. I was like, is he all right? Is everything okay? Seriously, look, let's talk about it. I'm just, I'm just me, and I'm finally being me fully. So this, is, I've always been this way. I'm the best shit talker in in real life. Like I do this all the time. I bag all my friends, and they bag me. I've been doing this since I was a little kid. Like when I grew up with the town I grew up in, roast battles all the time. I just brought that to life now. Okay, this is easy. But does it take away? No, it's all it, distraction. It, it, you know, it's hilarious. People are like you should be in the gym. I said last time I checked, it takes me ten seconds to make a post. So if you don't think I could find ten seconds in my day, that's crazy. Like these, like, like right. the things that come out of people's minds are crazy, and they look at me the crazy person. If I was crazy, how I make a hundred million dollars already? That's not really crazy. Right. Like it's just I'm a I'm a strategist. I know what I'm doing. All my moves are calculated and I lift it all up to God. And then if God says that's not the right move, I'll delete it. But you know, I just like to entertain people. It's entertaining. Right. So you're not in a And sometimes I'm dead ass, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I'm dead ass. Like I don't like you. What's up? 
you could talk shit about me, but the moment I push back, now it's like, oh, you're tweeting too much? No, it doesn't work that way. He, he seems to think that there's a question that you may not show up. When, I, when he said this to me an hour ago, I said— I know you, he wishes that. He's hoping that I pull out. He, I, did you see his face? I had his lips trembling. He started going white in front of him. I said, you're going to feel fear, right? And I started raising my voice. He curled up like a ball. He did not want to always say. I said, fuck it. And I just grabbed him by the neck. Yes, I saw that. We showed that. We, we have the footage here. And you got Mr. Haney very upset. Of course, Bill Haney. Yes, Bill Haney. Yes. Smoking well, on that Bill Haney, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> why? What's the beef between you and him? Bill Haney. Here's the scene. This is uh, the day before or oh, the, the Friday of the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you pulled up on him. You knew he was going to be there or you just mm-hmm. saw him randomly? No, we were going to do like a, a face-off. Yeah. That was planned. Okay. But um, as we were walking to the spot, he was talking shit already. So why wait to the spot? I turned my ass around. I said, you're not my fucking friend. Your dad's a pimp and he's pimping you. Nobody's talking about it. His dad's a real-life pimp. Legit, you're saying? Yes. Like, that's why I said he's pimping you. He's in control. What do pimps do? They control their girls. He's pimping his son. Now, it makes sense. He don't even speak for himself. His dad speaks for him. He's pimping you. And this pissed him off. Oh, yeah. Was, he's really like, I saw the footage of uh, Bill. He was mad. Yeah, no, he was generally mad. <laughs> um, Bill's funny, though. Like, his videos are funny, but, yeah, you know, it's not going to be a game, though. Do you think it will be a problem tomorrow at the presser? I don't care if it is. We'll go whole Connor Khabib right. bus situation for all I care. <laughs> uh, you said you have a surprise for the press conference. Oh, yes. I do. A teammate? I have, I have many surprises. Well, I don't know. They're trying to shut off my teammate. Oh, who, who's the teammate? I, I can't even say right now. Okay. But you have something in store. Uh, I, I did. I don't know if it's going to go down. It might. Is, is the um, animosity between you and Devin different than the animosity between you and Tank because there's a history that goes back? You fought six times before in the amateurs. I'm just like- in a different place right now. Okay. In and, what, in what and- respect? I'm just, I'm coming back for blood. I'm on vengeance tour. I'm not the night, I'm not trying to be anything I'm not. I'm, I'm Now I'm here to come back for everything. Like I feel played and now I feel disrespect. I don't like to lose. And the fact I lost because they played me is, the, is got me really upset. Hmm. So everybody's going to get it. It's not going to be fun. Like I hit a switch. Like I am no more, like I'm, I'm always going to be, you know, respectful kind of. But this time, I'm coming back for blood. Like, I'm not playing around. I just, now I hit a switch. You shouldn't have done that. Who's that? Who's who's he? Because you, I, I feel like some of what you're talking about is regarding Tank. Yes. But what, So why, why does uh, it have to do with— Everybody, they just—they manipulated the situation so good. Okay. Okay. Say less. Okay. <laughs> you think you're good. All right. I'll show you how good I am. Do you enjoy these things? Like the presser tomorrow. Oh, I love it. It's fun. Thursday you know, it's in great, L.A. You know, um— you look forward to this. Of course. Do Is it like, shit, what could go down? Yeah, but it, also I don't care. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. What's your official prediction? What do you think? What are uh, you feeling? Uh, obliteration, like uh, broken ribs, no crumbs on the table. His dad needs to stop the fight or else it could get really bad. I pray that he, you know, he comes out of the fight okay and that, you know, he go back to the family, enjoy the money. Um, but it's going to get real ugly out there, like ugly, ugly. I'm not looking to fight or box. I'm looking to fight. Okay. And uh, and to be clear, what you said at the beginning, you did not say anything to disrespect. I did not say anything about his religion or disrespect. Please enlighten me with proof of me disrespecting your religion. You're the man, Ryan. Thank you so much. Great to see you. Respect. Good luck. Thank you for doing this. Yep. Uh, Oscar's going to come in here now, so we say Amazing. goodbye to uh, Ryan Garcia.
Good luck to you. We're still live, but we appreciate it. God bless you. And uh, don't leave me hanging. Don't leave oh, me on the scene, you know? That hurts my feelings. Yeah, why would I do that? I don't know. Just I don't know. Maybe get my number. I have your number. No, I got a new number. Oh, you got a new... Okay, I'll get it from Jane. Okay. Will she hook me up? I think so. Potentially. <laughs> nah, you'll get my number. I got you. Much love, Ryan. You're the best. Thank you so much. There he is, Ryan Garcia, everyone. Thank you so much to him. April 20th in Brooklyn at the Barclay Center. You gotta love it. Great energy there. And in a matter of seconds, we're going to be joined by Oscar De La Hoya here. This is a uh, this is a fun time. This is old school. One train coming in, one train coming out. This is wild stuff, guys. Is anyone there? What's happening? We're all here. You're all there. Brian's right. coming in hot. I didn't get to take my customary photo with the guest because there's too much going on here. I don't want to keep everyone waiting. Brian's yeah. eye is the camera. What's that? What's that? Your mind's eye is the camera. There's all kind of messages happening here, Frank. Are we going straight into Oscar? Yeah. Okay, let me just do this. Oh, and there he is, the golden boy himself. My man, please come in. Absolutely, absolutely. Mikasa Sukasa. Mikasa Sukasa. What's up, brother? How are you? So good to see you. Please have a seat. Thank you so much. You look fantastic, as always. Do you have anything here? Uh, Golden Boy? Yeah. Nothing. Come on. You have a toy? I mean, I have a, a Funko Pop. Ah, uh, uh, we need to get that. I got nothing. You're right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to mess with your. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great to see you, my friend. How good, brother? How's everything? Beautiful. 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 Life is good. Life is beautiful. Man, we have a lot to talk about, Oscar. Do we? Yes. We have a lot to talk All about. Right. Uh, where should we start? Let's start with uh, Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia. Yeah. How hard was it to put that fight together? Not hard at all. Really? No. Yeah, I talked to uh, so I talked to the Haney side. Yes, Bill, to Bill. What a guy! You know what? <laughs> Great guy. Great guy. I talked to Bill. Uh, I talked to Haney like uh, one time, maybe maybe two. Okay, just Devin. quick. Yeah, to Devin. Yeah, yeah, just quick. And boom, we got a deal done quick. Just I mean, it was no problem. Like literally, like. You know, that give us what we deserve. Right. Okay. And then with Ryan, no problem. See, see, I think this fight here, this fight here in a long time, we haven't seen something like this in boxing where the best fight the best. Mm-hmm. And, and each side is obviously getting their worth. Each side is, this is, this is a very competitive fight. This is a good, good fight inside and outside the ring. Oh my gosh! Yes, um, but that's why it was it was fairly easy to make, you know, because both guys want to fight each other. Was the original choice Roly and or Isak, and if so, why did those not come to fruition and, and you go with Devin? No, it wasn't. It wasn't the uh, the first choice. Was Devin it, it the was first choice? choice? Okay. Yeah, it was just a choice. Okay, but it wasn't like those two fell through and then no, you went to Devin. Oh no, because Devin's the bigger fight, right? It was a way bigger fight. Yes. Yeah, I mean. The Rollies pit bull fight is is literally uh, an appetizer to what you're going to see. Right, uh, April twentieth. Was there any dealings whatsoever with Eddie Hearn and Matchroom here? No, zero. This is one thousand percent a Golden Boy to do. Right, Eddie Hearn had nothing to do with this fight. This is a Golden Boy. See, Eddie Hearn is partners with the Zone USA. Okay, so I'm sure they're throwing a few crumbs at him. Does that bother you? I have no ego. Okay. Ego is not my amigo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
But, you know, like, will he be at the press conference tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. They, uh, the zone people called me up saying, hey, just, you know, let him up there. I was like, what the fuck is he going to be up there for? Like, isn't it uncomfortable for him, like, to put his face there? It had nothing to do with it. Because Devin had no contractual obligations to Eddie after the pro-grade fight. No, zero whatsoever. Right. So would you prefer him not to be up there? I don't care. Okay. I, look, at this point of my life, at this point of being a promoter now for 22 years, I just want to make fights. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, I'm happy to be on stage and, you know, and, and promoting, but I think what fighters don't understand or, or what the public, the world doesn't understand that there's a lot that goes behind the promotion. There's a lot of strategy. There's a lot of legwork that has to be done. I mean, some, I mean, everybody on the ground to put an event together, the press conferences, uh, you know, the storyline, the just there's so much. You just don't show up and wow, oh my gosh, who did all this? You know, let's cut, collect our paycheck. No, there's a lot that goes behind it. So And, and so this is a gigantic deal. Yeah. Um, first time in quite a while that you promoted an event here in New York, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, why did you choose Barclays? Because initially we thought Vegas, we thought... Right. Cali, probably, because they had, you know, some ties. Both guys have ties to Cali. Sure, sure. The Barclays tweet that you sent out was very surprising, but a nice surprise for us, selfishly. We love no, that it's so well, close. Look, look, Why'd you choose Barclays? The way, the way I see it, the way I see it is, look, first, first of all, Canelo's the man mm -hmm. in boxing, right? Whoever, the, whoever the, 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 the star is then almost dictates like where he wants to fight, and it has to do with the casino executives and the MGM and this and that. We know that he fights Cinco de Mayo. We know that he, that he fights in September. So we, uh, we presented the deal to, to both sides, you know, Barclays. Yeah, everybody agreed on it. Okay. That's it. But the reason why I'm, I like it here and I love it, I have a plan as a promoter. And that's to get the most exposure, the best career path for a fighter, to generate the big dollars, not short-term, but long-term. You know you know what this fight does in New York, what it does for a, for a fighter's career? It, it takes you to the, to the stratosphere. What, what do they say? If you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. You know Who fought here? Ali, myself, all the Frazier. greats, Canelo, yeah, yeah. Frazier. Everybody fights in New York and you become a global superstar. See, there's a plan that I have. There's a path that I know what fighters should take to become a, a megastar. And this fight here, you're not only becoming a Vegas champ. You're not only becoming a, a state champ. No, you're becoming a global superstar when you fight in, Los, in, 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 in New York. Mm -hmm. Did you talk to MSG at all? Were they in, in the mix? Um, there's there's a conflict with basketball games. Oh, okay. And the and the NBA yes, and all yes, that. Yes. So it's it, it's 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 more complicated than what people think. Yes, of course. You know because this is a big this is a mega fight. It's a mega fight. And guess what? We're gonna break records of the biggest gate in New York. We will break records with this fight at the Barclays. Right. When do tickets go on sale? Uh, not sure yet. Okay. We're we're putting all that together. But you but feel confident this breaks the record, whatever the gate record is. Super confident. I think it's, it might be UFC at that at that venue. Is it? 
I think so, from their uh, pre-pandemic days. Um, well, we'll break that record. You, you you put it out there, and then shortly after, Ryan said, like, nah, this is a MGM fight. He didn't seem too happy about that. Mm. Do you feel like he's on board now with this being in New York? Um, they, 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 they wanted Barclays, his manager and Ryan. They okayed it. Okay. So it's all good. Okay. Yeah. So that won't be an issue? No, no issue. Because there were some whatever. people, I think, afraid that it would get taken away from New York. No, it's all good. Okay. New York, this is this is this is the place to be. I have to say the build up to his last fight right. against Oscar Duarte was, you know, I don't know, are you a pro wrestling fan? Oh yeah. You know, oh, there was yeah. once a time where Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon <laughs> went to, you know, the boss and the I remember that, yeah. This was the real life version right. it felt like. You and him together was it might not have been fun for you guys. For us it was sure. theater. Sure. I mean, even on fight night, you saying like I wasn't allowed into the locker room to wish right. him well and all that. Sure. Was that awkward for you? Was any of that a, a, a an annoyance? How would you describe that week in uh, you in know Texas? it's 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 awkward. It's awkward when when you genuinely do not like the person, or but it wasn't awkward to me because I understood the game. If look, media is everything, and the way you present a fight, and the way you 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 the way the the the, the fan the consumer perceives. You know the fight and 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 how it's unfolding inside and outside the ring, it's it's entertainment. But man, it's Ryan's good. He's good when he does it. <laughs> He's good, but it doesn't get to me. I'm, it I'm, doesn't bother you. No, it doesn't. Even when he didn't let you in the locker room on fight night, it's okay. It's all good. All, all I'm trying to do for him is um, is pave the way, and to 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 literally becoming the best fighter he can be. And you have to fight. In New York, you have to fight in Vegas. You have to fight in you know media capitals of the world to become a global superstar. But most importantly, the one thing that I try to do is I, I want him to gain the respect of the fight fans. I want him to gain the respect of boxers, of fighters, of the industry, because this will be his first legitimate world title. Mm -hmm. Him winning this will solidify him as as the real deal. What about at the presser? Did any of that bother you? The on the presser? Thursday. You know, on the Thursday before the fight yeah. in Texas. Like, yeah. he was standing up there. You were right. behind him. You were... No, I just shake my head. Like, okay. okay. I mean, I have a job to do, and that's to do the best job I can for him. How would you describe the state of your relationship now? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I'm cool. I don't know. Did I... you see him back there? Uh, no, I didn't see him. Right now? No. I didn't. Oh, wow. No. He was just here a second ago. I know. Yeah, I was watching him on TV. Yes. But I, look, I, I like the kid. I, I don't I Did you see no... what he said about, like, that he sent a text message with you and someone else who he wouldn't say and said that you guys need to get on the same page, and if you don't get on the same page, he's done with both of you? Yeah, that's his manager. Okay. <laughs> that's I had his a manager. feeling that. Yeah. Okay, so what's the issue with you and the manager? There's no issue. Well, let's see. The issue is... What is the issue? <laughs> huh. Yeah. No, I, I'd rather not talk about it because there can be some potential consequences that will not be pretty for, for him. Like the legal, the legal side of it. Yeah. Okay. So I would rather not talk about it. But um, yeah, there was a disconnect. And I think there was a disconnect between me and Ryan because I, I never understood like, man, I, I seriously, all I want is for him to be the biggest, the best, the baddest man on the planet. Like, literally. Yeah. Because that's my job. That's right. what I do. And I like him, you know? Um, 
But then things that he said about me or things that he questions me about, like I'm like, whoa, you're like, you're you're literally poking the right the sleeping bear, you know? Like just let him sleep. And you don't take shit. Like you'll respond. I, I don't take shit. Yeah. It, 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 would it be worthwhile to like have a dinner you and him and just like you guys alone and hash it all out or is that not necessary? I don't know. I would love to. Yeah, why not? Do you think he wants to? I don't know. Maybe here in New York tonight? Yeah, it could be. Carbone? Yeah, Carbone. Yeah, that would be a good <laughs> restaurant. <yeah. laughs> uh, or the manager. I don't know if the manager is here as well. You guys can hash it out. Do you feel like you have a long relationship together now? Do you feel like you have fixed it? I, I Yeah, look, I, I'm... I'm just doing my job. Right. That's it. I'm just doing my job. My job is to to organize and to put together and uh you know and 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 not think short term but think long term. And this fight here in New York for Ryan trust me when it's all said and done he will thank me. I believe that. What what do you mean by that? He will thank me because New York is going to embrace him. Mm. New York is going to love him. I don't think he even knows that he does great numbers here in New York when he fights. Mm. People love him here, you know? And, uh, and, and not only because of that, but also because it's the fight capital of the, of, of the media capital of the world, you know? So Who's the A-side in your opinion in this fight? From a popularity standpoint, I know there's a champion, but like from, from the draw. From a popularity? Yeah standpoint i mean ryan i think is more popular you know i mean if you want to base it on numbers and you know instagram and social media and all that yeah ryan's the but you have to be fair to the champion Mm -hmm. i mean that's 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 that in the history of the sport the champion is always the a side that's there's and and i can't disrespect that i can't turn my back on haney i can't and, and i can't turn my back on what ryan has 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 built and developed over the years, but a true real champion will respect the fact that Haney is the A-side because he has that strap, you know? This deal with Haney, it's just for this fight. The the co-promotion between Golden Boy and, and Haney promotions, it's just for this fight, right? Yeah, just for this fight. And uh, was there ever, I know I asked them both this question, but I, I'm curious from your perspective, any talk of... Uh, rematch clause or a hydration clause, any of the stuff that kind of plagued the tank fight with Ryan? Was any of that brought up? Um, no, no. None of that. And I, I love that. I respected that because, look, the truth of the matter is, if I, would have, if I personally would have negotiated that tank-Ryan fight, first of all, it wouldn't have happened. That fight wouldn't have happened. Why I not? think Haney would have happened first. Why not? Because of the re- rehydration clause. And the fact that the fact that Tank Davis received the bulk of the of the of the monies, mm-hmm. the lion's share of the money, that never would have happened with me. Ever, Ryan's the one that sells. I mean, if you want to separate champion from popularity, from selling tickets, like you know, there's there's different pieces to the puzzle, right? I have to respect everyone. And, and figure out a solution for everybody. You know, that's where it gets tricky and difficult. Um, and this is the world we're living in today. But uh, if, if Tank Davis does not rehydrate Ryan Garcia, would have been, would have been turn, it would have turned out differently inside the ring. You think Ryan wins? 
I don't know if he wins. But closer fight. But it would have been a different fight. It right. would have been, you know. Because Ryan, Ryan, Ryan has a special gift. He really does. Um, he really does. He just has to be himself. If you let him be himself and he goes up in that ring, he can beat anybody, you know? So it's interesting that you say be himself because he was just saying to us, like, now I feel like I'm myself for the first time. I feel like I've hit puberty as a Good. A, as a person. You know, he puts a lot of himself out there on social media. Yeah. You've been open about your trials and tribulations. Yeah, sure. Do you try, you know, when he's putting himself out there and he's talking about the personal stuff that he's dealing with, huh. is there any part of you that feels like you can resonate with this and help him and guide him? But for whatever reason, maybe he's keeping himself at an arm's length, and you can't be that father figure that perhaps you were Look, at the beginning. I, I, I seriously, Ariel, I seriously would love to talk to him, like a heart to heart. Yeah, I would love to talk to any fighter. Right. I promote more than 40, 50 fighters. I would love to talk to every single one of them. Who I'm here. Whoever wants answers to what I've lived and to potentially what you're gonna live. Yeah. I have the answers, you know? Just ask me. That's it. Do a lot of them ask you? No. Why? I don't know. I do not know. You're an open book. We, an last open, time we spoke I, about the HBO I, doc, like you couldn't have been I'm more open, an right? I'm an open book. I, I, I have the answers for every question you might have. Right. Seriously. And they don't tap into that. No, there's, there's a couple. There's, there's one like, uh, there's a, I'm promoting this kid, Floyd Schofield, mm -hmm. who is, he's going to be special. He is special. Um, and he'll, he'll be humble enough to come to me and say, Oscar, you know, I need help here, this, that. That's great. It's beautiful. Like, Jesus, I mean, why, why commit those mistakes that past legends have committed where you don't have to? Just ask. Just ask. That's all you have to do is ask. Is there any part of you that worries that Ryan will make mistakes that you made, that these are avoidable, <sighs> these could be avoided, yeah. and yet... You're kind of seeing, you know, there's so many similarities between you guys coming yeah. up. People wanted to pair you guys. Are you seeing any of those mistakes being recreated here? I, I don't, I'm not part of its life mm -hmm. or, you know, I, I only see what I see on social media or whenever somebody tells me, hey, Ryan posted or whatever, but I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, I think, you know, what is he, 25 now? Um, I think, I think that, you know, at 25, you should have your, your head on straight and, you know, and, and, and he found God, which is great, which is amazing. And, and that should, you know, keep him in a straight path and, and, you know, his beliefs and which is amazing and will keep him focused. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where he's at because they don't let me talk to him. What do you mean they don't let you talk to him? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of... His manager? Probably. Okay. You, you cannot pick up the phone and talk to him? Um... I can because I have his number, but he it'll, never answers. It'll create a problem. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. He never answers. Well, have you ever had a relationship with a fighter you promoted like this? Relationship? Like this, where you couldn't talk to the guy that you're promoting? No, first time. Yeah, it's the first time. How do you fix him and Bernard? Because he said you and... Oh, Bernard's fine. He's fine? Yeah. He's okay. Fine. Bernard's, Bernard's good. He's, he's good? Yeah. One thing about Bernard is that he's very intense. Yeah. And he tells you the way it is. And a lot of people in general just don't like to hear the truth. Right. And Bernard, Bernard speaks the truth, but he, 
He speaks to you in a way where you're learning. He speaks to you where you're going to grow, where you're going to, where it's benefiting you, you know. And you know, Bernard is Bernard. He'll, he's he's straight up. He'll so, be good. Okay. Because yeah. because just for the record, he said I don't know if you heard this part that in his mind, you and him are good. Ryan said you and him are good, but him and Bernard aren't good right now. So it's a matter of it's a matter of communication. That solves everything. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, a lot of news today in the world of boxing, in particular regarding Canelo. Yeah. Have you heard that he's done with PBC? I, I see, read it. Smile. Yeah, I kept reading. I, yeah. I kept reading where he's done. Yeah. But look, in my, in my 22 years of being in business and being around boxing forever, you, you just cannot believe anything you read, anything you see, until you see it on paper and it's written and it's signed and sealed. You just cannot believe it. So I, I, I don't know what's going on right now. I have no clue what's going on. Because uh, this came from ESPN, uh, credible source, Mike Coppinger, and I do believe I was... was Credible source? Is he not? Who? Mike Coppinger. Yeah, I would think so. Okay. He's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I said credible source. (laughs) Uh, But uh, in the middle of the show, I was was reading that the new sort of plan is, and this is all happening, I'm live, May 4th would be Canelo versus Jaime Munguia. Oh, Who's one of your fighters? Wow. So, what, what could you tell us about this? I mean, we've talked. Canelo holds all the cards here. Sure, that's the problem. It's the big problem. Canelo holds Is that a all problem? the cards. I well, mean, well deserved, right? No, no, well deserved, but it's creating all this mess. Okay, that we're living now. Yeah, right. And Canelo holds all the cards, and it's like okay, and everybody wants him wants Canelo on his platform, you know, whether it's zone or whether it's, you know, Amazon the, that PBC yeah. has. Yeah. Um, so uh, somehow I have to get to Canelo. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. What do you mean? Yeah, I have to talk to him. You don't have, I mean, you used to have a business relationship. Yeah, we, but we don't have, we don't have a relationship anymore. anymore no. When's the last time you spoke to him? I spoke to him, must have been at a Ryan fight. Yeah, okay. I think Canelo showed up at a Ryan fight in Texas, I think it was. Okay. And, I, and we briefly said hi to each other. Is there a chance May 4th it's Munguia versus Canelo? No. No chance? No. Like no. zero? I don't think so. Why not? Oh, I, 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 you know, I just don't think so. I, I really don't. I, I, I don't know. Would you like for it to happen? Would you be interested in making that I, fight? Look, as, as, a, as a fighter and as a promoter... Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a great fight. Yeah, I've always called for a Mexican showdown, whether it's Cinco de Mayo or or September. Right. I've always called for that, and obviously, the stars are aligning, where Jaime Munguia and Canelo Alvarez can be those two fighters to have a Mexican showdown. Um, but I just don't know when it's going to happen. Okay, yeah. and and you're saying not May fourth? No, it can't. I mean May fourth. Why not? Well, Canelo has, he's, he's, he just left PBC. I don't know if he's talking to the zone now. Okay. I mean, who's going to pay him that huge guarantee? Right. Because keep in mind, Canelo wants huge guarantees. And in order for somebody to give him that money, I mean, you have to generate over a million homes on pay per view and, and that's never a guarantee. Right. You know, so it's risky. 
So who's 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 willing to fork over that money? I I don't know. It's it's pretty risky. You like the the fight though on paper? I love the fight. Who do you think has a better chance of beating him, Munguia or Berlanga? Uh, <laughs> it's not even a question. Not even a question. No, Munguia would yeah would have a, a better shot. I think I think Berlanga. Did you watch on Saturday? I I saw. I was driving, so I saw a couple of rounds. Um, Berlanga still needs some work, and this is the truth, the you know honest truth. I I actually like the kid. I think he's. Um, I think that he has he has that energy, you know, to become world champion. And um, but but I think he's maybe like three fights away. Okay. Yeah, I would say about three or four fights away. Cause see, there's levels to this. There's 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 steps to this. He fought somebody who's never been on a big stage. He was getting hit. He was not hesitating, but I saw him a little impatient, but a little, um, yeah, just hesitant and, and throwing his punches against somebody who didn't belong in the ring with him, you know? He still took him out, which was great. He made a statement, which was amazing. But a Canelo, a Munguia, other fighters are just on a different level. Okay. Yeah, and, and, I, and I would love to see Berlanga reach that level in order to have a, a, a great shot at beating these guys, you know? So it's only fair. Considering the news today, what do you make of the state of PBC? Uh, sinking ship. Yeah. It's a sinking ship. Everybody's, everybody's jumping ship. Do you think they're in trouble? Serious trouble? Yes. I really do. What I do you really think do. of just, what... Just from what I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. what I hear. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, who's going to want to fork over guaranteed money all that money it's i mean how many investors can you bring in how many people can you dupe you know um yeah and i think uh i i think the perfect example is like wilder fighting in riyadh and all these other fighters jumping ship i mean it's happening it, it literally is happening what do you make of what's happening over there because i saw at the press conference for Nganu Joshua, uh, His Excellency Turkey Al Sheikh was asked about you, and uh, he essentially said, "Like, you know, you can stay away if you're not happy with all the fights going there." Did you see this response? And and if so, what is your response to that? And what do you think of these big fights going to Saudi? Yeah, no. Um, just to clarify, what I what I said, they asked me, um, you know, do all these fights should all these fights go to? And I go, no, not all of them, no, because. My my point was, Riyadh is yeah is doing a great job in in making those big fights happen, but guess what? Um, and 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 Joshua, who is he fighting? Joshua. Yeah. And Ganu and Joshua. Nobody's gonna care on this side of the pond, you know, because of the timing. Mm. Um, it's not going to create that much of a buzz. It, 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 as, as big as a fight it is, as it is, it's not going to create a big buzz. If it was here in, 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 imagine that fight in Vegas, you would have record-breaking numbers on the gate, on pay-per-view. Uh, but So that's what I meant. It's like there's fights that can take place over there. Like, for instance, um, um, this kid that Canelo fought, Dimitri Bivol. Bivol versus... Better Biev. Versus Better Biev. And I'm sorry, I'm not remembering. Yeah, uh, yeah, no problem. But you can can see it that way and have that fight there, and it'll do great. 
but that's the type of fight that doesn't do good over here mm -hmm. for some strange reason, right? Mm -hmm. So it belongs over there, and it's a great fight, and its excellency is doing an amazing job. But and and that's that was the disconnect. That's it. There's okay. fights that belong here, and there's because fighters wanna fighters wanna create a legacy, and to create a legacy, you must fight in the U.S. You know, you must be huge in the U.S create big numbers, a big buzz, and then it spreads to the world. It's not, it's not spreading from Riyadh and then to the world. No, it, it spreads from the US. And that's not an attack on anybody. It's just, it's just reality. If fighters want to be, become legendary, it starts here in the US. Have you met him? Turkey yeah, yeah, you met him? Yeah, he's a huge fan. Huge fight fan. Man, he, Would lo you like he, to loves, he loves the Ring magazine. Oh, that's right, yes. He loves the, the history of but he was mentioning how he loves Roberto Duran, right? Yeah, his favorite fighter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's doing great at what he's doing. I, I I love what he's doing. Would you like to do business with them? For the right fights, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and there's a lot of good fights that we can make, absolutely. But um, to my point, there's fights that have to take place in the U.S. You know, to grow to grow the legendary status that these fighters want. You know. Um, but there's fights that should be taking place in Riyadh for the money, you know? Speaking of crossover fights, uh, Ryan says he wants to go to MMA and fight Sean O'Malley. Do you know Sean O'Malley? Yeah, yeah, Sugar yeah. Sean, he's the... Uh, Does he have purple hair now, or uh, what color is it It always now? changes. <laughs> what color Yellow, purple. Yeah. We'll see. He's fighting in two weeks in Miami. I, I like him. He's a good striker. Very good. Yeah, right? Great. Yeah. See, I've been doing Very dynamic. I've been but doing he wants homework. to. He doesn't want him to come to boxing. He says, Dana, I want to go to MMA. Now, the first thing that came to mind was your relationship with Dana. Yeah. Uh, how could yeah. how could that ever happen? I mean, it would be a gigantic fight. Could this happen? It'll be a hell of a promotion. It would be right. Yes. Yeah. It'll be a hell of a. Would promotion. Would you be okay with that at at this point? He said, if all goes well with Devin, I would love to explore that. Give me three months. I I would actually entertain that. Because Ryan can fight, you know, in the main event with this kid, and maybe I can do Dana <laughs> on the co-main. I thought you guys are cool, didn't you? Like say, like, no, you went... we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, I don't know if we're cool. I mean, I haven't even talked to the guy. I know, but you you put out a thing that you wanted yeah, to no, like I'm good. bury the like, hatchet. I, like I'm good. Yes, I'm good. Yes, but it doesn't mean that we can go. Have at you it. seen him anywhere? No, no, never. No, never shook never. hands. No, because there was a lives, time. Does he live in Vegas? I believe so. Yeah. 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 You live in Vegas too. I live in Vegas and uh yeah, I'm gonna do some big things in Vegas now. Like what? Uh it's time for a, it's time for an Apex. Okay. Yeah. You wanna do your the own version? Boy Apex in Vegas, yeah. Okay. I wanna the reason why I moved to Vegas is to bring huge big time boxing back to Vegas. Yes. Yeah. You know? And from from grassroots all the way to the highest level. And eventually having a fight with Mark Davis um, at, at his arena. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Not you not, not fighting, fighting Mark Davis. Him, yes, okay, okay. At Allegiant Stadium. At Allegiant Stadium. Okay. That's, that's the goal. And so I've already put a, a group of people together. Um, we're going to start discuss, discussing uh, the plans. Um, to, to build your own thing. and To then build my own thing, yeah. What about like a performance institute like they have there? Everything. That's what you want to do. You want to replicate. So, so Housing, performance, so despite Mini maybe your arena. differences with Dana, you, you acknowledge that they have done a great thing oh, there with that. Oh my gosh, he's, they've done a tremendous job at building the sport, you know. 
I mean, obviously the difference is going to, there's a big difference with boxing and MMA. I mean, the UFC or, or the UFC, right? The yeah. UFC is, 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 is sort of in a monopoly, right? Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like take it or leave it mm-hmm. with them. With boxing, it's a little different when it comes to negotiations, you know? So, because in boxing, you have various promoters, and in the UFC, it's only one. And who doesn't want to fight for the UFC, right? All these fighters want to be in the limelight and big stage. And even though you're not getting paid as well, you know, um, you still want to be part of that whole organization. So, they, yeah, they've done a great job at building that. So, to go back to Sean, you, and you'd be open to Ryan exploring this, and you would be... I would be open to it. Okay. I would be open to it. Again, I'm doing I'm doing what's right for Ryan. For Ryan, what what he, you know, I'm doing what's right for his career. See because if you if you asked me this 5 years ago, I would have said no, there's no there's no way in hell. I mean, come on. What is he going to do for his career? Mm-hmm. Fighting this kid would obviously put money in his pocket. Would would elevate his status you know, um, worldwide, globally. And that's what a fighter wants, right? You know, they want to make a lot of money. They want to become popular. They want to become the man, you know? So, yeah, I would be open to it. When Endeavor bought uh, UFC and then WWE and created this TKO group, yeah. in the back of your mind, you feel like it's inevitable that they're going to get into boxing? Um, Just given that name. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, TKO. Technical knockout, yeah. Yeah, that's that can be uh that can be interesting. You know, it can be interesting to see what happens with top rank. Uh it was a rumor since they're part of ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that would be good? Um it all depends on what assets they have, you know. It it depends on the fighters, what contracts they have. I know they have a great library, but the library of the value of a library is not is not what they think it is, you know. Okay. I don't think uh I mean if they want to get into boxing, I guess good luck, right? They're going to have to deal with me. In what respect? Oh, in every respect. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see, they got, they got Vegas on uh, Mexican Independence Day weekend. They're doing the Sphere. The Sphere? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's big. That's huge. I mean, they got T-Mobile. Like, usually that was him. a boxing... Oh, but know, there will be a boxing event in September. That weekend? Oh, yeah. Are you going to be involved? We'll see. Okay. Will it be with Canelo? <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So for now, though, it's uh, two two press conferences this week. Yeah, two press. Conferences. You think they'll be? Uh, you know, they'll be hostile. Oh, there's a lot I of bad blood are. up there. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. You know, I, I had the pleasure of uh, flying in with uh, with uh, with the Bill Bill Haney. And, oh, you did. And, and okay. Devin. Yeah. Nice people. Humble. I like them. Okay. Yeah. This is really your first nice time really people. working with them, right? Like first time, yeah. Because you know, you see all this social media and this and that. No, and I got to spend some some real quality time. Super nice people. Okay, so yeah. you're excited about this? I'm excited. I'm excited. Where would this rank as far as the biggest fights you've promoted? Oof! Wow. You got to keep in mind, I promoted 14 of Mayweather's fights, mm-hmm. which were huge. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it's got to be. It's got to be top 10. You think this could do a million? Yeah, easy. You feel good about that? I feel great about it, yeah. This can... See, you got to keep in mind that um, you, have, you have Haney, who is considered one, like the top, top guy, like top three, top two. Like, he's right. He's probably considered the best, you know, 
junior welterweight now, right? Uh, because of his skill and you know, and and he's willing to fight the best, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then you have Ryan. See what people don't understand. Ryan wants to fight the best, and and I take my hat off to him because he comes off the tank loss, fights Oscar Duarte, who was a tough banger, right? Can hit hard, can knock you out. He knocks him out. Now he wants to fight Devin. That's that's. No, it that's says pretty, a lot about pretty him. ballsy, yeah. Which is which if is he good. fights. The way he fought against Duarte, if he fights that way on April 20th, can he win? No. No. Has to be better. Has to be a lot better. You like him with Derek James? I do, actually. Okay. I, I do. I, I, th- I think that that chemistry motivates Ryan to, to train harder, to train smarter, and to be disciplined. There's a, there's a, there's a certain discipline that you need, you know, and only the trainer can take that out of you. Mm. You know, when I was fighting, I was getting tired. I was getting bored. I was getting, and then, and then I, and this was after my sixth trainer. And then I got Floyd Sr. who would slap me around, who would throw buckets of water in my face to wake up in the morning. Did I like it? No, but I respected it. That's what it takes. And I think, I think, uh, I think that, that dynamic, there's a respect there. Mm -hmm. And I think that can bring out the best in Ryan. You think we'll see a scene like where on Fight Night you're kind of Team Ryan and Eddie's Team Haney, and you guys are going like toe to toe, or none of that? No, 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 no. Because Eddie has nothing to do with this. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you guys do a face to face, like sit down. It seemed like you were in a good spot. Yeah, no, for look, I, 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 um, I want to do what's best for the sport. I want to look. I know how to create superstars. There's, there's a reason why. Golden Boy has promoted the biggest fights in the history of this game. There's a reason why we discovered Canelo. There's a reason why now Ryan Garcia. There's a reason. There's there's a, there's a formula, you know. Golden Boy is is. I'm not saying that we're better. I'm not saying that this and that. No, it's just there's a certain dynamic, a formula that there's a connection with the fans. There's a, you know, with the industry. There's um, you know, anybody teamed up with Golden Boy. I mean, it's. I'm telling you, sky's the limit. And I know how to I know how to bring that out in fighters, you know. I know how to discover fighters. When I saw Ryan um on social media, he was 18, 17, 18. I saw him fighting TJ, not live. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, wow, this kid's special. Let me uh let me help him out here. Let me let's team up. Let's do something big. That's what we're doing. The next chapter is April 20th. Oscar, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Mama. Really appreciate you coming in. There Thank he is, you. Oscar De La Hoya, uh, April 20th, Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Uh, we're going to bring in our next guest here. Uh, if you don't mind, it's uh, going to be a swap between you and the aforementioned uh, Eddie Hearn. Eddie! Okay. Yes, Jeez, yes. Okay. God damn it, man. Uh, and uh, appreciate it, Oscar. Good All right, brother. You, guys. you got okay, it. There he is, Oscar up, De La Hoya joining us. Uh, always great. Fun and... Uh, there they are. Okay, so we bring in uh, Eddie Hearn of Matchroom. So good to see you, Eddie. How are you? It's a pleasure. It's nice to see Oscar. Yes. Thanks for the kind words. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fascinating dynamic here on the program. <laughs> uh, I why I'm here, really. I, I mean, you're uh, you're Eddie Hearn. Exactly. Yes. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a day, Eddie. Well, it's good to see you. Um, fun event. Wow, I don't even know where to begin. What a time to have you in here. Congrats on a fun event in Orlando. Yeah, great. The Caribe Royale. Nice spot. I've been there. 
It's turning into a bit of a boxing hub. Really. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's got a two thousand room and a just under four thousand room. Okay, and everything's on site. The fighters love it. Great atmosphere. Belanga was sensational. We needed it, and yeah, re really good spot for boxing. How long have you been here? In, in, in this office, in the studio today? How long? Like, how much did you hear of... of... Oh, I heard, yeah. Well, I, I saw Devins and I saw Ryan. Oh, okay, you saw everything. Because I knew I you flew in today. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was a little yeah, nervous yeah. about that, if I'm being honest. They told me that's you're right. flying in. Oh, no, it's like every time I'm in New York. Yes, I appreciate that. There. This time with the family, too. Got my kids here, yeah, they're out there. They're Golly. in the green room. Isabella, Sophia, hello. Hello, uh, begrudgingly? Uh, no, no, massive fans of yours, there. Of mine? Oh, huge. Wow, yeah, I'm big yeah. with the youngsters. Huge, I don't know if you know huge. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's been good. It's been good. It's hot. It's, uh, uh, you know, Is it's this been lovely, but, chat, you know, Walter Park, Universal Studios, Disney, all, all, mi all mixed in with press conferences, weigh-ins, stuff, so... And when they hear you saying this right now, are they offended or no. are they aware that no, we, we, you know, you're it's, open, it's, honest? Yeah, okay, really, so you were going to Disney in between? Yeah. yeah. Golly. So, it's it's, a, it's a one-off, but it's been, uh, it's been a nice experience. Okay, so why are you in New York? Well, I'm here for Haney Garcia. I mean, okay. you know, I, I heard all the stuff. Wait, like, tell me your response. No, I mean, um, the deal was done between Golden Boy and Bill. We had a matching option with Devin, which we decided not to get in the way of for some financial benefit and obviously to help promote the show. You know, I think a, a, a fight of this magnitude, and I don't sound egotistical, but needs the goat, really. So, you know, they brought me in, brought in the big guns, and uh, just here to support Devin, really. We've, we've been working with him for five, six years. Contractually, after this matching right, we have nothing with Devin other than to present him with opportunities. Obviously, he's got Devin Haney promotions, um, and yeah, just, just really pushing a great fight. I think it's a wonderful fight. Is it worth it? Like if, if you're not financially involved, involved, is it oh, worth I'm your financially involved. Oh, you That's are the whole point. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is the whole point. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be if I wasn't. I mean, okay. So, you know. so uh, correct me if I'm misreading, but the, the, the picture that was just painted in mm -hmm. front of me was that you have no financial involvement. Oh, I do. Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I and how does that work? Just because we had a matching right with Devin. Okay. So obviously we weren't going to exercise it for the, the best interests of the sport and Devin and particularly DAZN. DAZN, right. So we're not involved with the promotion, the logistics, but, you know, here really just to support Devin and, and help him where needed. Um, happy for him to take the lead. The fight is in association with Matrim. Yes, we've got our logos everywhere. Nice, but no real involvement. I'll okay. let Oscar take the, take the limelight and build. But I think it's a brilliant fight. You know, I think um, I have to take my hat off to to Ryan and Devin. I mean, Ryan reached out to me quite a while ago and said, I want to I want to make this fight with Devin. What do you think? And I, I didn't Post-tank? Really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This okay. is like <clears throat> three months ago. Okay. Or less, two months ago. Um, and I didn't really believe him, to be honest with you, because I think it's a very tricky fight for him. And, you know, he, he seemed genuine. And then he moved on to Roly Romero, which actually was probably the right fight for him because it's a much easier fight. Right. That fell through. And then he messaged me again and said, look, I'm back. And obviously then Oscar and Bill picked everything up and away they go. And I think it's brilliant for boxing, brilliant for DAZN. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's the perfect fight for DAZN, you know, um, two different fan bases coming together. And, you know, I think, as you know, always champion the platform. But, you know, on a level, from a global position, from a US position, from a UK position. It's the one thing I didn't hear too much of today. I heard Ryan push it a little bit, but the zone is the home of boxing, the global home of boxing. You know, coming off, obviously, Belanga, 
last week. You've got coming up Brian Garcia against Devin Haney. We've got Taylor Catchrell the week after. You've got Joshua Ngannou next week, which we'll come on to, no doubt. You've got Fury against Usyk as well. I mean, it's just, it's it, by far and away, the number one platform for boxing. So this was a really big catch for them. And I was surprised it happened. Why is that? Just because really from Ryan's side, like Devin I've known for a long time. When I was working with Devin, before he, he was, he was a bit unlucky, Devin, because actually he was built into a mandatory position. He was chasing Vasily Lomachenko. Mm. And I wasn't sure about that, but he was adamant. That's what he wanted me to deliver. And then top rank requested that Lomachenko get elevated to what was called franchise champion at the time. I don't know if you remember. Mm -hmm. And Devin became really a paper champion. That's what he got, an email champ. That's what they called him. And it wasn't his fault, but he defended that title. And it was only really, you know, after he fought Jojo Diaz and Linares, but then he flew to Cambosis in his backyard, won the undisputed, had to go back for a rematch clause, and that was difficult for us because, we, you know, we're pretty close, but he had to take that deal. And we always dreamt of having our first undisputed champion in America, and we always talked about it. But he had to take that deal. Two wins, comes back, beats Lomachenko. Tight fight, but, you know, I thought it was a great performance. And then he's promotionally free again, moves up a division, fights Regis Progre, shutout victory. He will fight anyone. Like him, I really believe that him and Bill have no fear in fighting anyone. So I knew he'd be up for it. But I think Ryan deserves a lot of credit because coming off the tank victory, uh, defeat, the Duarte victory, jumping in again, Devin's very difficult to beat. Very difficult to beat. And um, I think Ryan deserves a lot of credit because these are the fights you want to see, especially two young guys in their prime. Normally you get sort of the back end of the career, okay, I'm looking to cash in. But, you know, Devin, as I said, always up for fighting anybody. But I think Ryan deserves a lot of respect as well. How do you feel about the location? I like it. You know, Are you surprised? I'm, uh, I was surprised that there seemed to be a lack of understanding of where it was, but I, I like the move to the Barclays Centre because, you know, one, I think New York is a, a fantastic you know, venue and market for big-time boxing, but that venue in particular, you know, Madison Square Garden is second to none, the mecca of boxing, but PBC used Barclays Centre as a base for a long time, mm -hmm. and... It, it's really been dormant in a boxing sense. I think it'll do really well. Obviously, the gate, you know, I get, the, I heard the conversations and, you know, it's it's um, going to affect the financials of the show. But, you know, from a vocal point, and we'll see if Canelo Alvarez fights. Don't forget, if he does fight on May the 4th, it's only two weeks after. So does that take a little bit of shine away from the fight? But I really like the Barclays Centre for the fight. I think it'll be a, a fantastic atmosphere. Is that true what Devin put out based on what you know in your business relationship with Canelo that MGM doesn't like for a big fight to be so close to his fight? I don't fights? think anybody does. You know, I think yeah. it's not just those Canelo fights, it's any fight. Okay. You know, if you're talking about, you know, Cinco de Mayo and a big fight announced for Canelo Alvarez, does April 20th become a little bit of a tough sell? Nothing's ever going to outsell Canelo. Nothing's ever going to overshadow Canelo. But two mega fights so close together is never ideal. So, you know, but again, that's got to be formally announced anyway. So um, I understand, you know, Ryan's from LA and it's there's a lot of money to be generated in Las Vegas, but I really like the fight in New York. I, th I think it's a good fight for New York. Is this your first interview of the day? Yes, it is. Okay. Why do you think I'm rusty? No, not at all. I was going to say, there, how dare you? No, no, not at all. Not at all. You never are. It's it's uh, remarkable. I mean, you do like nine of the same interview throughout Fight Week, and, and it's it's wild to see. The reason I say that is because I do want to put a pin in uh, 
in in Ryan Devin talk because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people waiting to hear your thoughts on Canelo. Uh, so I'd be remiss mm-hmm. if I don't. Since we're talking about him, I, I need to jump in there. Mm-hmm. Based on what you know, is he done with PBC? <clears throat> I mean. I've seen a lot of reports that I've had a lot of phone calls from people saying, yes, congratulations, Canelo's coming home. Get your pyjamas on. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, you know, I think you've seen from the reports that obviously the initial route that, that they pursued of the three-fight deal looks like it may not be happening or it's not happening. Um, me and Sal talk a lot and, you know, we've, we've spoken recently in the last couple of days and... Uh, there's nothing, you know, I went back to a couple of the, the Mexican media today, there's nothing confirmed with us, just a couple of conversations. Um, of course, from our side, it would be a dream to bring him back to Matram and DAZN. It would kind of be the icing on the cake for the platform with everything they've got planned as well. Um, I really believe that the Jaime Munguia fight is a really big fight. I think, you know two kind of split fan bases, if you like, a little bit in Mexico. You know, when you're a great like Canelo Alvarez, not everybody loves you. His, his, his fame and his appreciation, his adoration is, is huge. But there'll always be someone that wants to knock you off your pedestal and a young undefeated Mexican in Jaime Munguia. And the difference is, you know, when I spoke to Sal, and I think what people don't understand about him is he will fight absolutely anybody. Like, he, he actually thinks it's quite funny when people think that he wouldn't fight Benavides or he wouldn't fight Crawford or he wouldn't fight these guys. But the one thing he wants more than anything is great fights. Mm. He wants people to come to win. And I think he was really disappointed with the Charlo fight in terms of how it played out from a match perspective. Like, Charlo felt the power early on and just tried to survive. Canelo wants someone that comes to him with ambition to try and win. And that's why we float the names like Belanga, you know, and I appreciate Edgar probably needs one more marquee win or not, but, you know, I get it. Jaime Munguia just stopped John Ryder. Morden has the credentials to fight Canelo Alvarez. David Benavidez as well, great fight. They're the fights that Sal wants because he wants someone that comes to fight with him, not just to try and survive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why I think the, the Charlo fight, the second Charlo fight, fell through. One, because commercially it just wasn't a seller. And two, I don't think, after fighting the brother, I don't think Sal, you know, like he, he's astonishing the fact that he just loves to fight. Like, and I think when you talk about someone like Munguia coming for his crown or Belanga or Benavides, they are the fights that excite him. So, um, yeah, being honest, I'm going to do everything I can if he's available. Is he available? Yeah, I mean, I, by are the they done? Of things, from, from, by, by, by the sounds of things, by the sounds of the report, by. But the I know you know more than the report, obviously, yeah, from what you can say. Yeah, I, you know, I don't want to say too much, but but what I will tell you is, I would I would like to to work with him again in May and in September and for the rest of his career. You know, we had, we had a great run, mm. and um, in this sport, God, there's some cowboys, you know. It still fascinates me, this business, you know? <laughs> In what respect? Just sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes even when I talk to Dana, you know, that, that people in boxing, like I look at some of the organisations and I look at some of the promoters and I just think, wow, you really don't know what you're doing, do you? You, you know, there's a saying, I won't swear per se, but there's a saying in England, it's called pissing in the wind. Mm-hmm. And what that just means, it's just like you just, 
you're all over the place. All and over the gaff there, I All say. over the gaff. Yeah, yeah. And people take positions on fights, people take risks that are just unfathomable. And when, they, when it goes right, it's okay. And when it goes wrong, it can ruin your business or, or the fighter might not get paid for months and months and months and months. So I think people who have worked with us know that we're just different. And I think Sal knows that as well. And I want to try and get in a position where I can provide a pathway for Sal to end his career with us. And I'll do everything I can. He's a businessman mm. as well as a fighter. Fighter first, businessman second. And the deal has to be right. It's not just, oh, I love Eddie. You know, I love Matrim. The deal has to be right. And, and he'll, he will make you work for the deal. And hopefully we can work hard enough to get his approval. Were you surprised Oscar was so dismissive of Munguia versus him? I don't know if he was working me here or not, but I, I don't he know. Was I like, mean, no yeah. chance. Yeah, I mean, how could it be no strange, chance? You know, we've obviously we're in very extensive conversations with Jaime Munguia, ourselves, and Dazone, which he will know about. So recently, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, okay. we, you know, to make a play for that fight, we've got to make sure there are two people on board, not right. one. So there's been extensive uh, conversations backwards and forwards to make sure that we can try and move forward with that fight. For me, if the Munguia fight's out, no problem, snooze to us. But if it is, then we'll move Edgar Belanga straight in. You know, he, him and Keith Conley called me last night and said, it's a small cut, we'll go. And I promise you this, Belanga will, will turn up and he will try and win that fight. It'll be a bloodbath, but it'll be Mexico against Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. It'll be a young man, you know, with, with plenty about himself that will come to win. And he will give you a great fight, win, lose, or draw. But I do think the Munguia fight is a, a very big fight. Is, it, is that the front runner, you would say, at the moment? I think uh, Sal would fight anybody. Belanga is the mandatory with a WBA now. So at some point, I'm not saying he has to fight him now. Right. But at some point in the next six, nine, 12 months, he will have to fight him. Maybe he gets it out of the way. But I like Munguia. I like Munguia now. I like Belanga, maybe in September, or Benavidez in September. But, you know, again... This, you're talking about the greatest fighter, really, of the current generation in Canelo Alvarez. And a man that has no fear of anybody, even in the back end. And by the way, he has earned the right to fight whoever he wants. Like he, Look at his resume. It astounds me that people still question his resume. Look at it. It's unbelievable. But yet he's still not just looking to have easy fights around the world and just cash in. He wants to fight. I see the, the thirst in his eyes, the hunger in his eyes. But he wants someone who comes to fight. And those, those three names that I mentioned, they're all cracking fights. What do you make of the state of PBC now? Given this, and you know the, the Amazon deal hasn't quite kicked off just yet. It will in March. How do you feel about where they're at right now? I like our spot. You know, I think we're in a great position. I mean... You know, again, we backed the zone and they backed us many years ago when we believed streaming was the future. And, and there's been a lot of pot shots from people who are saying, oh, they're on an app. They're on an app. I mean, right now, you know, PBC are also on an app. And I think that they would do anything to be with the zone right now. The Amazon deal looks to be a pay-per-view only model with no regular shows. And that it's impossible to run a promotional company or a promotional business and develop fighters unless you have a schedule that can do so. You can't just have pay-per-views. And the problem, I've been there before, you know, when I was with Sky, we were doing so many pay-per-views and you end up kind of like just stuffing a load of fights together to make them a pay-per-view. 
And if you look at the first offering on Amazon coming up on March the 30th, that's a classic example of a fight of a card you've just bundled together to try and convince the consumer that it's pay-per-view. Tim Zhu against Keith Thurman. I mean, like, I, really, I find Tim Zhu really exciting. No one knows who he is in America. Keith Thurman hasn't boxed for two years. It's an absolutely dead fight. Yeah, you know, there's some good stuff on the card, ish, Roley against Pitbull. And, but what you end up doing is you know the only way you can run your show on Amazon is pay-per-view, so you have to build one. And if it's the wrong time for your key stars, it's okay putting Javonta Davis against Frank Martin or something like that as a pay-per-view headline. But when you kick it off with... You know, it reminds me a little bit, actually, of when we started with The Zone. We didn't actually have the talent. We were just starting. We were trying to sign fighters. I ended up doing my first ever show on the zone in Chicago. When I look back now, it was an unbelievable card. It was Jesse Vargas against Thomas Delorme. It was Arta Betabiev against Callum Johnson. You know, there was three or four other world championship fights on there, but it was like a panic job, Ariel. You know, it's like, oh, my God, Jarrell Miller was fighting. I mean, it was like, just stick a load of t- and hopefully it's big enough. But it didn't have the standout main event. And that's the problem when you do a Thurman against a zoo. It's just going to bomb. And if you continue to do pay-per-views, and this is, again, we, we always talk about the price point for the US market, $79, $89. It has to be Canelo Alvarez. It has to be Haney Garcia. It has to be the one that you as the consumer, the fight fan, say, I'm not missing it. Boys, girls, let's get around the house. Let's make a night of it. And that's a Haney Garcia. That's a Canelo against Munguia. That's a Joshua against Ngannou. That's a Fury Usyk. They're pay-per-view fights. Not Thurman Zoo with Rowley on the undercard and Jerron Ennis against his mandatory. Bomb. And that is the problem with pay-per-view in this country and, and worldwide as well. So who is your competition now? If PBC is not that, who would you view as your top competition? And you can't say no one. I think Top Rank are a very good company. Okay. You know, I think they have a very good broadcast deal with ESPN. Um, Do you think TKO is going to try to buy top rank? TKO mm, being UFC, yeah, WWE? No, yeah. uh, I think if TKO are doing anything, they're doing it with us, probably. Oh, yeah. Just because I think they're smart. Um, has that happened? Has, ha, no, not really. T- I mean, I was with Daniel in Vegas doing, yes. like, a couple that, of weeks ago. Did that get brought up? Not really. I, I don't think, I mean, I think the boxing arm, I think it's going to be very interesting what happens with the ESPN contract. Mm-hmm. which is up in about a year and a half, something mm-hmm. like that, with top rank. You know, if you lose that contract, you're really in a poor position. You know, do do TKA move in and take over the boxing arm on ESPN? I don't know. Anything could happen. Um, I don't know. I'm sometimes not sure what Dana thinks about the boxing market. You know, I think he's... One minute he likes the look of it, then he's not so sure. I think it's his, like, it's his North Star. Because I think in his heart... He's a boxing guy. Not to say that he doesn't, but well, like... I think he might be a slap guy now. <laughs> That's right. You know, I mean, you like I was that. astonished. Yeah, listen, I, I'm, I've never really been a fan of the slap. Yeah. Lee, slap. Yeah, yeah, something. But when I was with him the other day, he was explaining to me the model, the numbers, and it's a huge... It's, you know. Did you go to it? Was it, no, was it the same no, weekend? I didn't no. go, no. Okay. But listen, I mean... You were fanboying around Dana. Wow, I saw I you always talk. do. You yeah. love. I know him. you don't. I know no, not, no, you, you know, love I know it. you don't like it when I do that. No, Ariel, no, 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 no. Fanboy around you. No, no. I like. To, you give him great props, but, and but he listen, is. He I always, is worthy of I always that. treat people how yes. they treat me. No, I'm, I'm just taking yeah, the piss. And he's so. always, you know, one. He's been extremely courteous to me. He's always 
brought me in. He's, you know, the first time I met him, was there for a couple of hours, touring around, going to the new um, Apex, which was actually being built at the time. You know, when I went to UFC London, he stuck me next to him by the cage. And, like, you know, I think, I think that, you know, I've heard him talk very negatively about Oscar and Bob and <laughs> right. actually all the guys that also right. don't like me. Yeah. So there is like kind of like that allegiance. But I respect the business and I, I respect what he has done. And don't forget, a lot of what we have built through Matrim is based around not the model from a fight perspective, but the model of a, a corporate fight sports business. Mm-hmm. And also what he has done as a face of the business or the sport is a you know there, there's a there's a method to to my madness of how I've done the same thing you know I, I'm not looking to be the star of boxing but I need to have that prominent profile to be able to bang the drum globally and, and nobody is promoting the sport of boxing globally you can talk about you know top rank they don't do international shows they might do a co-pro in Japan every now and again but they're not on the ground building events in localised markets with a broadcaster like we are. You know, Mexico in Oaxaca last week. Then we're in Orlando. Then we go back. We're in Saudi Arabia. Then we're back in Sheffield. You know, then we're back out again in America, America, Italy, Spain, Australia. So that's our model. Um, and I don't see, you know, these other guys like, you know, I think Oscar does a good job. I think Oscar's a legend of a fighter, you know. Um, it's just a different type of business. I saw you guys do the face to face, and I thought that was like the uh, the coming together. Yeah, I'll be honest. Though, I think Oscar talks about wanting to work with other promoters and stuff like that. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. You, don't you, you have to understand. Oscar was, he is maybe he's a superstar. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's very difficult. But for me, all the fighters that I represent. The ones that are making their debut over four rounds, they're my boss, right? I work for them. I do as I'm told under the direction of my fighter. I find these promoters find it very difficult to accept that same role. And, I, you know, if you were a pound-for-pound pound great fighter, how can you bring it upon yourself to say that this young kid that's starting his pro career is my boss? You know, Bob, that older generation... The fighter used to work for the promoter. The business has changed. We work for the fighters. They are the talent. They are the stars. So for me, I have no problem with that because I respect the game. I know it well enough to know how difficult it is. But also, without the fighter, we have nothing. But these other promoters, they don't, they don't think. They talk a great game about we're for the fighters. We're for the fans. I don't have an ego with it. Honestly, not at all. <laughs> no. But it's very different, you know. I have an ego, but not in that respect. One of the best things we've done recently is the stuff with Queensbury. Mm. You know, the 5v5 coming up in June, you know, the partnership in, in Riyadh. You know, next week, Ariel, we have the World uh, Masters of Snooker, the Riyadh Season oh, Masters of Snooker. Yes, yes, yes. On the 4th, 5th and 6th. And then we go into AJ and Garno on the 8th. Will Barry be there for that? He won't be, actually, No. Has he, he been to be, Riyadh? Actually. No, he might be. That's his baby, yeah, no? Isn't, sure. isn't this We've got a lot baby? going on at the moment, but yeah, I think so. I think so. Anyway, the, the, what I was wondering regarding, uh, and we'll get to Riyadh in a moment, but have you ever had a relationship with a fighter like his relationship with Ryan? It is fascinating to listen to him talk about Ryan. Like, he I, wouldn't can't be, I wouldn't want to be in that relationship. He can't speak to him. No. That blows me away. I wouldn't want to be in that relationship. So you've never had anything it's remotely so, close? It's so toxic. Right. But... 
I just feel like, at what point would you just sit down with someone, you know, and go, mate, this ain't good for none of us. So we've got a couple of options here. We can either walk away and agree something, or we can work at it, you know? But I don't, I don't want to be involved. Like, once you reach a level in business where it's not the be-all and end-all, it's about enjoying life. It's about enjoying the journey. You know, this Saturday, we've got a young man called Ray Ford. He's fighting Kolmatov on ESPN for the WBA featherweight championship of the world. When we launched in America, I signed Ray Ford. He was, he was a baby. I remember him walking into the office with all his family, right? You know, sort of like, we've built him and he's done a brilliant job to the World Featherweight Championship. On Saturday night, he has the chance to become really what I think, an, an American star. That is the most enjoyable thing. We've never made a cent out of Ray Ford. And maybe we won't. But that journey, that night on Saturday, if I can jump over those ropes and see that young kid and all his family become a world champion and change his life, that is the beauty of what we do. Mm. The business is the business. You have to run a proper business. The moment the relationship becomes toxic with a fighter, like the worst, the worst PR you can ever have is a fighter talking negatively about you. Because I want every fighter that we've worked with, you, you don't have to agree with everything we've done, but all I want you to say is they were honest, they delivered their promises, and they paid on time. Mm. That's it. And, and really, anything else, it's the worst publicity, especially internally, because fighters look at it and go, why is, why is he saying that about him? You know? um, and it's going to be interesting, the build-up to this fight. Like, there will be an implosion. And one of the problems Ryan has is really that emotional, mental side of that relationship as well. Because you've got to prepare for a fight. How can you be 100% if you're emotional or if you're in an argument or if someone's getting on your nerves? I don't know. It's a weird one. Mm -hmm. It is a weird one. Super weird. Mm. Um, and like, I, I, to the I, point where they don't want to even see each other. Talk to each other. They were both here and there was no... Like different corridors. Right. Weird. Um, so, all right. So, so you have, oh, you mentioned uh, Saudi Arabia. Let's mm. touch on that. Uh, and by the way, just before I get into that, you, you mentioned uh, Ford fighting this weekend. I wonder if, the, I, was, I was thinking about this. You had Smith fight in Quebec City mm. against, you know, he was a big underdog, mm -hmm. let's be honest, against Better Biev. Then you have Ryder fight mm. Mungia, also an underdog. Do you feel like you're willing to put these guys out there to fight these other fighters with other, and they kind of dunk on you? In the, but it's like, it's but not... Boxing's so weird. Like, I mean... One, we're very lucky to have you know such what I'm saying? a passionate yes. fan base. Yeah, yeah. And the, you know, the, the digital interaction, the conversation that's driven online is like no other sport boxing. I mean, MMA, I know, has it. But if you, if you match a fighter easy, right, everyone moans. When you put him in the deep end and roll the dice and get beat, oh, I can't believe they've stuck him over there against Betterbeev. Right. What are they doing? Oh, Ryder, he's got Ryder beat again. What about the money they made, the dreams they were chasing, the legacy they were trying to create? Well, you know, the whole point of sport is to reach the highest heights. If you get beat, if Ray Ford gets beat to Komatov on Saturday, who's a very good Uzbek fighter, fantastic amateur, like, there's still a future. And this is where the sport of boxing is getting it wrong. Don't worry about rolling the dice. If you roll the dice in a tough fight and you're not good enough, you can come again. 
Make sure you get financially rewarded for it. But also, that's what sport's about, trying to be great. Like, I hate padded records. I hate people that don't want to lose the O. There comes a time when you get built, it's time to press. The, my dad calls it the button, you know, under the desk. Mm -hmm. Where you say, you know, now it's time. It's a trap door. Boom. It's time. And that comes in every fighter's career. And, and they should be chasing that. And they are. But the fans need to just, like, if you lose a couple, it's okay. You know. Well, you but, know who doesn't believe in padded records? Francis Ngannou. Because he jumps in there, he fights Tyson, now he's fighting AJ. I, I would love to get your take on this. You probably weren't paying attention. You had your own show on Saturday, but the PFL, you know who the PFL is, right? Bellator. Yeah, yeah Bellator. They had the, okay, very nice. Come on. I hey, I don't know. What do you think I am? I don't know what you're paying attention Come to. On. You I'm knew about that show? I'm paying attention to everything. Riyadh, you, you saw I'm that? paying attention to everything. That's why you're the man. Uh, there's a lot of people who don't think he'll ever fight for them. And especially, what I was told was, if he beats AJ... Mm. The fight will be his PFL debut will be in December. If he loses, they want it to be in late summer. There are some people who believe that he will just never fight. Like he's the train has left the station. Mm. He's so even if he loses to AJ, there's a ton of guys that he, he could fight Parker. He could fight who knows and probably make a lot of money. Do you think that there's any merit to that? That he I, has become so big in the boxing world. I think if he gets destroyed by AJ, I think he'll fight MMA. I think if it's competitive, certainly if he wins, mm -hmm. he'll go on and potentially fight Tyson Fury. This fight's going to tell us a lot because every time I talk to you, I get very scared <laughs> and I just get a little twingling in my stomach because I know you think he could win this fight. Definitely. But I love AJ, by the way. We're, we're good mates now, yeah, so please don't drive anymore. a wedge. Now you've said that. No, no, no. I just mean no, but you know, punch like, your chance. So, yeah, absolutely, by the way. Yeah. You know, and this is not, like, when I went to the gym the other day to see AJ, yeah. he taking this, like, this is a, you know, Tyson Fury times 10. He's taking this fight so seriously because, you know, Frank Warren talks about the jeopardy in this fight. That's a great word for this fight. Because if you get beat, you've got beaten by zero and one guy. But when... Turkey Al Sheikh, His Excellency says, the winner of this fight will go on and fight for undisputed against the winner of Fury Usyk. That, to us, is a dream chance because we chased that for so long. And I, I can't tell you how much I believe AJ is going to beat Francis Ngannou and then he's going to beat the winner of Fury Usyk and he's going to become undisputed heavyweight world champion. Now, that might be that guy which we talked about earlier with Ray Ford, the guy who's on the journey, the big fanboy. That's me. I see a side of him that I haven't seen for so long. Before he fought Otto Wallin, I went in the change rooms and he was hitting pads with Ben Davison. And I was like, oh, my God, he's back. And I've never seen anything like it. You know, punching with ferocity, confidence, tactically completely on the same wavelength as Ben Davison. Like, and I hoped that it would translate in the performance. It did. Now we're going to see. It's a week this Friday, Ariel, this fight. Mm. A week on Friday, two giants will meet in the ring in Riyadh. And when you say giants, this is the first time AJ's fought an opponent that outsizes him. This guy is huge. I mean, you've been around him plenty of times. When I turned to him at the press conference and started talking to him, <laughs> and then I turned to AJ, it was like a cruiserweight, you know, and a heavyweight. So this is a real threat. And when those two come together, press conference, weighing, 
and in the ring in Riyadh. This is two, this is, this is Godzilla and King Kong. This is like two ginormous men and anything can happen in this fight. You land one shot on the chin, it's over. And, and whilst I tell you, I'm very confident AJ's gonna knock him out, and I am, I also see, and you will see a, a promo that's dropping. You may have already seen it, knowing, knowing your connections. Okay, but in the next couple of days, and, and it made me just think, maybe this is just one of those guys you hit on the chin and nothing really happens. So it might have to be a systematical breakdown of smart boxing, but I still stand by what I tell you every time I see you. Mm -hmm. I do not believe he can walk into elite-level boxing and beat these guys. Now, against Fury, was it a great performance? Yes. Was it an underprepared Tyson Fury? Yes. Was it a confused Tyson Fury about what he was getting? Yes. We got 10 rounds of footage to dissect Ben Davison and Lee Wiley and the team. It's much better than none. Mm -hmm. But I'm nervous. You're nervous? Very Legit. nervous. Legit. More nervous for this than Otto Valine? Yes. Yes. One, because you just don't want to be losing to this guy. Right. And two, because this guy is built different. Why do you say it like that, by the way? A little disrespectful if I'm not Because he's that. a zero and one guy that no, you should be losing to. Why do you guys say that? To. He's not. He's a UFC champion. He been anything. He's walked the walk. Right. Eric, he's been in there 25 minutes against yeah, Daniel Cormier. Let, let me flip it back to you. Like, I don't know. Not Daniel Cormier. Tyson Cormier. Fury or Alexander Usyk going into the cage. But they still are fighters. They're not but bums off the as, street. But as soon as you get in a clinch, really the fight's over. The fight should be over. And you translate that into boxing, that in, in, a, in a tactical battle with a good stand-up boxer like Anthony Joshua, you should be much too good for this guy. Like mentally, the, the, one of the big challenges in this fight is the mental aspect. You mustn't fear this guy, Ngannou. Well, and that's very difficult not to do. Right. But you've got to be aggressive. You've got to be smart. You've got to be vicious in your attacks. What you can't do is, is let him feel like he can walk you down, get you in the clinch, overpower you. Because he didn't, he didn't want to be that active against Fury. He liked the breaks. You've got to box at a rhythm and a tempo that will actually tire him out. Because I promise you, if this is a fast-paced fight, by four, five, six rounds, this fight's over. He won't be able to stand up. Fury let him rest. But one thing also, which we can't necessarily fathom, is the confidence that that fight gave, t gave Francis and Garner. That's what scares me more. Because this guy's just built different. Mm -hmm. he, he, he has no fear. He should actually be half petrified that he's fighting a guy that has boxed for 10 years at the top level. He, he should be thinking, but he's not. He's thinking, one of these on the chin. And it's all over. That's what happens when you've survived shark-infested waters and you've been put in detention centers. Like, no, none, none of this is, this is all a walk in the park. No disrespect to AJ, no, listen, but like the guy. They're both, cut. look, I mean, <laughs> AJ's come from humble beginnings. Yes, no. Got I himself in trouble, but Ngannou's on another level. And the fighters know that as well. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah. they, they know this guy's a serious player. Like, you've only got to listen to the story to know he don't, he don't mess around. The, the, the scene in October was unlike anything I've ever seen with all the legends mm. there and the pomp and circumstance. What, if anything, can you tell us about what they have planned for next Friday? Yeah, are, are I they mean, expecting listen, I think to do something similar? You know, His Excellency has always got unbelievable things planned. I mean, you know, one again, it's a great card. They're coming thick and thin, these fights. And that's, as we know, at doing a show nearly every week, it's quite difficult logistically from a promotional sense to actually get everything right when you've got so many events coming. 
the February 17th fight was a blow. You know, Fury Usyk falling through. But this, this one, and then building up to, of course, Fury Usyk on May 18th, and then June 1st, Bivol Betabiev with Matrim Queensbury 5x5 five five on the same night. Like, you can just expect, I can't wait to get out there. You know, I actually said to His Excellency, I think it was last night, I can't wait to get back to Riyadh. <laughs> and people will think that, oh, he's just saying that. He's like, this is a special place. And the events are of a magnitude that I've never seen. Never seen. And I'm very honoured to be in the mix of people that are involved. One, because it's obviously it's good for our business. But two, I'm getting to see things that I thought... Like Bivol Betabi have such a great example of a fight that commercially might never hit the numbers in the US that you need to satisfy the fighters. He comes in, he looks at that fight, he loves the fight, he just makes it happen. Mm -hmm. Then you put Match from Queensbury on, on the same night and it's like, where's that come from? And, and we get to see that fight. Can you imagine Bivol Betabi? He's such a great fight. And that's really what's been lacking in boxing just making those big fights. And I just hope that all these fights that get made, it's difficult because of the money the fighters are getting paid to make those fights happen in, in their domestic markets. But I just hope that fighters and teams and managers particularly just understand that being in big fights is actually beneficial for the career, win, lose or draw. And just money in a sport like boxing still has to be, you know, I don't always like to say it, in front of fans it has to be the primary driver it's a dangerous sport you've got to try and leave this sport financially secure but chase the dream chase the legacy chase that night when you get crowned champion you know when you drop to your knees and you're there all the dreams that you had as a kid come true don't let boxing don't let money don't let the advisors just make you think that it's purely a business never take away from the glory of the sport and that's why greats like AJ like Canelo Alvarez, who have got more money than they could ever have dreamed of, still get up and train three times a day and want it more than anybody. It's such a great point that you make, and it's the point that baffles me. Again, I'm not trying to drive a wedge between you and Dana, but he keeps saying, hey, it's hard to get Conor to come back because of all the money. And, I, and I'm calling BS on that. I think Conor wants to fight, but he keeps saying because he has all the money. But here you are. You just said it. AJ, Canelo, those guys make just as much as Conor McGregor, and yet the MMA fans continue to be told – it's hard to get Conor back because he has too much money. Yeah, I mean, I talk to Conor quite a bit. and I believe he wants to fight. Yeah, so do I. I but I, I still think he's going to want the deal to be right. You know, I think... But I think come, he actually doesn't make as much as Canelo and AJ in that. No, I agree, but that's there a problem. comes a point where... See, sometimes you'll do a show where you have to give them what they want because it's in the best interest of the sport and the business. You know, maybe I could make more money on a small show than I do promoting Canelo Alvarez, right? But what does it mean to my business? What does it mean to DAZN? What does it mean to my reputation with fighters and my opportunity to sign young Mexican fighters coming through? So in many instances, you take a bath to deliver. Mm. And if it was me... And it's not me, and he certainly doesn't need my advice, Dana. But I'm bringing McGregor back, whatever it costs. Because he injects an enthusiasm and a vibrancy into the UFC that no one else can. can. Agreed? Like, mm -hmm. there is no one in the sport that can make it happen 
for the UFC and MMA like Conor McGregor. When he comes back, the press conferences, the build-up, the value of the business, the ratings, the pay-per-view numbers. Biggest the digital combat, interaction. Exactly. in my opinion. Do you agree? Yes. So what I'm doing, and again, it comes back to Canelo, where you know, it's, it's no surprise that sometimes with these guys, you know, over the years with AJ, you know, you start off on a percentage, it goes down, it goes, we joke about it all the time, me and him. But that's just what happens when someone's earning a huge amount of money. And but what AJ has done, not just for British boxing, but for Matchroom, you know, he's helped build our business as a boxing business and a, and a sports business by having one of the biggest stars in the sport align with our company and our corporation. So for me, I'm on the boat with Connor. And I'm talking till I get it done. Mm. And I'm reaching a deal. But he he will be hard work, Connor. Don't don't worry about that. But worth it. Hundred percent. Right. Legend. Great self-promoter. I mean, I don't know if he's still got it. You'd know more. But you put him in with someone that at least, you know, you've got a good chance of winning. But what he can do for, you know, the UFC. But I guess sometimes when you talk about major corporations, like TKO and that, that level, maybe there's a, you know, it's like, no, this is the deal. And that's what happened with Ngannou, isn't it, really? Mm. I mean, it was like, take it or leave it. This is your money. You won't get anything like this. And off he went. And... Whether he got lucky, whether it was earned, which I believe it was, you know, he got it. Mm -hmm. He secured the bag, as you say. As I say. But for Connor, whatever it takes, I'm bringing him back. That, that's, you know, because he can do what nobody else can. And he knows it. Right. And that's a, that's a very powerful thing. Um, I'll, I'll ask you a few quick things, then I'll let you go. I don't want to keep your kids waiting. I feel <laughs> bad. They probably want to kill me at this point. Um, when will we get the five-on-five five rosters? Looking to announce it next week. Oh, wow. Actually, yeah, the call. Cool, While you're out there. Yeah, that's oh. the plan. Um, can I break it? I've been breaking all the news You there. can't break the fights, no. but what you can... I mean, the matchups. You know, and I've got to say, like, I don't want to sound like just a His Excellency fan. Right. <laughs> but I am a His Excellency fan. I don't mind saying it. Because a lot of these concepts, a lot, a lot of these formulas are his idea. So we talked about Queensbury versus Matrim for some time. He was the one that says, let's make it happen. Five, he actually announced it at a press conference, impromptu. Like You didn't know? Well, we, we talked about it, but he just said, yeah. this is happening. And this is the and the format is all his idea. So we choose two weight classes, Matra. Mm -hmm. Frank Warren and Queensbury choose two weight classes. And he chooses a wild card weight class, right? Once you announce those weight classes, you don't know who you're picking until it's announced formally. Wow. But you'll know the weight classes. So at some point, probably this week coming or early next week, the weight classes will be announced. And then the, the chat starts, the interaction from the fans. Who's it going to be? You have to pick your best available fighter from that weight class that's willing to fight. So, you know, I don't know. If it was light heavyweight, he might say Anthony Yard. And I might say Callum Smith. You know, if it was... And they have to agree. No, they have to. He, he, you won't know. We, we, none of wow. us will know until His Excellency says, weight class one, light heavyweight, Queensbury, who's your pick? Wow. And then we announce our pick. It's so, like Champions League. It where is, you that's, but that's the will thing. Will you film this? You should film yeah, this. Of course we will. But, oh, you the, are, okay. but the great thing is, the, like I said, the interaction, yeah, the debate, yeah. you know the weight classes, but you've got that period of time until the announcement where you just don't know who's going to meet. That's brilliant. But it's funny because although myself and George, Ryan and Queensbury, we're all like chummy, chummy, 
we're, we're both desperate to win, like desperate. You're going to see us on the night screaming and shouting. I think we're going to put up some kind of bonus for the tea. Like, we, it's, it's going to be a real team event, and we have to win. Like, we can't. I know it's friendly, friendly at the moment, but we want to destroy Queensbury. Yeah, they want like, to destroy us. It reminds us, me so. of you sitting next to Jake at Taylor Serrano. I was watching some of that the other night. Yeah. That was tremendous. That's I was, why I think you, I hope you're at Barclays on April 20th. Yeah, of course. And you're cheering. If I'm allowed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. But <laughs> that would be great scenes, right? You're cheering on Haney. He's cheering on. Yeah, like, people want to see that. Yeah, of course. And that's what you'll see on the 5v5. Oh, I won't just be cheering on. I'll be in the corner. <laughs> I'll have the spit bucket. I'll be in there between rounds. But going back to, that's that's life for yeah. me. Do you know what I mean? That's like, there's nothing like it. And that's, again, going to Ray this weekend and stuff like Those moments seeing a fighter go on and achieve their dream. That means so much more. But winning, winning is everything. And you don't always win, you know, but you never lose, you learn. And that's the key with boxing. That's what fighters have got to understand. If you're in the right fights, if you're rolling the dice for the right amount of money, don't be afraid. Chase greatness. Uh, This weekend, I'll be in uh, Puerto Rico for Amanda Serrano's uh, homecoming. I'm looking forward to that. Is there any chance she wins and we revive the talks with... Katie Taylor, is there any chance of that um, happening? I mean, she, she or Jordan or whoever it was messaged me the other night saying, look, would you, you know, is that a, a fight that you'd be interested in? Recently? Yeah, yeah, like okay. a week ago. Okay. I just went back and said, look, Katie's fighting in May and we want to make the Chantel Cameron trilogy. Okay. If we don't, she's got a load of mandatories to take care of as well and there may be an interim fight before Chantel, but she's going to fight Chantel, subject to the deal. But then when you look at the fights beyond that, I think there's three fights for Katie Taylor of, of, of magnitude. Chantel Cameron, three. Amanda Serrano, two. And Alicia Baumgartner. Mm. That's a great fight. And, you know, I think she just wants, she's another one, like Canelo Alvarez. She just wants the biggest fights. She understands every now and again you have to take care of a mandatory, but really she just wants the biggest fights. Like, really, most people thought she'd lose against Chantel Cameron in a rematch, right? She wants to fight her again. But there's part of you that should go, well, we won that one. That'll yeah, do me. On. Yeah, yeah, that'll do me. No, she wants to fight her again. Serrano fight, probably one of the greatest fights ever seen mm-hmm. at the Garden. She wants it again. Now, Baumgartner, who's dangerous, can really punch. She wants it. You know, and she's, she's, she's amazing. So they're the fights, and who okay, knows? Okay, so, so Cameron is likely next. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so, again. Three arena? Yeah, probably. I mean, Stupid we keep Croke flirting Park. with... To be fair to Croke Park, we had conversations, you know, say so they tried. They, they were at least open to discussing it. I don't think a lot of these organisations are mad about staging a boxing event, if mm-hmm. I'm honest. But, you know, when I talked to Katie about it the other day, she's just like, we need, to, we need to get something locked in. So let's keep the chat going for the summer. You know, maybe we have a mandatory in May. Maybe we fight Chantel in July. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. I, I definitely don't rule out the possibility of fighting at Croke Park, but I think three arena is more likely in May if we go in May. Any chance you talk to Terence Crawford? Now there's also reports that... Well, there's so many fighters from the PBC who are looking to yeah. jump ship or looking for a date or... Can you jump in there? It has to... The, you know, the business has to be right. Like, Terence Crawford... The problem with Terence Crawford is Terence Crawford against X... It just doesn't do the business that Terence needs for his number. 
you know? Mm. But this is what leads to inactivity. Look at Deontay Wilder, right? He had, what, well over a year out the ring. I think he'd done 20 seconds in 18 months. All because he wouldn't take the money that was on offer for a run out. Then flip the switch to AJ, who's boxing four times in 11 months, and took the money against Franklin and Hellanius that no one else, Deontay Wilder wouldn't have taken it. I'm not fighting for that kind of money. Mate, you've got to get active. You've got to build the profile. You've got to stay ready. You've got to keep relevant. But more importantly, when you get into a big fight, you've got to be prepared. And that inactivity killed Deontay Wilder. And AJ, guess what, took two smaller paydays and then bang against Wilding and then double bang against Nganu and then treble bang when he wins the Undisputed Championship. You've got to stay active. And that's the thing with Terence Crawford. When was the... July. Spence fight? July, okay. So what, with nine months now? Eight, nine months. He's got nothing planned. He's not going to box before May or June. He's going to be out of the ring nearly a year again. Take a fight to Omaha. Defend your world titles. Okay, it's, you've got money, right? It's not like you're going to be fighting for free. You're going to be making millions. But stay, re stay relevant. Build your superstar status. You've got an incredible victory. People will forget about you. And this is the problem with the PBC roster over time. Tank is another one. Tank is a superstar. You know, needs to be more active. These guys have got to be fighting three times a year. Terence Crawford fights once a year. You know, and arguably the greatest fighter of our generation. Can you, you know what Sal wants to do? Sal wants to fight three times right, right. in 2024. Okay, two last quick ones. Can you stop writing to Tank Davis? He keeps trying to dunk on you. It's 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 not it's uh, there there has to be a sort of code that not every DM or email is going to be released. But it's to not the, the code for him, is it? You know. So, no, no. So why don't you? Because I want to make the fight. You know, we made him an offer for ten million dollars plus upside on pay per view, on pay per view and the gate, which could have made him twenty. It's like he just doesn't want to discuss it and then he just tweets it and it's like, but like at the end of the day... It doesn't annoy you. I, my emotions are dead in the game. Dead? Other than the glory. With all these guys, him, pff, levels, <laughs> levels. Do you know what I mean? But you just smile. You just smile and move on. You, you kill him with kindness and bury him with a smile. That's all. And you just know how good you are. You believe in yourself. If Javonta Davis wants to post... My offers. I know he's going to do it every time. Okay. I mean, it's what it is. He's that guy. Is it something you would do? Is it something I would do? No. Everyone's different. Good luck to him. But I actually thought $20 million to fight Conor Ben. Nice night at the office. Right. Let's see what he gets to fight Frank Martin. Um, last one. When you're up there on the dais and, and Sam Jones is doing what he's doing, I mean, I loved it. Mm. Is there any part of you that's like, can you chill out? No. You love that. Of course. Sam, that was, Sam, by the way, the, 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 without, the two stops yeah. were amazing. It was great theatre. Without Sam, the fight wouldn't have got made, number one. Sam reminds me a lot of me 10 years ago. Okay. Right? When I went to Belfast to do the Quig Frampton presser and they were all throwing things at me and shouting at me and I was doing the same thing. Like, not naive because he's a smart guy, but, you know, fairly new excitable, very outspoken, and, and you need, you know, Shakespeare says all the world's a stage. We're all in this mad play, not just in boxing, but in life. But in boxing, you need characters. So you need Sam Jones. You need Oscar de la Hoya. 
You need the mystery of Al Heyman. Mm-hmm. You need the 93-year-old, Bob Arum, I'm still here and I'm not going anywhere. You know? You need Don King, right? Every now and again pops up, yeah. you know, <laughs> and pays about eight million for a fight. And you go, that was in a sports centre. How has that happened? Yeah. <laughs> but that that's the madness of boxing. So, you know, Sam Jones has been brilliant and he wouldn't let that fight go. You know what happened with that fight? The money that fight was costing, it had to go on pay-per-view, right? And DAZN said, we don't want to offer fights like that on pay-per-view. We want to offer it as part of your subscription. There's a lot of pay-per-view fights happening. Joshua and Garner, Fury Usyk. They're the kind of fights we need to make available for free for subscribers. But the amount of money, it's just too much. Mm. So we were like, so I said to Sam, Go and talk to other broadcasters and see what they say. Straight away, Sky and one other came back and said, oh, yes, please. We'll do it on pay-per-view. Off we go, off we go. They came back to me and I said to DAZN, you've either got to put the money up here or let it go on pay-per-view on Sky. And our good friends at DAZN said, no, we'll put the money up and we'll make it non-pay-per-view. I didn't think this fight was as big. I knew it was massive, but I didn't think it was as big as Sam Jones told me. We're going to Leeds, a neutral venue. We've done 11,000 tickets like that, all sold out in a, like a couple of hours, right? It's a massive fight. Could you have gone to a bigger venue? Yes. Yeah. Mistake? But it's okay because Josh didn't want to go to Manchester mm. and Jack didn't want to go to Scotland. O2 wasn't available. So it's, it's, like, it's like the third biggest arena in the country anyway. But it just shows you when you get it, when you get it right, when you get the rivalry right, the narrative right, the two city press tours open to the public. That was great. You've right? got to do more of that. Yeah, we have. But also, when you open it to the public, sometimes there's a rivalry. And, sure. you know, two guys you ain't got to say anything to, just let them go. Yeah. You know. Got a little Jack, physical there. Yeah, it did. Yeah, but but not too much. Right, you right. Know? And, you know, I'm excited for that fight. And it falls one week after. You know, you could have a run there of Haney Garcia, Catrell Taylor, Canelo against Mungia. Wow. That's what we live for. And that's why, as I said before, sorry for the plugs, to zone the global home of boxing, number one platform in the world, unrivaled, and everyone's going to continue to see. Amen. Um, you know, the chat, we have a chat here, and uh, they keep saying, is, is Eddie going to demand a rematch in the darts? But you were just on a flight. Awful, and yeah. I don't want to put you through that. You're not that. coming to Riyadh next week? Or you are? Well, you know, I don't... Surprise guest. I was just going to pop in. You, you know, are, I was just going to show up and say... Well, why don't we have a game of darts in Riyadh? Oh, me versus you. Yeah. I they saw you the other night, or the other day. I killed Alex Pereira. Do you see that hit the triple 20? Yeah, I know. With my back against the wall. So you don't want the smoke here. You want... I'll do it. I, do it. I, mean, I, I, just, I don't want to... You know, sometimes I feel like, if I be honest, when you do those interviews, I feel like you're like almost like a dancing monkey for these guys. They're asking you to sing. It's like, it's like a... That's what I do. It's enough, no? Whatever. Sometimes you don't say like, guys... I do 9,000 interviews. That's do I need I to sing that? the other day. We've had a lot of requests for you to sing. Can you sing us out? Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, no. No, what are I you? Like fucking, uh, yeah. Mask singer. Yes. Something like that. It's a know. lot, no? no? Anyway, let's just do it. Just, okay, for, just for fun. Just for the kicks. Um, thanks for breaking the news that I'm going to be in Riyadh. I didn't. You did. Well, <laughs> am I going to... Uh, where's my thing? Okay. My first time. I don't know if you know this. I always find with my height that these lights are a problem. Listen. Uh, are we sharing the darts? No, no, no. Here, here, here. These All right, are okay. All right, great. Um, Can we have three warm-ups? Absolutely, okay. but uh, I, just want to re- I just want to respond to what you just said, the accusation regarding the lights. We actually drop the lights when we know you're really? coming in because it's a home court advantage for us here. Okay, that's... I would have actually taken that. 
I get a bit. I get a bit nervous at the. Forty-five. You know, yeah. So do, go do you know? Do you know who signed this, by the way? Michael Van Gerwen. Michael Van Gerwen and uh, Bully Boy. What about Luke Littler, eh? Ah, uh, what a legend. Unbelievable. S 17 now or 16? So am I going first? Oh, uh, yeah, you go first. This is what you do, right? Yeah, and Did by you... the way, this is an official dartboard courtesy of our friends over at uh, uh, PDC. And Windmouth. Yeah, and Windmouth, of course. Um, all right, here we go. That's Which... a treble 20. That's a triple, wow. Okay. I was do you just want me ask... to stop now or? No, okay. no, that's okay. Imagine if I banged in a 180. Oh the my God! What are we what are we playing for? We didn't even put stakes. Well, now I've got that trip. I know. I thought it was about like... forty grand. Okay, right, all right, okay. fair enough, fair enough. Right. Oh gosh. I actually think I could get a one eighty. And by the way, I saw that your foot was over. Leave it out. You can't get that on uh, camera. Oh, close. Oh my Whoa. God! No way! <laughs> hit the no light. way! Hit the light. I'm no what way. happened? Did you hit it the light? It was standing the triple twenty. Ah, uh, you know yourself, Eddie. Uh, so what would that be? Is eighty. That a, is that really a triple? Yeah, yeah it is. Okay, eighty. So you've only got eighty to beat Ariel. Nothing. No problem for you. I only you, need two darts. Do you know who's still the champion here? Who's never? We've never been able to surpass. Hey. Sky Nicholson, really? 91. 91. I can't believe it. I just needed my other dart. I would have been probably well. been there. Yes. I think he was going in the one, actually. Do you mind giving me some space? Sorry, it's, mate. You're a little bit crowding me here. Um, all right. Do I get my three warm ups, too? <laughs> I, I don't need warm ups. No, you can have warm up. No, it's okay. No, no, because I don't want any excuses. Ah, that was close to a 25, but I, I hit, what is that, an 11, Joe? Yeah, 11. Yeah. Oh, again with the almost. It's a almost one, isn't it? One. Is that a one? Again with the almost one. Yeah. So if I get if I get a sixty, what did you get? Eighty. Am I fucked? Yeah, completely. Uh, uh, oh, I got a triple four. Twelve. Yeah, twelve. Twenty-three. Twenty-four. Yeah, not good. Okay, one last one. One last one, Come please. Then. Okay, now is there proper stakes? <laughs> what are the proper? <laughs> you're like you're you're asking my kids. First to three. First uh, to five. Okay, this okay. is it. If, wait, wait, um, if I win, I get to walk out Francis Ngannou on March 8th. You are doing it now, aren't you? Is that, is if that if I doing? win, I fly, I go to Riyadh, I fly, walk out Francis. Okay. All right, go. here we go. No pressure, by the way. Here, this, is this, for, this is ridiculous. This is for the, uh, the Hearn family legacy. Oh, my God, that was so close. What was that? It was a treble one. Uh, just, okay. just yes, yes, skewed. Yes. Uh, 20. Ah, oh, 18. 18. 39. For, uh, 39. 39. That's a nice score for you to, to beat. Uh, a nice little plug for my good friends at the PDC. I, I hear that uh, you'll be back at the theater. Madison Square in, Garden. I think May 31st, I Correct. was told. So we'll be there. 39. 18. That really gives you a great chance. Oh, that's 26. You got 39. You, huh? need, you, you need 13. Oh, you've done it. Ah, yeah. You've done it. One, one. Tiebreaker. Come on then. All right, let's go, Eddie. I mean, let's go. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Most people must have logged off by now. Oh my! No, this, they love this. Is they it? love yeah. the darts. Okay. Oh, they love the darts. Okay. Here we go, Eddie. Me versus you for all the marbles. Don't fuck it up. You, what um, do we got? A five? A twenty? No. A one. Twenty-six. Uh, I feel good. I should have. I should have quit while I was on top. Oh my god. Twenty-six. Um, so I'll get to Don't walk overthink out. overthink it. Just I'll, I'll get to walk out Katie and Francis. That's what we're playing for here. Here we go. Shout out to my good friend Brian Peters. Great guy. You like him? Top man. Top man. Led to Carbone with him, right? You know that he's uh, Ray Ford's manager. Oh, yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Will he be there this weekend? He will be. What'd you get again? Uh, 126. Okay. No, 26. 
Oh, that's great news. No, oh, it's an 18. Oh, that's yeah, terrible yeah. news. Oh, that's great news. That's 23. And you got now, 26? Now, all you've got to do... <laughs> right, all you've got to do is hit that there. Why? You've got to finish with a treble sure, 20. Sure, 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 sure. Come on. Eyes closed, Come Edward. on. Treble 20. And we'll see you on March 8th. Oh, no! <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, there it is. 29. Eddie Hearn. Awful dot. Well done, mate. Well see done you to you. Rio. Yes, see you out there. Uh, that's Eddie Hearn. We'll take a quick break. What a day it has been. Plenty more to come. Don't go anywhere. Here's my conversation with Marab Dawalishvili. Oh, my God. What a day, fellas. What a day over here at the MMA Hour HQ. What a time to be alive. I mean, a who's who? A who's freaking who? I'm exhausted. I don't know about you guys. I am exhausted. Uh, I do want to apologize to Eddie's daughters who are here waiting for their dad to, um, to be done with the likes of me so they can resume their vacation. I am sorry for taking an hour out of your days. That is my fault. But we don't get to have Edward on. Uh, quite often in studio. I know we've had him on uh, numerous times uh, via Zoom, but that was fun. You know, there's so much to uh, to talk about, and especially on a day where we find out that Canelo is potentially done with PBC. I don't know. I, I'm not sure if you guys will remember this reference. I think Rick might. Uh, GC probably, you might have been working for ESPN at this point. Do you guys remember the... I don't know who went first. Was it Dwight Howard or Stan Van Gundy? One of them went first. They had the scrum, and then the other came in, and it was, it was super awkward. It was Stan who talks about Dwight. Yeah. Dwight comes in. Yeah. And is is completely unaware that he's just been talked about. And uh... That's what I felt the Oscar Eddie back-to-back was like, but except he was aware. You know what I mean? I was like, he's talking here. I'm like, does he know that he's back there? And I mean, let me say it this way. They, Raya Garcia talked about him at the press conference as if he wasn't there. So I don't think anything. Oh, you know what? You're actually Eddie. taking it a step further. I was talking about the Oscar Eddie dynamic. I even forgot about the Ryan Oscar yeah. dynamic. Actually, there was like a whole ladder of like <laughs> of dynamics. Started yes. a dynamic with Ryan, and then Ryan has a dynamic with Oscar, and then Oscar has a dynamic. With yes. Eddie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that got interesting. <laughs> what a day. What a day, man. But they're all pros. They all showed up, and they all gave us uh, incredible content. How many people do you think were back there today in total with, like, all the groups combined? I feel like Alex is going to be 50? How many? 34. He says 34, 34. total. That's, that's we the also added. Count. We also added people on the fly as well. Yeah, yeah. I was seeing that happening in real time. I was like, wow. Um, a lot of people. A lot of yeah. People. Yeah, I mean, they, they, Team Haney rolls deep. Who had the biggest crew? Dev, Haney for sure. Okay. I mean, it, it's like, it, it's big time. I mean, Ryan showed up with like a few people and then like 10 more showed up afterward. I was like, oh man, Ryan doesn't really have like that big of a crew. And then the rest of them showed up. So yeah, the boxing guys, Lord. they always roll deep. This is like exhibit 5000, why I love boxing. And, and just the, not why I like it more than MMA, but just the differences. You don't get these types of dynamics where you have like Oscar and Eddie and, and then DAZN and all this stuff. Like, you, you just, it's a fight. Is, and, and it's not to say that one is better than the other. It's just a whole set of circumstances that aren't available to us to talk about and sink our teeth into. So I enjoy that side of things. And it's uh, fascinating. And, you know, what can we say? Uh, since we brought back the darts, fellas, we're 2-0. and 
Yeah. Pretty damn clutch, Cruise. if I do say so myself. Pretty damn clutch, if I do say so myself. Uh, and Walking uh, out in Ghana? I guess. I mean, when I said that, I couldn't think of anything better in the moment, but like I was like, um... I think we should run that one. By yeah, by Francis. <laughs> well, like Francis, he said, else, yeah. the promoter for the other guy said I could walk you out, so I hope After you're... walking out with Kamaru Usman and Israel Adesanya in your last fight, now you've got Hawani. Uh, let's... All right, guys. Hey, didn't realize you were behind me there. Uh, I, I, this is a shoot right now. This is a shoot. I actually don't know how you guys did, how the parlay... But, you know, I built it up. I built it up as the last stand... I built it up as Juliana's potential, you know, ultimatum. And I have no idea how she did. Because I, I actually think that if she wins and you guys lost as a collective, I think she's remaining. But I haven't confirmed that. I have no idea how she did, and I have no idea how you guys did. So please enlighten me. Juliana's pick one. Oh, all right. Who, me? <laughs> but overall, we lost. Ah. Uh... So I wonder what that means. Is she a team gal or is she a... Uh... So she did respond to mm-hmm. the, the tweet MMA Fighting puts out uh, of the parlay, and uh, she said she did her part, uh, which I obviously responded. I said, me too. Um, you know, Rick, unfortunate circumstances, loses the Raul Rosa's fight. So that just... Frank, just who the me? One. I mean, it wasn't a bad pick. So I guess... I don't know, lost... It lost. I guess what we're trying to say is, uh, Frank, I'm replacing you. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, all right. I've only I've already done that once. Um, you know, on this. <laughs> Frank Frank told me he was going to go to battle on why he took what he took, and that he was going to stand by his pick. Now when push comes to shove, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's six. What is that? Oh, that's why you took the pick. Yeah, I was I was trusting uh, Claire's clairvoyance. Oh, uh, right. Oh, wow. You're blaming my daughter. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It feels pretty low. That's messed up, bro. It was pretty low, man. Um. All right. Well, I guess you live to fight another day. I guess. I we'll... guess. I mean, we still haven't won in 2024. It's Zero coming. wins. Everyone it... likes a dramatic storyline, and we're just starting from nothing, and we're going to end the year big. How did you do, Connor? I did pretty good, man. Yeah, we can uh, we can recap it real quick. Uh, the Super Bowl flyweight unders, it did disappoint. Started two and one, was looking nice, and then uh, the last two end up going to a decision, including the main event. Um, twice now, I've I've unfortunately needed, I needed Joe Pfeiffer or the fight to not go to a decision. Neither of those things happened, and then I needed Brandon Moreno or the fight to not go to a decision. Neither of those things happened. Uh, so kind of rough, but, I mean, we still had a great week overall. We go 3-1 and one on the parlays, 7-4 uh, and four on the singles. Make a nice call with Brian Ortega. Uh, it's almost as if, you know, someone could have warned you about Yair Frankie. If only someone was betting, you know, on Brian Ortega could have given you a warning. If I could make, like, a cool pun there with your name. If only there was someone, you know, up now up almost 111 units all time. They tried to give you a warning, but, you know, I mean, who uh, who am I to say? Uh, so, yeah, another good week, back-to-back, up almost seven units. Almost had the biggest winning week ever. We were up 11 units going into the main event, obviously take a hit by losing both of those, Moreno and the fight to, to go to a decision. But two back-to-back good weeks. We are now uh, fairly firm in the green for 2024. 
uh, and well back over 100 units all time. So hopefully we can keep it rolling. Um, probably not going to have much action this week. In the week. This, this card is not great, but I'm not the only one who did well. We, uh, we do have some big hitters. And, of course, don't forget about the big uh, Mendes Rano Nina Menke fight this weekend. So, uh, Yeah, we got Jake Paul, Paul minus 1,000. We've got... Uh, We've got Amanda Serrano, minus 2,500. Do you remember what he was going into the last fight? A big favorite. Was big he 1,000 or is this bigger? I think this is bigger. Wow. It's like minus 700 or something like that. All right, we start off. Kaya Kaya, 33838. He goes Brian Ortega, round three. Brandon Royval to win by decision, plus 9,500. Turns $5 into 400 at 80. I wish I had that clairvoyance. Going into the uh, into the main event. Next up, Marky Nude. Mark goes Brian Ortega and Brandon Roy Val in a parlay. He throws eight hundred dollars on that, turns it into seventy two hundred. Another just nailed it. Vince, our guy Michael Boyan the third. He just had an exact us all over the place. Brian Ortega by submission round three, a hundred to win twenty to, uh, to win two thousand. Jason Jackson KO round two over on PFL Bellator, 90 to win 1,000. And then hits Vadim Nemkov to win by submission in round two. And Vadim Nemkov to win by submission turns 180 Canadian dollars into almost 2,000. And there was Spud's bad bets. Spud, he's all over the place. I mean, had UFC, had PFL Bellator. Either way, a plus 22,738 parlay. He's got Jason Jackson, Naimov, Fares I Am, Brandon Roy Val. And then he just sprinkled Brian Ortega by submission in there as well. So very impressive. And then last but not least, he's kind of become a staple on the show. I mean, we've, we've had to shout him out several times. He's having a massive year this year. That is our guy, James. Lucrative MMA. Brian Ortega to win in rounds three or four. Parlayed with Brandon Royval to win by decision. Cool 500 on that. Turns that into $40,375. Then he also had Brandon Royval by points. Another 500 to win. thirty-seven fifty, And then two Brandon Royvals. Just the money line. 5500 into almost another 20000 So that Brandon Royval by uh, decision paid this man handsomely. $60,000 on him winning by decision. So I'm sure when you hear that 49-46 Moreno, uh, his stomach dropped. But shout out to Luca DeVille, He is killing it this year in 24. Wow. That timed out perfectly with I was music. Say, I mean, Holy just, smokes. Had that thing playing. That is incredible. Because sometimes the song will restart here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. Um, all right. Well, we keep rolling. We keep fighting. We keep uh, striving. Um, sure do, sure do. I haven't, I haven't been on anything. Happened? Anything we need to talk about before we say goodbye? I don't think so. I think we were the attention today. I think everything happened here. The boxing hour. The boxing hour, man. You know what I don't get about 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 the griping and whining and complaining about all that. I love it. Yes. Oh, you love it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I won't say anything. No, tell me, no, tell what? me. You love it. No, you tell, me, so tell, me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. It's free content. Well, you beyond beyond just the stupidity of like we're giving it. you great content. Sure. Um, 
if the show was named something different, it'd be acceptable. Like, yeah, that's oh yeah, the, yeah, that's the threshold. Like, if the name if the name was anything else, you'd be like, oh, now I'm in. As opposed, like, just pick what you want to watch and or don't. Who cares? Like, yeah, someone said. The, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, sorry to break the news. The show hasn't been an hour since 2010. Yeah, the hour part might <laughs> the be hour more part uh, that. controversial. Yes, if we're being honest, it hasn't well, been if, an hour as since... if as if it hasn't just been combat sports inclusive for a long time. Years. Years since prior to the the ESPN days wrestling, uh, I can I can assure you at some point in the near future the name will evolve and change. I don't really care. It's not an hour, so it doesn't even matter to me. I don't even think of these. things. Honestly, I, I am with you. Like I do, just kind of love it. It's amazing how angry people get about it. Uh, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, Oscar Del Hoy, Eddie Hearn. Yeah, pretty uh, good. That was stars, a good stars. day. I mean. Uh, you should see the security guys downstairs. They love De La Hoya, man. Oh, they must have been loving Big that. Fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah, fans. yeah, I bet. One guy had to clock out and he just hung around just to say what's up. Damn. They must love a us. Living legend. Yes, he's literally, yeah, he's a legend. Absolutely. He has an aura. Um, I see a quick thing here about the UFC and the fighters in the class action antitrust lawsuit are engaged in a, quote, private mediation just two months mm-hmm. before the case goes to trial, according to a court filing today. Um, so that's very interesting. One would think that they don't want it to go to trial, Zufa. Yeah. So let's see. Would assume that they try to mediate. That's that's interesting. One also thinks that they've been at this for so long. I think nine years. They're so close to it finally going to trial. You wonder, unless it's like the greatest deal of all time, you wonder if they take that deal. So that's going to be amazing uh, to watch unfold and a fascinating story to watch unfold to see how it all plays out. Can't even believe it got this far, to be honest. Um, but we can have plenty of other times in the future to discuss all of that. I'm spent. I'm tired. It's time to go. Great day. Appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. We covered it all. We covered Mexico City. We covered uh, PFL. And on Wednesday, I'm off to Puerto Rico. Yes. Las Boricuas. Did I say that right? Or is it Los Boricuas? I think it's Los Boricuas. Or maybe for the women, it's Las Boricuas. What do you say, Frank? Any insight on that? Perhaps Andy can help me out. Los or Las? I think... Yeah, Los. Los includes everyone. Las is just feminine, but Los includes everyone. Ah, I see you learned something new. You learned something new. Who knew? I thought it was just like masculine, feminine, and there was no sort of intertwiner. But uh, there you go. You know yourself, Frank. I just taught you something about the uh, Spanish language. What do you think about that? You guys are going to go to April 20th. 100%. For sure. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. You put something like that at Barclays on that. You guys are going to go to uh, the presser tomorrow. I will be there. Oh, is that true? Yes. Oh, wow. Be there. Where is it? Uh, The Pavilion, I think it was called. Yes, it's... uh, it's somewhere in... Um, it's in Times Square. Times Square, yeah. It's on Broadway. Yeah. I'm doing something very cool tomorrow, but I can't talk about it publicly at the moment. A lot of big, exciting things happening, guys. A lot of big, exciting things. No pressure. No, no pressure. No pressure at all. Uh, in any event, what a day. What a time to be alive. I feel like I need to do a whole like post-show just to digest all the things that happened today on the show. I guess we could probably just do that on Wednesday. Answer some questions. 
Is your laptop like about to take off? You got like a really loud fan sound coming from it? No. I don't hear that, Brain. Uh, seems like you should look at your laptop. Thank you very much mm-hmm. to all the guests. Uh, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, Oscar De La Hoya, Eddie Hearn, and all the people behind the scenes who made today happen, including that side of the fence, back on Wednesday, same time and place, till they say peace out.